They say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But for our next master, beauty is in the eyeball itself. Italian master Dario Argento has terrified audiences worldwide with some of the most spectacularly gruesome kills ever to be captured on film. Argento has mixed a potent palette to elevate horror into an art form, turning violence into perverse beauty. Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 166 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, the phantom of the podcast world, Moods. Yeah. And of course, I have my two 90s dirty diapers by my side tonight. First up, we have the Mexicant, who says he likes Phantom of the Opera more than Deep Red. Double Liar J, a.k.a. JP. And we have the return of the other guy. The gristle of this show, the lure master, the Jew, NES Ruler 22, aka Livestream Larry. And I would like to welcome back to the show for the very first time. So, how could it be welcome back? It's the That's rock. a joke he does all the time. Oh, okay. The man who is the first person to appear on this podcast who has shown his penis on screen in a film, Mr. Parker, <laughs> aka Dave. What's going on, guys? Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, Dave, I had to do it, man. I had to That's do it. That's all right. At least they didn't make you wear a merkin. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have wore a merkin. I think it would be worse, dude, working, putting a merkin on you down there than just showing your dick, right? Man, I got to say, man, yeah, like I, I, so. I, I have seen a lot of movies with you, and I was actually looking at your filmography today on INDB, and I was like, damn, I've seen a lot of fucking movies with Dave in it. And you've shown your penis in a lot of those movies. Yeah, sometimes I even got paid to do that. <laughs> I, I, guess, I mean, right? that's the American dream right there. Well, yeah, let, get let me, paid to show your dick. Let me ask you something. All the Dustin Mills films that you appeared in, did you make any dough? Because I know oh, your sometimes. buddies I know your buddies with them too, so does that do you do it out of a friendship thing or just For Dustin I'd do it for free anytime, but he's paid me a couple times. Oh, and really? uh recently we got this short. I knew the guy who was producing it. We used my house and uh, I started it. It's not done yet. Well, it's not released. It's done. But he hooked me up. I got a good payday out of that one. So, cool. Awesome. That well, that's good, man. So, so I, I, I'm assuming most of the gigs you've done, you haven't really made anything from. So, I mean, you got thirty uh, act. You got thirty acting credits on here, which is crazy. Damn, you're yeah. almost about mm, one sixth of the way to be cool, dude. And there's probably half more quality movies on your list and than there are on his list. <laughs> I doubt it. They're probably like some of them probably range in the same quality, except I didn't film most of my scenes and send them in. I was actually somewhere. I had to I had to leave my house. Yeah, that is funny, right? He does a lot of that shit. It seems like he just kind of films somewhere, you know, in his basement or some I shit. Mean, and <laughs> they just like cram it in there for no yeah, reason. Pork Chop Two, at least that one's actually funny. That is actually. I barely funny. remember Pork Chop Two. Well, the movie itself is completely forgettable, but Jeremy is right. There is a funny ass scene in that film with Cool Duder and his family. And it's it's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. It's his whole family. It's so funny, man. Like, yeah. Is the first pork chop the one with the robot? I think I so. I honestly, I, I haven't seen him in so movies. long. I can't even remember him. I remember the first one I laughed at, and then the second one I was like, "This fucking sucks." <laughs> it does. <laughs> the part. You know what's funny? Actually, uh, I had bought Pork Chop Three. I think directly from the director, and it even said that it was going to come with like you know glasses and all this type of shit i get it and it doesn't have glasses and i even have like the red and blue shit at home yeah i could watch it and stuff i was like fuck this i'm never watching this shit i still to this day i've never watched the movie 
<laughs> I did that with the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trilogy. I ordered it, and then like two weeks later, it was like, now the extended cuts are coming out ah. on Blu-ray. I was like, go fuck yourself. You're never watching these. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. That is, man. That is. <laughs> So Dave, man, finally made it on the show, man. I've been a big, big fan. I probably speak for at least me and JP that uh, we've what? probably watched. No, Jeremy too. Jeremy not even, always... I was even going to say something so nice that Dave is the one person in our community that I respect the most out of everybody. Literally, I've been saying, I've been thinking that for Gee, since I've stuck. No, it's true because Dave has been making videos. <laughs> He's an OG YouTuber. He's been making videos since the start. He's never been a phony bitch. He's never been like, oh, I'm cool because I like extreme movies or anything like that. He's been a straight up guy. Nice dude. His videos never changed. And he's not a phony ass bitch. And he knows pretty much more than all of us. So I oh. respect the hell out of Dave. And Ooh, it's got uh, me for he's sure. a legend. He's a legend. You, you know, it's funny. Actually, Dave was one of the very first guys I ever started watching because, you know, you type in horror or something. It was either Cool Dirt Dooter that came up and it was like Dave's videos at that time and stuff. When did you start making videos on YouTube, Dave? Like 10, 11 years ago. I know me and you were about around the same time. I, you, you got more no, subs than no, me, no, man. No. You're doing better than me. Nah, man. Moods, Moods was a couple years after you for sure. I started, I, well, yeah, I think I started officially Because me videos. and you started around the same time, Moods, and I definitely watched Dave's videos before I started making them, like a long time before. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I discovered YouTube probably in like 2009-ish, somewhere in there, and I think you were making videos then, in 2009. Um, somewhere around that. I mean, I, I actually started because I saw, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I started in right at the beginning of the 2012, me and JP actually started within like a month of each other. It mm. was, it was kind of strange. And we've he, actually known each other. Around people like this. him more than me though. <laughs> well, <laughs> but the thing is we've actually known each other right from the time we even started to, it was kind of weird. And it is kind of weird. So yeah, I, that's, I discovered you and I was watching like OD six, 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 six and stuff like that. And tat, Tattoo the doorman and shit like that. Yeah, Willie Mark won, bro. Willie Mark won. There's only a couple of us left from back in the day. You know, and that's the thing. And, you know, I was even thinking about this the other day. I was, I wanted to make a, um, I was thinking about doing like a, like kind of like an OG tribute video to the YouTubers that got me into it. And I was trying to find like Tattoo Doorman. He's taken, yeah. Like some of these guys have taken down their videos. And I was like, ah, I don't want to do it without Tad on there and stuff. Mm-hmm. I missed that. Because, like, he was yeah. one of the big influence. Like, we even did body bags. We did, you know, Fright 2. We did a lot of stuff together. And, and I was like, ah, this isn't really going to work. I'm not going to feel like it's complete. But I, the he first- was one of the main members of the first live chats that we did. Yeah, yeah. And actually, the first two people I wrote down was Tat and Mr. Parker. You you guys were the first two people. So, big influence, man. Big influence. I like, I, I like the fact that you still incorporate your original um like vhs intro that you did with the zombie music and stuff it's like amazing. everybody was bitching at me i had to add it on the end and like it's getting to the point where my videos are too fucking long as it is so i was like i'll just throw it on the end <laughs> Dude, so you your progression I mean? of your but, weekly reviews is hilarious like they started out as 30 minutes now they're three hours but it's getting, <laughs> but this i is, get interviews in there and shit and then like i get time to watch more movies and then they start piling up you're like i gotta watch like fucking 12 movies this week yep mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly yeah, we what happened. That with feeling. It, that's exactly what happened with this podcast too. We started out doing probably two-hour shows, like they were even long for you know starting out and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, they progressed into four, five, and some of these franchise shows turned into six hours and stuff, like just crazy. So we we know exactly what that's all about. But as long as you're having fun, I mean, oh yeah, it's all yeah. I remember. And you can tell, man. I, I love. Sorry, but I love the way you edit your videos too, man. You have the multiple camera camera angles and stuff like. It's great, man. Like you even went the extra mile 
when you did the Fred Vogel interview at Wasteland just recently and stuff, and I, I thought that was fantastic. You set up the cameras and even edited it like that. I was like, dude, you're sitting in a hotel room at Cinema Wasteland and you're doing this shit all professional. I'm like, that's that's fucking awesome. It's <laughs> good I mean, shit. Fred's taking his time. I gotta, I gotta, you know, he doesn't do too many interviews like that. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta at least make it semi-professional, even though I don't have like what I need. You know, he does seem to be very modest, doesn't he? He doesn't really. Is, I mean, it, or is he just doesn't like to do interviews? Because like I've talked to him, you know, a couple times at Wasteland and stuff, and he's just, he just, yeah, you know, he just kind of takes it for what it is. So he probably gets tired of answering the same stupid questions like extreme films, and he's like, dude, I don't want to talk. About, you know, he said probably so many things about the same shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like Tom Savini, people are like he's such a dick. And it's like, but you go up to him and say, I love Friday the Thirteenth. Remember when you <laughs> killed that guy? And he's like, yeah, I remember. I was there. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I mean, everyone's opinion of Tom Savini is that We were different. just talking about that. We were just talking about how, like, we, He's like, dick. if we got to meet anybody, we would bring up, like, their l- more obscure films. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I don't want to talk to Carpenter about Halloween. No, fuck, no. <laughs> well, at all. At what, all. I, see, I did that, man. When I when I met Tom Savini, um, I think that was the year I first met you, actually, at Wasteland 2. It was. It was the Day of the Dead um reunion anyways yeah, yeah. so when i talked to tom i of course brought up a film that he didn't even want to talk about and it was a film called it's, no it, it, it's it's called it's my birthday and i'll die if i want to what? and and i asked him i said i would have brought up children of the living dead <laughs> well the <laughs> reason the reason why i asked about this movie because i actually kind of like the movie i think it's pretty fun but he's got this part in it and i was like so how did you get involved with this because it's like super shoestring budget right i'm like how did they get you to appear in this film kind of thing and he's like because I usually don't want to talk about this film, but it was actually his film students that had made the film. And I did not know that. And he's like, yeah, I thought I'd just do a part and stuff. And he's like, you like that film? He's like, it fucking sucks. <laughs> I was like, ah, whatever. It's okay. You should have been like, too bad it's not today. Because you've been like, yeah, because I gave a Sharknado a seven and a half out of ten. I mean, and that what? movie sucks. Who gives Sharknado? Seven and a half. Not Sharknado. Clownado. God, I'm okay. retarded. No, I didn't. Man, I, I, I was like, what the hell is this kid talking dude, about? Dude, I gave sh- I gave Clownado six and a half, by the way. No, nah, you definitely gave it a seven. I would have came in a five and a half, six on Clownado. No, I, I gave oh. it a six and a half. 100% I did. Yeah. Um, did you watch Gags? Me? Yeah. No. No, I heard you guys' review of it. Oh. I wanted to say, yeah, I've listened to every single episode you guys put out. I've listened to, like, I'm a big fan of Horophilia. I've listened to all the Exploding Heads, all your guys' shows, all Horror Mafia, all Slice and Dice, all Death by Podcast. But you guys are definitely one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. So, Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Bye, thank that's, you. That's cool. I remember. That's a so lot of podcasts re- listening. Wow. Yeah, I, I work a I, lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice when you could. Uh, listen to podcasts at work that's how i kind of got into it but i remember when i first discovered your channel um i used to do this thing i'd probably say it was around 2010 or 11 but i used to do this thing where i'd find a new youtuber and i'd go back and watch every single one of their videos from the beginning um and it's funny because i went back when i found out you were being on the show and i went back and started clicking through like your first videos that shit's embarrassing well, you should watch KP's. <laughs> That's just embarrassing. You I watched watch KP's like, fucking Hellraiser video. I, I, Your first no, videos listen. you were shooting on VHS, weren't you? Yeah, and people were like, "That's so cool, you did that." I was like, "Dude, that was all I had. I wasn't doing shit on but purpose." You, you only stopped because I think I remember you saying this in a video. You stopped using or shooting on VHS because your camera broke. 
I, I don't even remember or, that. that or might the have. cable broke to upload it or something. Something broke. But how like, the hell did you transfer it from your... I had this stupid fucking thing that was like an AV jack you plug into your computer, I think, or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was recording over the same tape every time, so the quality would get dude. worse. And <laughs> worse. <laughs> that that I had is like epic, dude. Dude, by this, like, your 70th video, it looked like a cannibal holocaust <laughs> bootleg. Dude, I was so fucking stupid. There's some of the videos where my headroom, it's like, you can see, like, the top of my hair, and that's it, or I did it right in front of an open fucking window with sun behind me. I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm watching I, I a horror remember... anthologies video right now, and you, like, can't even see the cover of Cat Eye. It's all <laughs> distorted. <laughs> I'm calling Bird Listen, with the Crystal Plumage. Bird with the Crystal Plumage. I should get shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I remember watching these, and I watched all of them and used to do uh, after a while you started doing these like updates where you would show the movie and talk about you would always watch the movie before you did the the update unlike me who i just hold up a random movie i was like i don't know anything about it i didn't didn't watch them i just do a little bit about them oh okay well i I remember you used to put in the comments if you recommended it or it was like guilty pleasure or something like that and you would put list the whole titles and you'd put your recommendation next to it and i remember i, I watched so many not good movies based on those well, like <laughs> just which ones did i recommend stuff. i don't i don't all right here's your trauma horror dvd collection and you recommended oh it doesn't say on this one That's it's like a later in his you know videos, what but that video i remember i'm not sure good. if it was i'm not sure if it was the one that jeremy's referring to right now but i remember him doing like a trauma update or something it might have been a sale video that he, dave did and he uploaded the video with fucking trauma sound effects and it had me fucking laughing the whole time. I made all thing. them sounds. It was so funny, dude. I was like, that's such a great idea because it's so trauma. Like, why wouldn't you do that? It was brilliant. From trauma, of course. Yeah, it was awesome. And then I remember, I did, was it, I'm pretty sure this was you, but it might not have been. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you have like almost like, did you like have your collection in genre with like paper? Yeah, yeah. On, like, like you sharpie on the paper like yeah this is it's like chicken scratch writing oh uh, yeah yeah with I, all right I here, here this is from october 11th 2008 hey i all probably right. hate half these movies now all right 2008 wow ghostbusters he recommended ghostbusters 2 he recommended uh, uh them he hasn't seen uh guilty seen pleasures is monster club monster club's uh, great Feast 2, he recommends. Jack Brooks, Monster Slayer, he recommends. Agree. Um, Hills Have Eyes 2, he's been forever since I've seen it. <laughs> uh, then he talks about Trancers box set, and he hasn't seen those either. Man, I'm not sure if I saw Hills Have Eyes Part 2 back then. Maybe I thought I saw it. I can't. I've seen it now, and I probably wouldn't give that a recommend. No. I, re- I recently rewatched it since the Arrow put out their monstrosity edition of it's it which is still as bad it is man it's a really bad film but it's entertaining crap it's it is it, it's, it's it actually enter- is yeah it, it is entertaining it's a really bad movie like just the narrative with the characters i just like, remember so dirt bikes just like, rah, 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 like a lot of the whole bikes. movie <laughs> a lot of dirt bikes. which i thought was cool when i was younger because i grew up riding dirt bikes i like dirt bikes but oh my god this quality sucks dave 
Man, that's VHS, like twelfth generation. I used to get a, I used to get a kick out of these update videos, man. Dave would like, and that was the other crazy thing. You would always list every movie that you showed in your updates, which I was like, damn, dude, like, yeah, that's what I spent like three hours, like up, you know, doing, yeah, and with recommendations, that was always cool. Um, but like some of those, I remember one update you had like a hundred and eighty movies or some shit. I was like, damn, like you wrote all the titles out, man, recommended or not. I was like, holy shit. And the crazy thing about you, like, if you've never met Dave in real life, man, this guy has so much energy. It's crazy. Just like, foof, foof. I don't know if it was just wasteland, but I was like, damn, this guy's got some serious energy. It's crazy. And Dave, you don't drink or do drugs, right? No, not anymore. Not since high school. Exactly. So he was completely sober, clean, whatever, doing all that. And I was like, damn, that energy is insane, man. But watching these updates was like rapid fire, insane shit. He would show 120 videos in like nine minutes. Yeah. I'm like, how do you do it, man? People always used to act like I was on drugs all the time. They'd be like, slow down. Stop snorting Coke. Yeah. Like, you think I can afford Coke with buying all these fucking movies, man? (laughs) Exactly, right? Yeah. Good shit, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, there's like my friends say I have like especially Dustin Hib like there's two Daves. There's Hyper Dave and then there's Sleepy Dave. Sleepy Dave's a fucking asshole. Yeah. And he's like Yeah. One of my other favorite things that you did was um on one of your episodes where you interviewed the dude from one of the dudes from Vinegar Syndrome. You remember oh, that? Joe. Joe. Dude, yeah. that was awesome. It I was think that's so the guy that insightful. said that he knew our podcast. Yeah, maybe it was. That maybe that was. that was uh super insightful to just hear like sort of the the process cuz we don't hear it often. The process of of acquiring a film and stuff like that. You should I, if you ever get a chance, you should do a follow-up interview because the, I was so into that interview. I am actually pretty decent friends with Joe. Yeah, he's a good guy, but Joe, I does not like he, he I don't think he likes many people, but um, the funny thing is I just kind of basically, you know, I listen to a lot of other podcasts. So I'll listen to guys like Elric Kane from a uh, shockwave. So I, I love him. He's probably one of my favorite podcasters. Cause yeah, he, I like them too. Cause when he interviews guys like Severin and stuff, he asks kind of those questions. And I just kind of, I always take from like, if I listen to your guys' podcast a lot, I'll, I'll register things I like and I'll take the best things from a bunch of different people and try to like do it my way and take mm-hmm. their ideas. But I always try to give credit to those people. Because that's why I don't listen to people. I don't want to sound like shitty, but I try not to listen to people that are way worse at something than me. I'm not saying I'm great, but you know what I mean? Like, I try to listen to people that are better than me at things so I can get better myself. Yeah, the, I, I feel that. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, should have listened to me. That's what you got to do, man. <laughs> you want to get better at things, man. Surround yourself by people that are better than yeah. you. You know, it's yeah. just common. Besides you guys me. ever used to watch Oz? Yeah. The show the Oz? T- remember uh, remember that character? Show? Yeah, remember that character poet? Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. He's like, I've never been. Awesome. He's like, I've never been a winner, but I could always tell who was gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> I know awesome. that's shitty life advice, but you know sometimes it's like that. <laughs> never been a winner, but I can always tell who's gonna win. That was such a great show, man. Yeah, Except six we were talking season, about man. that recently in a chat, I think. Yeah, Mike was. He kind of brought it up from no more room in hell and he's like ah oh, we should do a oz podcast and i was like man i'd be down for that man because i was actually just saying to the wife the other day i was like i want to rewatch this shit <laughs> it was weird really Wait really great timing and the sixth season such a fucking mess i've never finished it i think i've only made it to four season four season four is the best the the, the yeah. coolest thing about oz is that if you it was one of those shows where you could never get attached to any character because if you did you know they were going to die five minutes later <laughs> like everybody dies in that show it's 
fucking cool, man. That prison would have been closed down in 25 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. If you actually, if you actually tally up the body count in that jail, holy man, dude. I love it. First season, Crazy. they're like, we got to shut this prison down. Six people died by fourth season. They're like, hey, fucking, was it Method Man or Red Man comes in? He's Method fucking dead Man. 10 minutes later and no one gives a fuck. Yeah, Method Man. I always I always remember the one thing, the one death in that, oh, I can't remember who he was doing, but the guys that were doing the cooking and shit, they were grinding up glass and they were putting it in dude's food oh, over wow. time. And then he's oh, like, he's like, O'Reilly oh, and Adebisi. Yeah. And he's like, I'm having stomach issues. And he just starts bleeding from the inside. Oh, fuck. I was like, it was. Nino Shibeta, who they were feeding. That's yeah. that's right. I was like, that has got to be the worst agonizing death because it was over time. I'm like, man, this show is brutal. It's brutal. It's a good show. It really was. Um, so I usually do a, a thing with uh, when we have a guest on for the first time called, you know, just five, basically five simple questions. Um, so we'll get into that right now. First question. Right. What is your favorite film that you've appeared in? Um, jeez. And I'm not talking uh, about your part, just like overall. I think Invalid's a good movie. Yeah, I you like know, him. You know what, man? I really enjoyed Invalid. I actually reviewed that, I don't know, probably in my random horror series maybe years ago or something like that. I thought Invalid was excellent. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just like, uh, sorry, Joni gives a really good uh, monologue in that, and I'm a big sucker for acting. When she gives that monologue, like, I remember being on set and I started to get teary eyed a little bit. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think she's good in that. Yeah, it's kind of Dustin's um, homage to like Italian films and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, I really liked it. I even did an intro for that too. Yeah, I, I remember. Kind of... I remember you were all like <laughs> dead eyed. I, I did the voiceover. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was great. That was great. Yeah, that was fun, man. Invalid. Yeah, it was a really great Dustin film. Um, what was your favorite penis scene? No, I'm just joking. You don't have to answer. Uh, which one's <laughs> probably the best? I'll give. I'm trying to think one. Hunters <laughs> sucks. So it's not Hunters. That movie sucks. <laughs> Hunters with uh, Adam Albrecht. Yeah, I don't like that. Not very good. Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Well, I can't really think. I would, I would say the longest one. Apple cart. Yeah, I, I was thinking uh, the hornet sting in the, in the helicause. Is that the one? Like your? Is it that one? Yeah, with the ball gag. I had to wear a ball gag like twice. Back to back movies. I had to wear a fucking <laughs> that, ball gag. That is the ball gag one, and you're and there's a lot of shots of you just like wow. I was like, holy shit, Dave is hey. out there. In Hunters, the dude had the ball gag in a Ziploc baggie, and he brought it. And I didn't know the dude very well. And I was like, he's like, it's clean, it's clean. I was like, no, nah, motherfucker. I took it under the sink and fucking put a whole bunch of shit. Like, I can't use this dude's ball gag. It's like, clean the fuck out of it before I put that shit in. I was like, there's no way. No shit, man. No <laughs> With Dustin's, I was like, it's good. This dude, I was like, nah. <laughs> man, I got a question, actually. The yeah. movie that you're in called nutsack i actually picked up that like ridiculous edition at wasteland a few years back the one that you know doesn't sit on your shelf properly it's got all the yeah, it's all gore and shit on it yeah the gore and it just it sits awkwardly okay so it's got the dude that is from what masker video right the dude that's always selling the, the videos there is that him no comment okay so maybe you can comment on this wink wink the scene well, did he have a small dick or something oh man dude they're I, I gotta know. Is he well? Really, the the is guy's he, not credited. Okay, oh. so is he? Okay, this person is he really jerking off and really coming in the video? Because like I was like, damn, that looks pretty fucking real. Oh, I don't know about that. I wasn't there because <laughs> like it's just like there's no cutaway. There's no cutaway when he's like full on jerk and then there's full on shooting. And I was like, what the fuck, man? I'm like, this is nuts. Have you ever seen Ken Park? <laughs> uh, no. 
I actually had Larry Clark, right? Yeah. I actually, There's like a full-blown, long masturbation scene with Pop Shot yeah, and asphyxiation in that movie. It's it's a little disturbing. Bet yeah. you 10 bucks Larry Clark was jerking off behind the camera. Probably. <laughs> That's actually one of Larry one of the films I've never seen from him, so... Yeah. Um, but I always wondered about that because you know I've you know I bought a lot of stuff from Master Video. I was like, that is the fucking I swear that's the dude, man. But that is just some crazy shit, man. But I, I did that on the Apple Cart pilot, really? not the Apple Cart movie, but the Apple Cart pilot. I did it. Wow. I was like, fuck it, let's go for it. I mean, I was just by myself, but I was like, you can keep it or not. Man, I'm going through your filmography. So, so you start- you're saying there's a video of you jerking off? <laughs> yeah, there, there is. That's all I took away from that. Yeah, in a like, mask. I need to find uh. this. So you started acting in 2011, man. I'm going through your filmography here, and obviously you appeared in the majority of Dustin's films from you know from 13 up, Basalt and Zombies. Man, I think it's about time I do a top 10 Dave Parker, top 10 Tuesday here. I have a lot. Oh. Of, I have a lot of movies that you appeared in, but Easter Casket, Skinless, which is I really like Skinless. You you like that movie too, right? Me? Yeah, yeah, it's. I think it's pretty decent, except I look at the camera at one point, and it drives me nuts every time I see it. I've only seen it a couple times, but I thought that was one of Dustin's better ones. Yeah, I really enjoyed Kill That Bitch, too. I know that you just played the monster or whatever in that, but uh, that, that actually, actually one of the best, too. It actually made my top 10, I think, in 2013 or 14 or whatever. I love that movie. I thought it was fantastic. And then um, The Hornet Sting and the Helicaust, another one. Headless. I actually forgot that you were in Headless until I was reading was the thing. Fun. I was like, and I, I thought Headless was awesome. Um, I based that character off a uh, semi off of like well, my friend would like smoke weed and then also a little bit of Jim Van Beber. Oh, nice. Nice. Jim Van Beber. I fucking love that guy. I love I'd love to sit down and talk to that dude, man. If he just, oh. if he would be calm enough to do it, because I heard that guy's just a little bit insane. So I heard he's like a Jekyll Hyde type deal. And the documentary said that. Exactly. It. Exactly. That's why I think it would be very interesting because I'd pull out the maybe the eccentric and me too and get all weird with him. Um. Yeah, black. Dude, I don't and white remember. Health. I watched Headless. I don't remember you. I was that, the boyfriend. Of that, that was years and years. I watched that back when it came out. I don't remember anything. I had like uh, Lemmy beard. Yeah, <laughs> got my dick chopped off. Yeah, that's my, MO. Okay. That's my MO. Man, you jerked off. Got your dick cut off, man. No jerking off on that one. <laughs> I know, but. And then came 2015, man. You did, uh, you directed Slime Little Bastards and also started one of the segments too. Or you talked about, you talked about that on here. I did, man. And I, I, I wasn't trying to suck Dave's dick on that just because he was a buddy of mine, but I really thoroughly enjoyed that. And, you know, it made a lot of sense because Dave is a huge, uh, you know, little creature feature fan and stuff. And it only made sense for him to do this movie. And it came out really good. And I'm, the most surprising thing to me, it's not the fact that it came out really good you know it was really well done was the fact that dustin's acting in this movie was really great i thought dustin is a great actor dude he's he's actually like legitimate man like i was shocked dude i i I was like wow his acting was so good in it man i was like well he's put me in tears before just like he'll go off on a character and he just be so fucking funny that i'll just like almost he's he's very good he's actually really underrated as acting because He would be acting a lot more if me and Brandon actually knew what the fuck we were doing behind the camera, but he knows how to do everything, so he can't act, really, because... That's actually was going to be my next question, why he doesn't do a little bit more, but, I mean, if obviously, if he's the technical guy behind the camera and stuff, it makes more sense, but... He does um, everything. Maybe maybe just knowing that he is such a great actor would be kind of cool to maybe learn that stuff a little more and go, hey, Dustin, get in front of that fucking camera. I mean, I, I could movie I, I make, he's in it for sure. That's exactly what I was going to say. I bet the next movie, you got to put that guy in there, man. Just he's always he's just, every movie I ever make until I die. 
if I ever make any more, it will always be in them. For sure, for sure. For sure. Uh, and then envelope. How do same you guys? Year. How do you guys like come up with the names of the characters? If it's just like I know sometimes it's just your real name, but like, is there any thought process behind that? Like, why are you Walter in that movie? I don't know. I just felt like he was a Walter. Because <laughs> I was like, think of a, a kind of a dick construction worker. I know that scene with uh, the other guy um, who I was talking to. That's my cousin. And we always had this running gag where, like, we're like, you ever been at work? And, like, what if you had, like, this really nice guy and you're really annoyed and he wouldn't stop talking to you and you just want him to shut up, but he was really nice? So, like, how would you handle that? And that's basically how we went. And we can never do it with a straight face. So, in the movie, we're like, we're, let's do it for real and try to do it. But that movie has so many fucking technical mistakes. It's so sloppy. And I just didn't no fucking clue what I was doing. But I'm glad mm. I made it. And the mm. next one's going to be better. I think Halloween Spookies was better than that, the segments I shot. Yeah. And hopefully the next one will be better than that. For sure. You only I mean, get better. You can't get worse. Well, that's the thing, yeah. man. You know, filmmaking is all about it. I mean, I'm sure some of the best filmmakers out there everything, still feel like they're everything learning. Everything is, man. Right? You, you gotta, got you if, gotta you, try. if you don't, yeah, you, you don't lose. You just learn. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's why I don't really have problems with filmmakers, like, first or second movie, if they're, like, messed up, as long as they have ambition. But, like, when you watch some director's, like, 30th movie and it's the same as his first, I'm like, I'm done with this guy. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> have you ever seen Dick Shark? I've seen a lot of Bill's Above movies, and I just I used to watch them, and I just don't tell me you're gonna defend them, man. No, I can't watch them anymore. They're just too I much. So like, they're getting longer. They're getting more slow motion. If I want to see a girl's asshole, I'll get on the internet. Okay. I know yeah. that's what I don't understand about Bill's movies, man. Like at <laughs> one point in his career, he started out being you know making some half decent kind of more serious and stuff. But then when he thought he someone obviously told him he was funny, maybe, <laughs> and then he went this comedic angle. But not only that, he he just. I don't know. He just decided he didn't want to edit his movies anymore. Yeah, he didn't know how to edit. Like, it's crazy, but man. I, I, know, I hate I, them. I know that I he does like movies for, like, shock value. Like, he's got... He's definitely probably has the most movies in a filmography that have rape in the title. Just put it that probably. way. That's Santa crazy. Claus, serial rapist. Frankenstein, the rapist. Jesus Christ, serial rapist. Yeah, he's got <laughs> so many of them, man. Um, I mean... I think he can be funny. Like Dirtbags had some funny moments, and Indie Director was really funny. I, I laughed a lot at that one. But they just they seem to get really repetitive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just don't like when P. I never like filmmakers who don't try. I don't think he's. It's not that he's trying. I think he's just doing something that you can't get on board with too. I don't know, man. Because like I, I don't think that it's like it's like really like Jeremy's Dick Shark hours. movie. Like was that really trying? <laughs> it's fucking three hours, bro. Well, he definitely tried when he when he came up with three hours of footage, but he didn't try when he did the editing process. I would assume. Yeah, no. I don't I mean, understand why that's three hours. I mean, a Dick Shark movie should be seventy two minutes tops. Not right? easy, 65. 65 yeah. minutes. Not what? What was Jeremy? One hundred and fifty minutes or something? No, it's like three hours, oh, three and a half. See, hours. now that's just insane to me. Any type of filming, indie film, like that's just crazy to me, man. You but. guys should implement a rule that anything over three hours counts as two picks. <laughs> Wait, Dick Shark. We, Dick Shark. We, is I don't think three. we fully. We actually actually came up with that. No shit. One hundred and eighty-five minutes. It's one hundred and eighty-five. I, I actually, so, so I actually said now. anything that's over like two hours and five minutes counts as two picks. I almost did that myself when, like, um, you know, what I mean, like, I got one movie that was like two and a half hour, like. It wasn't bad. It was just really hard to follow. And it was like Rasputin, the life and agony, Rasputin, the life and times of Rasputin. It was a Russian fucking movie about Rasputin Did that was like two and a half hours long. One of us with that movie? Wow. I thought somebody gave us that once or Jeremy or something. 
No, we had something sim. I can't remember. It wasn't. I don't that know. One, I get all the bad movies anyway. So. Yeah. Um. I mean, I get I get a couple bad ones here and there. He only asked one question. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I so I, mean, but I, I was just kind of going through the filmography this, here, but this uh, is called fun, Jeremy. Yeah. I know. Um. Yeah. So that was Invalid in 2015. We talked about Hunters in 16. Plank Face. You're in Plank Face, which I thought was kind of interesting. Did you enjoy that? Got a film? knife up my ass. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I have yet to see the Halloween Spookies. Um, you got the the last segment is a little creature one. Okay, so that's awesome. And then uh, I finally got my copy of um, Her Name Was Torment Two, and I actually was going to do a review of that on the Thirty One Days of Horror this year, and I completely forgot about it. So that kind of pissed me off a little bit because I've reviewed the majority of Dustin's films, so I have not yet seen that one. Uh, we talked it's about pretty not- gory. Yeah, I, I can imagine. So. Let me ask you, what's up with part three? Did he film that at the same time as two? Was it part of the same Kickstarter? I can't remember the uh, deal. I think he said if he hit like 20 grand, he'd make the third one. But it wasn't part like you don't get it when you kickstarted to it, I think. It's something like that. But Dustin actually has her name is Torment 3 in the can, Rip in the can, which we're I'm in and a bunch of people are in. It's like a gangster movie meets slasher movie, like film noir slasher movie in black and white. It was really fun to make. Oh, that's cool, man. See, that's one thing I... I He's got I've, like 10 movies made already. They're just neat edited. That's one thing I love about Dustin, man, is, and I've said this many, many times over the years of talking about his movies, is that the dude is like just keeping it fresh with every movie. He's always coming up with different and interesting and fresh ideas and stuff and trying new things with, you know, every what project. What was that puppet one that he did? Puppet That's Monster Ma- Puppet Monster Massacre. <laughs> That's one yeah. of his early ones, isn't and, it? And, you know, when I, yeah, I remember you talking about that in the early days. And, you know, and that's that's a great... It's awesome you brought that up because, you know, talking about indie directors that have ambition, holy shit. Doing puppet yeah. films, man, that's, that's a little... Uh, it's got to be tedious to do and to film and stuff. Oh, There's a, lo- yeah. a lot of technical... Uh, things you got to kind of go through but that's you know that just says a lot about dustin right there man he starts off his career with making a film that's probably the most tedious thing he'd ever make in his life i can't imagine him ever wanting to do that again but um but just changing up narratives and and stories and just the way he's went through his career is blows my mind um he did a nutsack a couple shorts in here I, i gotta ask you about this one man this movie called gay for prey the erotic adventures oh. of Jesus Christ. Now, when <laughs> I read Jesus this, Dave, Christ. when I read, it, when I read this, I thought it just sounds like a gay porn to me. It does. It, it's a comedy, and uh, I'm thankfully didn't have to play Jesus because I don't. You know what I mean? Do you have I a leading? It, do you have a leading role in this? Because you play Adam, and I'm assuming it's yep. Adam and Eve kind of thing. No, it's a, it's a comedy by the guys who did uh, Fang Boner. Oh, okay, yeah. It's pretty funny. Um, I play like an atheist, and Jesus comes back, and he's gay. <laughs> it's See, that's, fucking ridiculous. That's, it's Nathan Rumler directed it. It's ridiculous. It's just sad. It it, sounds. It's, it's funny. Um, I I have to say, man, I have to say, after seeing the the trailer for the final interview, um, Fred's Fred Vogel's new film, it looks amazing. Like that what, shit. What that is... shit looks super like high budget. And like I saw the interview with with Fred, and he was talking about the film. And he went out and you know he just he wanted to make you know kind of his opus kind of thing, right? And and you know it's a good movie it's a good movie he got some pretty good actors for it and stuff and i was very blown away but just the trailer itself was like that's i mean if you saw the trailer you'd be like there's no way that's a fred vogel film right what what how many what all has he done i know he did the august underground films and redson tower what else has he done because i i liked all four i've even i like the um August Underground movies, actually. Well, the thing is, the, the August, first one. August Underground movies, to me, man, are... I enjoy them for what they are, too, because 
if you understand what he was trying to accomplish with those, I, I think they're just misunderstood films. People just think that he's fucking, you know, just shooting shit and fucking killing people, blood and gore and all the, that type the, of shit. And, I actually liked the first one more because it was like found footage ish and it was like, it just felt very voyeuristic. Like I'm hanging out with a bunch of shitty serial killers. Delinquents. Yeah. Um, to me, yeah, the and, technical aspects of those movies are incredible because, like, even Fred has said before, it's like, you know, people just think he's kind of shooting and doing whatever, but he makes that shit seem so fucking real on there. And that's, that's, you know, the technical aspects. The legacy that, that's the them. gore. That's the way everything's acted out. And that's, you know, it just, it comes off. It's so disturbingly real. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, the, I, you know, we need, we need to relaunch our, our disturbing cinema. Cause we were going to do those. Yeah. I mean, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm a big fan of number three, actually, Penance. I haven't it's seen like an end to the story. That that two is not my bag at all. It's just that's the one everybody talked about. It's just though. too. I gross. remember hearing yeah, about Mortem was the one I I kind of got in school. Yeah, I got floored by that movie, man. It was crazy. I remember I was out of town one time, and I I my buddy Dylan he used to um house at my place before he got married. You know, he's got a girlfriend now and stuff. But anyways, I used to pull movies out of my shelves. He'd be like, "Yo, man, what movie should I watch?" And I'm like, "Hey, I'll do, I'll do you a favor. I'll pull, I'll pull out some movies on the shelf. So the ones that are pulled out, you know, if you want to watch them, if you want to watch them, you know, check them out, kind of thing." And I would, and I did this to him, man. I would pull out looser Valentine films, like, Ugh. like just the, the nastiest fucking the shit. And I pulled out Mortem one time, and he fucking watched actually one of the looser Valentine films, and he watched Mortem, but he loved it. He was like, "Dude, that's crazy shit, man!" But I yeah. couldn't believe it. But I used to try to fuck with him with that, but. I, I- I really like the uh, Redson Tower, though. That We did that, that on one. the show. Man, that he, one was really good. Absolutely love it. And, you know, his movie Salaturcica, man, is kind of his yeah. version of, like, Death Dream, in a sense. I never it's seen definitely it. Definitely Death Dream. I it's, love Death Dream, too. Yeah. I love Death Dream, so that sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah, and uh, that movie... Kicks ass. Yeah, Salaturcica has... Um, uh, what's her name in it, Dave? Um, uh, Kamel Keaton. Kamel Keaton. Yeah, her name is. She did not do well in that. I knew I spit on your grave movie. She did not do well in that. Movie. I heard that movie's awful. Did you guys? I didn't see it. I, I wanted to like it, man, but I, I haven't been able to bring myself because it's like two five hours. hours. Yeah, it's two like and two and, and, and a half hours. hours. And I'm like, what? Wow. I'm like, man, that's way too long for I spit on your grave movie. Bill Zabub was the editor on that movie. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, Are you serious? I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. That was yeah, amazing. That was, a, that was a really dumb moment. Yeah, that's almost as big as the we moment a couple episodes ago with moods. <laughs> we? Yeah, from gags where he's like, and it's from we? What the fuck is we? I was like, Wisconsin, you dumbass. He didn't know. <laughs> well, it's because it was the way it was written. There was like no comma. Or pu- like punctuation does. When you're reading shit without reading things over, you know, when you read it, you just you read it for what it is, right? I was like, we? What the fuck? Speaking Canadian here? What? Um, but yeah, so yeah, you got a couple other ones. You got Slimoids in 2018. That was just a film at home send in. We, we set up, me and Dustin set up the scene and we filmed that. That's so cool. it was for Seb. People to Kill, and there's one in post-production called Neon Doom, which I believe is, uh, is that another Dustin Mills film? Yeah, he's got Neon Doom in post-production, Rip, Benny and Steve, all those movies I have huge roles in. Big okay. roles, not huge. That, that's cool, man. I think I think you're a good actor, and that's cool that you're getting these bigger roles. So that's Thanks. awesome, man. I'm really I'm proud of you, man. That's awesome. Um, so moving along, that was the first question in, in like seven different sections, I guess. Uh, favorite horror actor slash director you have met that I met. You oh, can do both. You could do both actor or director. Doesn't matter. Either or. Uh, 
you know, off the top of my head, my favorite, I've met George Romero, so it's Romero, right? Mm-hmm. My favorite director. He's my favorite director. He's been an inspiration to me since I've been 10 years old. He's like the only person that I would actually, very rarely do I idolize anyone, and he's one of them. So, yeah, yeah. Um, the, I, you know what? His wife just invited um, me and my coworkers down to this thing they were doing in Pittsburgh. And unfortunately, I already had plans, but my coworkers went and they said it was really cool. It was like this, um, like honorary thing but they're basically his wife is trying to create an actual like hall of fame for horror people nice george and like actual physical hall of fame and she's i guess she's working on it and they're like fundraising for it right now and stuff but it was really cool i saw these pictures they made like they had like all kind of stuff from george like his jacket and all this stuff there and it, it was i'm really bummed i didn't get to go but great answer and uh actor <laughs> yeah i mean i love romero an actor um i met some of the guys from dawn of the dead and steel steel's one of my all-time favorite actors but like for iconic like one that i would say is kind of an inspiration because i, I took that picture like, man i took that picture yeah, of you yeah you did and it with Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right i kind yeah. of always play like the greasy kind of rapist or something i would say that david hess i got to meet him and that was pretty cool oh you got and to he meet was yeah cool. that would have been awesome oh that's david so hess. cool dude david i would have loved to have met david hess man you know t- david hess was one of those guys that was so weird to me because he always seemed like he was way younger than he was yeah i agree i agree so when he died i was like that dude's dead what but he was like 80 and i was like what yeah i know he didn't even look 80 though no it was crazy i was like that doesn't he just didn't age badly i guess yeah. so he was he was such a he's su- man i i love uh my probably one of my favorite movie with him is house on the edge of the park me too it's one of my all-time yeah. favorites yeah I yeah love that, love that movie man um oddly enough actually one of the favorite one of the favorite people i've ever met is joe Plato too he was he was a shit he was cool oh he was so cool man because we actually got to, i've told the story before but we got to hang out with him the night before uh wasteland opened up it was on that thursday night and we just got shit faced together we sat there and drank me, him, and the wife, and got plowed together. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> so that was a good story. But what about what about you, Jeremy? Who 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 was your favorite director that you met and actor? Uh, yeah, because you met shitload of people. Yeah, you used to not, go to conventions all the time. It's not John Cusack, right? No, no, John Cusack. He's a cunt. Um, I know. I remember the story you said. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't really met too many directors. I've met a lot of actors. I think the nicest actor I've met has to be. I think you said this on the show one time. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of who it was. You're like, man, they were like the nicest person. I just remember you saying that, but who knows? Well, Alex Finson was really nice. I know, dude. JB he's said like that ridiculously too. nice. Yeah, Mike it was Mer- like I'm Mike Merriman, fucking. Uh, I'm so tired. Uh, Berryman is really nice. Berryman is a nice guy. Like he would charge like 10 bucks for an autograph no matter what. Like he was a nice guy. See, that to me is not surprising. Surprising would be if Michael Berryman was a dick. You can't look like Michael Berryman and be a dick to people. It's very true. Right? I I think he just has to be nice, right? It's like being ugly and mean. Like it just doesn't happen. It's like like being fat and bitchy. Fat and bitchy. Like women can't like, be fat and bitchy. You can be one or the other. Oh yes, yes they can. <laughs> well, that that's the thing. And like, fuck, man. Have you visited your local McDonald's lately? Have you seen Married with Children? <laughs> <laughs> Love that show, man. Uh, I was on podcast with that show. Um, mine, my mine is also George, but um, actor wise, man, Tom Atkins was really cool. He was. Cool I haven't too. met a ton of people. Tom Atkins, or probably. You know who was really funny? Hen and Lauder. 
that dude is funny as hell. And Henenlaw, the, the cool thing about Henenlaw is that he is knowledgeable as a motherfucker, that guy, man. He's a cinephile for he sure. He knows his yeah. shit. And, and I love hearing that guy talk because he talks about old New York and 42nd Street Bro, and shit. And I got to watch him do so a cool. lot, like, in the theater with him. He got he did a live commentary over Frank and Hooker. It was so it, that was one of the funnest things I've ever done. Oh, really? A live? That's cool, man. Dude, did yeah, he, he, was, the, it, he was in the first story? row. What's that? Did he tell the condom eating story? <laughs> I don't think so. What's the condom eating story? It's on a Frank and Hooker uh, commentary or one of those commentaries. It's fucking repulsive. I'll let you finish your story. You don't need to hear it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Um, no, he, uh, he did talk a lot about the, the film though. And, you know, and, uh, yeah, he was, it was really funny when I, when I met him, I had him sign brain damage, of course. Um, cause that's probably my, that yeah, definitely my favorite film he did. Um, but he was telling me that, you know, he, you know, cause they write little sayings on there sometimes and stuff. And he wrote on, he was telling me that he wrote on this guy's, a basket case one time he wrote Belial loves you and like the dude looked at it and was like real offended like what, what do you mean loves me like he and he's like oh sorry and he took it back and he wrote on the uh, underneath it he wrote no homo <laughs> <laughs> the dude looked at it all pissed and walked away <laughs> that dude that's an amazing story that's an amazing Look story. Dude, it was so funny. I, I was cracking up. He's yeah. like, I think it's like, that's the best yeah, reaction ever after you sign stuff for somebody and they get all pissed. I'm not sure. I think he might be. I mean, at the very least, he doesn't give a fuck. Who's yeah, that? Dude, Head and Lauder. Oh, no, he doesn't, man. He's pretty <laughs> dude, anti, Well, he's pretty anti fucking, you know, Hollywood film and all that type of shit. That's why he hasn't done anything forever, man. That's I, why when you guys had that director poll and he was <laughs> and he was going against Adam Green, I was like, dude, I can't let him lose to Adam Green. I like his movies, Adam Green's movies, but I was like, Adam Ladder can make a movie for six bucks. Adam Green can't even tie his shoes without crying. That's oh, what his last movie, Bad Biology, right? That one I didn't care for that much, but we, he did he did that actually with Ari the Rugged Man. I actually he was one of the like producers that. on that. Yeah. I haven't yeah, seen it. It's since a giant it came penis out. and a giant vagina. It, it definitely has its problems and stuff, but when you like know that the backstory of like didn't like someone's dad that like was it already the Rugged Man's dad was like dying or something? It was like a huge messy production or something. I didn't know any of that shit. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah it, it does have a lot to do with that, and it was it was a messy production and shit. And, but. Yeah, but I actually like it considering it still feels like Hen and Water. That's why I, I dig it. You know, I um, actually met Ari the Rugged Man once, and I actually got him to sign my Bad Biology DVD, DVD and like one of his albums and the DVD. And he's like, "You're like that's never happened before." He's like, "Usually, yeah. hip hop fans never are horror fans, it's, or you know, it's kind of the opposite, whatever." And mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to him about Bad, bad Biology because I think the the story behind it's pretty interesting. I know I wanted to talk to Hen and Lauder about Bad Biology too. That's the one I wanted to talk about, but I was nervous. I, 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 I didn't really, you know, that was a, that was like one of the first people we met and I was just like, ah, man, I don't want to take up too much time, mm-hmm. but, um, I think I'd be more confident next time. That was the first convention I've ever been to too. So it's gotta be careful so, with this. All these guys are getting so old now, man. If you get yeah. your opportunities, man, take them because you know, I know, I know, I know. I literally, you know, said on this show, when I meet George again, I'm going to say this cause he's stays he, and he, and he know, died in between he's from that the time. area yeah. he died in between that time and yeah. it's it's horrible his his wife is so nice by the way but um, i was like uh 
whatever the guy who played Jason in part two. He Steve died. Dash. Like, yeah, he died like right after I met him. It's like got to meet these people now. Now I've met two dead Jasons. Didn't you I talk met... shit about that guy? Like, man, no, he no. trying to get me to buy shit, or was that no, somebody no. else? That was the guy from uh, Jason. <laughs> oh, C.J. Graham. Yes, yeah, C- Graham. Yeah, that was a. Uh, That's uh, uh, Dave Jason. Z told him that story about that dude being his pit boss at the casino. <laughs> I have a real weird memory. I have a good memory. <laughs> CJ yeah. Graham was CJ Graham was dope to me, man. Like w- the second I, I went up to him, I said, "Yo, man, you're my favorite Jason." He's he just like, "Yeah, I love you, man." He's like, "You tell Kane that," and I said, "You're like I- the first person to ever tell me that." <laughs> Did he make you buy a photo of him and Alice Cooper? No, he didn't buy one. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if anybody's told um, Ari that that he's their favorite Jason. I sure hope not. <laughs> I heard that guy's a dick. <laughs> I heard, I heard he sends his too. dick to people a lot. Really? CJ Graham is like dope looking, man. He's got like sleeves of tattoos. He's a big fucking dude, man. Yeah, he's big. He, like he's bigger than Kane Hodder. It's crazy. Kane's well, only what, like six foot. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, but Kane's he's yeah, also, Kane's he's Kane's, not he's not he's Kane's lost a lot of weight fine. too. Like he's not as bulky as he used to be and shit. But but fucking CJ Graham, man, he's still pumping the iron, man. That guy is you know older, and he's cut huge. Like he made me look tiny, and I'm six one. You know, at that time I was a lot heavier. I'm not that heavy anymore, but I look. Small. I think I think Kane's my favorite Jason, and then probably, probably, probably Steve Dash. Honestly, I think I like Kane. You know, I just like him in other movies too. He's always like he looks like that kind of like abusive redneck dad and everything. Yeah. And he just looks intimidating as fuck. Like mm-hmm. oh, I'm about to get the shit kicked out of me. I remember I seen him in the movie Grind, and I was like the only person I was watching with my friends. Was like, holy shit, this Kane Hodder! It's like a skateboarding movie. <laughs> I always love, like a tough dad. It's wow. perfect for him. I always like watching him pop up in movies because like he's not one of those guys that they get in the movie and like they don't try because he's a name. He's like always trying a hundred percent and he always does his best. And a lot of these motherfuckers yeah. don't. Uh huh. Did you ever read his book? I, I saw his the documentary. I didn't read the book though. I just yeah, watched the, the, documentary. the documentary. Was like a cliff note version of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the documentary about a month ago, something like that. It was good. It was good. Kane was nice when I met him. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he was. He was really nice, actually. I still he, never met him. His reaction. Oh, there's a there's a there's a bunch of people coming. He almost killed me when he choked me, though. See, he was. Yeah, he didn't I, do I, that. I don't. I don't think I would want him to do that. To me. I, was, I wouldn't want him to me either. I was kind of disappointed that he didn't want to do. It. He didn't even want to stand up. Like I think he was just tired and shit. And he was drinking at the table too. It was kind of funny. I was like, this is weird. Alex probably was drinking the whole day. <laughs> but he was he was like mesmerized. I was like, yo man, I can't wait to hear your your podcast with uh Tiffany Sheppis and um um Felicia Rose. And so he's like, Yeah, we got a couple episodes recorded and stuff. I'm like, Yeah, I podcast myself. He and does a like, podcast? Yeah, with Tiffany Sheppis and Felicia Rose. I can't remember the title of it. Really? Do you oh you guys okay, yeah. He does. I think it's through Fangory or something like that. Yeah, it's I don't know where it you can hear it, but just look it up. I'm sure it's pretty easy to locate. But uh, at the time, I think they'd only done like one or two episodes. I was like, yeah, it's a pretty interesting cast. I'm like, what's it like hanging out with them two sexy women? He's like, I love it. <laughs> it was like amazing. It was so awesome. But he's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I podcast too. And he kind of reacted like, oh, yeah, everyone podcasts. You know, like how that's how people react when you say a podcast nowadays, right? Oh, yeah. I said, no, we've been podcasting since like 2012. And he just kind of changed his, his whole MO. He's like, Oh really? That's crazy. He's like, you know, what's the, like, how long do you guys podcast for? And I was like, I don't know, between three and five hours is pretty average. And he's like <laughs> whole, and he's, he just like, it was like a deer in headlights. And he's like, our shows are like 30 minutes. <laughs> yep. He's like, how do you do that, man? It was fucking hilarious, man. But, um, 
I'll bite on this one too. Favorite director ever met? Gotta be Ryan Nicholson, man. Such a blast. R.I.P. Good R.I.P. R.I.P. Really, really, really good dude. Down to earth, man. Um, so moving along here, man. Uh, if you had to pick a favorite country horror films, what would it be? Italy, then America. Italian Horror Month. <laughs> you didn't have to say that. But no, I, I re- love Italy. Yeah, see, that's that's me too, man. Um, cool. Yeah. Then USA. Then USA. Mm-hmm. No love for the French. Jeremy, yours is yours is France, right? Oh yeah. And There's then, just not enough of them. I'm I not think. even asking JP what his is. It's America all the way. America. America. Um, what what would be you your second? Ju- second yes. Favorite. What is your second? If he says Canada, if we're, lo- he's if we're lumping lying. Canada into America, that um, honestly, dude, I would probably have to say Italy would be my second. Wow. Because I like French films, I like Australian films, but like, there's just the amount of good Italian films is higher than that of Australian films. Mm-hmm. There just isn't enough of them, I would say. I like South Korean films a lot, too. Oh, hell yeah. I don't seem to go wrong with South Korea. I'm, like, obsessed with Aussie films. If, if If a new film comes out and I hear it's from Australia, I have to see it. It's weird. Like, this weird thing with Australian films, but... Um... I don't want to be biased. What's funny about Canadian this, films though, too are really fun. Five years ago, when we started Italian Horror Month, mm-hmm. the whole purpose was a selfish reason by me where I hadn't seen any Italian horror films. And guess like, what, folks? Five years later, he's still being super selfish, hence Argento 5 tonight. <laughs> well, the reason that I keep the Argento <laughs> thing going is because he's gateway. Him and Falci are gateway Italian films. No doubt. And that's I wanted to see those guys first. That's cool. You could say that you've seen their whole filmography. That's very cool. Yeah. Next year will be their. It'll be it. That's that's all we made. Um. But yeah. So I, I mean, I, I, no. And since then, and then, he, then, and then his fucking ass will come out. Dozens. The Sandman will finally come out, and then two other <laughs> hidden yep. films will come out, and all of a sudden it's like Argento Seven. Argento Seven. <laughs> Here's an interview. This is going to count as the third movie. It's a forty-five World of War that counts as part. Yeah, <laughs> really. We need to do a Falchi Four. Did we do three of them? No, we only did two. We did the Gates of Hell trilogy. And then I think. Oh, we, yeah, you're right. We've only then, done New York Ripper Zombie and. Cat in the Brain? Cat in the Brain. That's yeah. A, that, yeah, I don't know how that got picked. Someone must have picked that. It's weird. <laughs> Cat in the Brain. Yeah, it's just a, kind of a weird one. Um, it is a weird one. Well, I, th- I think it's. it's I, I don't think it's that weird that we, that we only did two. I mean, at least we did two of those, but we've only done one Bava show, right? Yeah, we need to do more because that is a, an era area where I'm still slacking. I've only seen about four of his films. I'm weak in Baba too, weaker than I should be. I've only seen like seven or something That's like that. And I have me, actually. I have all his movies. I just haven't. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Arrow's huh. done him justice, man. The, those Arrow editions for Baba films are the way to go. They've got all. I the, got. I got all the Kino ones already. Yeah, you sh- honestly, man, the, the the Arrow ones have like all the different cuts on them. I bought the different cuts separately, so I had to buy them fucking twice. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. That's what I like about the arrows. It's like one compact thing, man. You get all the I cuts because every time every yeah. you know film I, is like 90 films or cuts. You know what I'm going to do next year? 
after Italian Horror Month, um, after Argento 6, uh, I'm going to take all of the reviews and the two Masters of Horror ones that we did and edit them into one giant Argento podcast. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I was going to do that with some of my, uh, when I hit all Peck and Paws movies, I only got two more. I was going to cut it and make a special video like of all Peck and Paws reviews. Like yeah, I was that, yeah. just throw it on YouTube or something for, you know, random The entire people. filmography of Argento. That'd be cool. We've never done anybody else. We don't. We've never done an entire filmography of anybody. You did all Hanlotter's movies. Yeah. Yeah. Not that didn't he did one other one. He did a documentary. That's uh, exploitation, right? Yeah, we did all of yeah. his actual movies. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, he's his filmography is not is bit man that 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 sucks. He's only made six movies. Well, I, I agree. I said I agree. that so many times, man. Hen and Launder's movies are so much fun. It just sucks that he had so many problems with getting movies made. Them are sequels. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Two. I mean, yeah. I mean, Two. the Basket Case sequels are, you know, all of them are watchable to me. Too. Mm. I mean, yeah. they progressively get worse. Part mm. part three is like ridiculous. I I don't know. I like Bad Biology more in Basket Case Two and Three. I like two better than bad. I think I, I think bad biology is my least. But like I said, I haven't seen that though since it came out, so I can't. They really got good monsters at least. Yeah, the yeah. puppets are good. Yeah, Gabe Bartolos did those effects. Yeah, brain damage is just so good though. That's probably his best. That or basket case for me. It, it is. Yeah, I, I love basket case too. Yeah, brain damage on all levels, man. Like the. The just the effects in that are really cool, but the social commentary is still relevant. Revel- still, you know, relevant. relevant to you know today and shit, which is really cool. Honestly, Brain Damage is actually my go-to recommendation horror film for somebody who's like you know um, into horror, but not into horror super. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, that's always one that I go to. Is like, oh, I guarantee you probably haven't seen this. Yeah. Okay, next question. Easy one. Pizza or burgers? <laughs> Pizza. I don't eat yeah. beef or pork. Oh, you don't? Oh, no. There, there you go. Just a specific, a any specific reason? Well, I could kill chickens all day without any problems, but the second, if, I, if I feel like I kill the animal without any emotion, I'll eat it, but <laughs> fish, chicken, anything like that. But honestly, though, if somebody put a knife in my hand, if I was going to starve to death, I'd kill anything, but hmm. at the top, it's like, I don't really need to eat this. You know what I mean? So... Hmm. And plus, I it's semi-health that. reasons too. Semi-health reasons. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, on that note, do you have a yeah, favorite pizza chickens place? Chickens are assholes. Yeah, chickens are fucking. Yeah, pigs chickens are, are stupid. Cute. Cows are like, oh, you're like dumb and and you're like helpless. And you can get milk <laughs> from it too. You know what I mean? You can get something from it. Some of them, some of them, not all of them, but you know, yeah. the spotted cows. They're the milk cows. Although yeah. that doesn't make sense because you can get eggs from chickens. So if you kill the chicken, you'll get the <laughs> eggs. So I just fucking, you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I look at cows as like Norman from City Slickers. <laughs> little little Norman. Uh, do you have a favorite pizza place? <sighs> mm, I, I like No, it's not going to be a chain. It's going to be, you know. I know. But I mean, I don't mind chain restaurants. I'll eat there if I got to, unless it's like a shithole like Applebee's. But uh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Applebee's. Yeah. Um, it's like a high class Denny's, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather eat at Denny's. I love Denny's. Denny's, uh, like super slams and shit. Yeah, dude, they used to have this thing called oh, a fried, fried cheese, cheese melt, melt. For four bucks. I right? get that. You could still get it. It's still on the menu if you ask not, for it. Not where we're at. 
Oh, I knew right. I knew you'd know about that, like, because it's the best deal on the fucking menu. Four bucks, you get a grilled cheese it? and four mozzarella it's sticks. It's a grilled cheese. Oh, with hell. That's a lot of cheese. Wow. Yeah, I love and grilled cheese. And with fries. It'll, it'll kill those, I've been eating those since, like, 2013 or something. I fucking love those things. It's like fucking 1,500 calories in a fucking thing. Yeah, it's so good, though. <laughs> it's, it's worth it. No, but I, I'd probably go with this place called the Village Idiot. That one's good. Then there's, like, a Geno's around here, Village Idiot, that kind of shit. They're both pretty good. Nice. Right. They're, they're local. And just for the fans, I knew this. I've known this answer for a long time, but we have to do it because it's Argento. Argento or Fulci? Fulci all day. I like Argento, though. He's you know he's in my top five favorite horror directors, but just Fulci's my number two. So, okay, so that was going to be the next question. So Fulci's your favorite Italian director? Yeah, it's got to be. I just mean, it's also the more like you hear about Fulci, you're just like, He's like a character actor for me as far as the director's concerned. He's just underappreciated. Now he gets all the appreciation, but he's dead. So it's like he just had a tragic story, and it's part of the his film. You know, hearing that story helps with his filmography for me. And I like that. I know we're supposed to be talking about Argento, but I, I like that Fulci, um, like when he talks of, has religion or superstition in his movie, it's coming from someone that understands it more so instead of some guy who's like, just doesn't understand it at all. It's like, yeah, priests rape kids. Isn't this dark and deep? It's like, no, this dude knows Catholicism and he's in there and he knows superstition and he, he's lived with it and he's going to ridicule it, but also be part of it. And I like that. I think it's smart. You know, we talked about that actually. Well, maybe I talked about that. I'm not sure, but we definitely discussed kind of that uh, during the top 1072 show with uh, don't torture a duckling. Love that movie. And the, yeah, exactly. And, and just, the fact that when he made that movie, you know, it was it was very taboo to be talking shit about the, you know, the Catholic churches and shit like that. And, you know, it just sure. it, a lot of people were fucking angry with the man. Like, what are you doing? You can't you can't say that shit. You know, you can't do these type he, of movies in Italy. And he did. And he was really kind of showcasing people the true identity of the churches at the time. And big up to him for doing that shit. But he, like you said, he knew what the hell he was talking about, too. Right. He wasn't just, you know, he wasn't just talking out a, his yeah. ass. Yeah. But he's also part of it. Like he like he ridicules it. That's like a lot of these Italian or Europe movies. Like they ridicule religion, but at the same time, at the end of the movie, it's right. Like if you watch Alicarda, which you guys just did a couple of days ago, it's like they're like that. You have the scientists like this religion is bullshit and they're fucking oppressive. And at the very end, it's like, but they were possessed or like the church, <laughs> the church. You're like, they're slaughtering all these innocent people. And then at the, and then like, you're like, Oh, they killed all those innocent people. That's so fucked up. And then like, they start rising from the grave as demons. And you're like, what? Yeah. They were possessed. <laughs> so that's just like how Europe, Europe is in general, even like mm-hmm. all of them. So I like it. It's interesting to me. Yeah. They kind of had to give it a reason because probably the censorship there too. You couldn't just yeah, go like, hardcore with it. What's that one? Who saw or die? Is that the one that pusses out at the end, at the very end when the guy runs and he like says something over like the, the, the credits? He's like, "No, she wasn't dead" or something like that. Oh, the Lado film. <laughs> yeah, I think it pusses out at the very end because they were going to get in trouble for the religious. Oh yeah, yeah, is yeah. That, is that is that is that on this? Uh, I think it might actually be one of the films we're going to be doing. It is. Right I, if yeah. that's the one, if that's the one at the very end, listen to it. You're like, oh, you totally pushed out right there. Somebody. <laughs> made I've only seen the movie once, but yeah. It's a good movie, though. But yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. But still, they pushed out if that's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> I, think, I think you're right, man. <laughs> well, spoiler ahead blame. for four or five episodes down the road. <laughs> I mean, I didn't spoil anything. No, I didn't even no, get I... what they say is right, but somebody you pushed bastard, out. How could you? Yeah. <laughs> you stabbed me in the heart. <laughs> Okay, well, that's it for the five questions. Um, 
should we move along to some news, JP? We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Alrighty, JP, uh, we got some news? Let's do this. A uh, little bit, uh, kind of a light news week. Um, usually everybody puts everything out um, before Halloween and then like it dries up for a couple months. <clears throat> usually until the end of the year, honestly. like There's some stuff here and there, but... But it was kind of a weird year this year for October. It was super slow for news. There's usually a little bit more going on. You know, it's the that time of year. Mm-hmm. Pretty slow. Yeah. All right. So first up, um, Hulu is turning Clive Barker's Books of Blood into a feature film from the duo who made the Orville. The ordeal? What Orville? Yeah, Orville. What the hell is that? that, is. that? Yeah, what's the Orville? Um, that's what i was thinking the first thing i was like redenbacher is this a popcorn movie nice um the orville is in oh jesus tv show it's a it's an american comedy drama series it looks like star trek (laughs) how is this really hard pass (laughs) yeah um but yeah they're doing they're taking the six volumes of the clive barker stories and making it into a film until creep um, yeah right um the the midnight meat train rawhead rex and dread were all part of those original you imagine a modern rawhead rawhead rex i don't know i just don't so, understand what the, are they taking one of the stories and making it into a movie or because they had the movie books of blood already didn't they yeah I didn't watch that one. That's the one look. with the guy who has like his back is written yeah, in blood yeah. or something. Yeah, I seen yeah. the cover. I didn't want did, I didn't watch it. I watched it once and I thought it was pretty shitty. Yeah, it looks yeah. shitty. I actually actually reviewed one of um, the the director of Rawhead Rex, you know, George Pavlo. Little Devils. Little Devils, man. <laughs> That's fun. It is a fun movie, man. It's way better than uh, this fucking transmutations. That's a turd bomb. <laughs> <laughs> that puts your ass to sleep. Yeah, yeah. um yeah but uh this is uh from hulu so that's coming hulu's kind of been stepping up a little bit uh yeah Yeah, with those blumhouse Uh, holiday things and then i wanted to check those out but i don't think it's rock (laughs) i know i wanted to check them out too for netflix and chill podcast but fuck fuck hulu man we don't even get that shit up here i'm not gonna pay for hulu for like those shows that's how four i am we don't even get hulu <laughs> I, I've been using Jeremy's Hulu for like three years. Really? Yep. I'm calling the police. How does that work? Right. <laughs> it's given the username and the password. And it just okay, oh. crazy. Problem yep. solved. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this is um, so Robert Eggers did a um, ask me anything on Reddit. Have you any of you guys seen the lighthouse yet? Saw it today. No. And uh, it's a beautiful movie. That's not a good sign. But not that it's not beautiful. Dave, <laughs> it's a beautiful it? movie, and it's acted really well. I mean, the performances are time. amazing. I've been hearing people have no idea what the fuck they watched. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Okay, I didn't feel that way at all. 
I mean, I, I mean, I understand what they're saying. Like, it's it's bizarre, but to me, it's like I think I think Elric actually said this. Um, it reminded me of Wake and Fright. Oh, I don't think anything could be compared to Wake and Fright, man. I mean, like story wise. Oh, story wise. Yeah, you know Wake and Fright, um, right, Dave? Yeah, yeah, I'm not even sure. Wake and Fright is hard to even put in a category, really. It's, it's honestly one of my personal favorite movies ever, man. Yeah, I, I love like Wake and Fright. Weird, too. like drama, thriller, fucking masculinity story of craziness. It has yeah, this, if you took if you took that and you yeah. added yeah, a little not, bit of um, like folklore. mythology, like Greek mythology, and um, you know some H.P. Lovecraft and sailor mythology, mermaids and shit. And you kind of mash those two films together. It's pretty much that. I, I pre-ordered it, it on that Target sale. I want to check it out. You already pre-ordered it? just fucking came out. It's on the Target sale, man. It's in one of the buy two, get ones. I, <laughs> I love how you get pre-orders when it's still presently in the theater. It's, it's, a, it's a no date yet as of yet. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I liked it. It's different. Every time That's I pre-order sure. things on Amazon.ca, too early, they cancel my pre-orders. Like if I if it was on there today, I bet you. Yeah, sometimes they, some they do that in the U.S. every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I didn't love it. Really. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that it is absolutely gorgeous. It's this amazing. The lighting monogram. is insane. Is it slow? It's, no. 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 Okay. No. It's just that it's the story is just it's different. <laughs> it's it's not even different. It's just. I wanted something else, maybe. I don't know. I wanted yeah. more. It's, it's not. Is is uh, it one of these movies you cannot talk about? Because yes. just, re- just reading the synopsis, well, yeah, it says I, it's hypnotic. actually not that complicated, though. It's if you read this, it's like is it like a ghost two like, fucking huh? lighthouse keepers enjoy each other's company until they start going a little stir crazy. That's well, basically like, it. They kind well, of have like alcohol infused shit going on i mean when you're a light when you're running a lighthouse i mean you kind of have to be pretty civil with that other dude man because you're stuck on <laughs> oh, a fucking yeah. island with him man <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not even like that though it's the, the direction you're probably thinking it's going it's not even like that yeah it's like um, it's played very straight but there is there's like tons of like references and shit that i you would have to look up to even know like yeah. um like sailor stuff and like you know like Oh, it's in black and white. Fuck me. Yeah, it's shot in oh, four by three. Yeah, it's in black and white. Oh, I was just it's... looking at the, the specs on it. I didn't. It even looks know... like a damn silent film. Yeah, dude. it's shot in four by three. You know me, man. I, I just I don't really, you know, these type of films. I stay very far away. I don't watch trailers. I don't try to know too too much about them. It's shot. I never in, it's shot in four either. three. It's start. It's yeah. start in four three. Oh man, that's yep. crazy. Cool. I man. will tell you this. It was good on you, Dave. We preach that on the show, and you know it was. Yeah. Why? You know. Yeah. <laughs> it was really entertaining. Um, and I really liked it, but you know, it's almost like when it, like the same thing with Jordan Peele and Ari Aster, no matter what they put out, people's expectations are going to be top two or three of the year. Um, and some people are saying it's top two or three of the year, but to me it's not. And that's, that's where, um, I'm not saying that it's bad at all. I'm not saying that it's not great. I'm just saying it's not top two or three of the year for me. Yeah, yeah, but you also yeah. do best of list too, right? So it's a little bit different. 
But even if you were to make um, like a purely enjoyable, I mean, I've been be leaning either. more towards favorites mm-hmm. when I do lists. But the, the best of the year, the anytime we do like a retro one, to me, it's like I go with my favorites because I've seen them a bunch of times. But yeah, for sure, these new films, I've only seen them once. I don't know what my favorite is going to be, you know. So I just go with what I rated highest. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, a lot of these new movies like that, like those, like, I guess they're saying elevated horror or art horror or yeah. whatever. The uh, first time I watch it, I don't even know how to fucking like, I, it's like, I don't even know if I like that. I just know I was just like, in, like entranced by it. That and movie, then you walk yeah, out movie, and watch it a second fucking time. Like, like the witch, I was like, I standing in like the lobby, like, huh. Or it falls, I was like, huh. Or like had hereditary, like, you know what I mean? But they all... I wanted to discuss them all, so yeah. they yeah, get you and talking. That's, that's worth talking, you know. That's worth watching. I don't understand I how Hereditary falls under elevated horror. I mean, I mean, if you're a fan of '70s like cult and satanic type films and, and those type of things, I mean, we've seen these type of things done before. It's, it's not. Like, it's not. It's not us. a term that's for us. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't like it when people say you know Hereditary was elevated horror. It just drives me fucking nuts. I'm like, it's I a really, really well the, done movie. They're doing, they're taking these concepts like the you know cults, and it's very polished though, which you didn't have. Well, I think that's where the elevated is coming in because it is super polished, right? Compared to yeah. you know some satanic film, you're you know like Satanical Pandemonium that we we're just reviewing. I mean, right? dude, all these horror movies, or, like there have been elevated. The, the films that they're talking about have it. The Shining is fucking elevated horror. You know what I mean? It's yeah. I like the term for so a it's just a, it's categorization a fancy... of like these new type of films that we're seeing that have bigger budgets and and more thought out. Main it's it, it it's a purely mainstream term. It's to categorize thought out deep films that are hitting mainstream. It's a Fancy and name that's kind of what it means. It's a fancy <laughs> name for just really high production value. I would say and, high and, drama but, but too. High, high drama. drama and deep. Well, that's so, where I was trying to get lean with this one time too. Is I feel like the elevated horror kind of fall. It's it's a lump sum of like films that are almost that could fall into a bunch of different categories like drama, fantasy, horror, and films that raise the question: Is it horror? Yeah, there, there's right? definitely. It, well, if you like, lump all those kind of things the, into there, and like you're like, oh, it's elevated because it's 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 making you think, like, what genre does this fall into, and stuff like that. And I think that's, you know, it's kind of like the Black Code's daughter, man movie yeah. too. You know, it's very yeah. people are elevated horror, and I'm like, man, it's very it's a psychological film essentially. But I don't know. But but the Lighthouse is 100 percent a film that will be debated if it's horror. Yeah. Also, I noticed, like, sorry, a a lot of these, they are, are, they're like, sometimes these movies, they get put in elevated horror. They're not even horror on paper. Like, you wouldn't call that a horror movie, but the way they shoot it, the way they edit it, the way they use music, it's done like a horror movie. Yeah. But it's not even a horror movie. It's the dread. Yeah, it's dread, yeah. Yeah. Which is a big part of horror. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, what about this AMA? So, um, Robert Eggers listed a bunch of films that inspired him or his favorite films and there was a lot of stuff you'd expect on there um Haxon was on there actually which is one of the ones that maybe you went and guessed um but like the shining alien stuff like that but he also um mentioned that he had done a short film 
um, back in 2008, and it was a adaptation of The Telltale Heart. It's 21 minutes, and apparently he's going to make it available sometime later this year. So I thought that was pretty cool because I really like The Telltale Heart, and it would be cool to see what... I, I remember we watched the um, Ari Aster short film, the weird Johnson. Johnson's. Johnson. The strange thing about the Johnsons. Have you seen that, Dave? No, no. I, oh, I remember your podcast crazy. on it, but I, I didn't watch it. Oh, Lordy, man. You got to check it out, dude. It's so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Where can you watch that at? It's on free on like Vimeo, Vimeo or something. Okay. Yeah. yeah, It's definitely yeah. worth it because like, the first like three minutes, you're like, okay. It's it's one of those oh, jaw droppers. It's, it's one of the... It's one of the like most uncomfortable things I've ever watched. It it's so good though. Facts, I, I thought yeah. it was fantastic, man. It it's was just, good. Yeah, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Did you got Jeremy? Um, last week, Donnie Darko almost made the Hall of Fame, but Mike Merriman had to be a loser and not give it a half point extra. Just letting you know. Okay. I'm pretty sure you've um, done the same fucking thing to us before, so. How I think you have actually, yeah. Yeah. I think think actually one time Um, you came in so low that you made Derek ten out of ten. Derek give a ten just to get it in there because he's he's, probably like demons or something. He was the the last one to go. Demons. I could tell that he was getting that in the Hall of Fame. He like made this whole thing. He's like, I'm doing these Italian movies this month, and he's like, I'm doing demons. And like, like, like what's going on here? And and Derek, I can just see it, man. He's last to go, and he's working the math out, and he's he's like, I got to give this a ten. That's the only thing yeah. I can do. What was <laughs> Good move by him, though. No, it is because, yeah. and then even even sometime earlier this year, you you were even talking about the fact you're like, yeah, I was looking through the you know the Hall of Fame, and every movie seems legit, and you know, Demons is really sticking out to me where you know it shouldn't be there, and I'm like, dude, you're just pissed at Derek because he did the math I properly. I do love Demons. So like, <laughs> wait, where is Demons? Why is it not in the hall? I think it, it's supposed to be. It wasn't added into there. It is actually. So. Oh, there, there it is. Huh. It's okay. number nine. It's from episode nine. You know what? Speaking of the website, yeah, I just Derek want to bring gave this it up. A 10, you a 9.5, and I gave it an 8.5. Yeah, 8.5. <laughs> Speaking of the fucking website, just quickly, can you add the 72 and the 2018 list? I'm trying. Before I'm we get on, to 85, because. I'm waiting on the people to send me the ratings, and they haven't yet. I have two new. Because Rob retired, and I have two new guys. And I'm, I just hit them up like last week because yeah. I was like, "Hey, did you guys get those things?" And then they said they were again. I don't want to bash them or anything because they're literally doing it for free. So I'll do it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Who is it? Oh no! <laughs> oh, going bits so, to them? <laughs> I thought you meant you were gonna do actual work. No, no I was. Fuck you, dude. I do enough. Yeah. So seventy-two and, and eighteen. Because I mean, really. We're we're gonna get to eighty five before we have the seventy two and eighteen lists on there, and probably no, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, but I like going we, through. We this, haven't man. had. I want. Let's see. I was laughing actually. I was going through this list the other day, and I clicked on two thousand thirteen. I scrolled down, and I instantly started laughing. I was like, JP number one maniac moods maniac. Fucking Jeremy stitches. <laughs> stitches is good. But... No, but it was because he didn't want to put it because we talked about it earlier in the year. I'm like, yeah, Dude, I was this, like, what is you? Is but he did say list. he didn't really like it that much anyway. But even not to make his top ten, I think he liked it that much. Yeah, it didn't make his top ten, but um, you know, it did. 
Hatchet 3 with a 6.5 out of 10. Ooh, that's <laughs> Dude, that was the fucking first year of the show. Shut up. <laughs> that's my ABC favorite Hatchet film. That's my seven. favorite Hatchet I mean, film. His rating, 6.5, I think is dead on, though. Really? You know what's funny? No, Hatchet 3 is the best one. We've had Better than 2. We've had this discussion so much, man, about how people like the Hatchet films. It seems like if you like Hatchet 3 the most, uh, you don't really care for Hatchet 2 that much. And if you like Hatchet 1 the most, or Hatchet 2 the most, you have Hatchet 3 at the bottom. Like, it's weird. It's very, very strange. And it seems to be like that with everybody, but I, I think like Hatchet 3 is three. I think 2 is the worst. Yeah, 2 I is. I put Victor Crowley yeah, two, over 2 as two's well. 2 is the worst. I yeah. like Victor Crowley a lot, but I'm completely biased on that one because I saw it with, like, a huge group of people with Adam Green. It was just really, that was one of the funnest things I ever did. Yeah, you got um, blinded as fuck on that, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, re- I rewatched it and I still like it. Do, do you got do you, Dave, did you ever listen to Adam Green's podcast? Yeah, I used to all the time. And then, like, I heard the same story a thousand times and I was like, life's too short, man. Yeah. Too short. <laughs> Dude, you know what, man? I loved it when I first started listening to it. And a lot of people who tuned out of it, you know, tune out for the same reasons where it's like, Adam really gets into like woe is me type territory yeah 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 and uh it kind of it kind of disheartened me a little bit because into I really what territory a, like he he complains a lot oh, about, compl- like, oh, oh. he's about, just really he's like a nice guy but he's sensitive and he's kind of egotistical so he turned into jeremy no jeremy's not egotistical no complaining Jeremy also i don't think he would like complain on the podcast i don't think he would come on and be like cry about like his cat dying for six months or something <laughs> that's kind of like the what is that what he's out. doing jesus he does that kind of stuff yeah, yeah see does. i don't i have no patience for that shit either man i, I love just, like i they used to get like some great guests and they would agreed. talk like really cool i listened stuff to him back never, years ago yeah, well, I like yeah it, but. I, I stopped once it became i was i was behind on episodes like like two years behind and i spent like all summer uh, at work listening to the episodes I was behind on and I was like six away from being caught up and they put them behind a paywall and I was like you motherfuckers <laughs> like I'm look I will support shows that I like but it just made me mad because I was only six away from from catching up and then I had to pay like 50 or something to unlock the six that I needed 50 you pay because you get all of them all the old archive for 50 dollars like or something yeah, it was like, but it was, I mean, it would be worth it if you're a new listener because it would be like, you get like a hundred and some episodes for like 50 bucks. But nah, since I already heard all those. I'll just listen to somebody else's podcast. <laughs> yeah, you can listen to all 169 episodes for free. Yeah, I'll just go to Horphilia and listen to one of their like thousands of podcasts I haven't heard yet. Yeah, don't listen to the bad ones. Yeah, like the horror mafia. I don't. Oh, think, I like. <laughs> I don't think there's actually that many shows on Horphilia. Is there? Like, actually, you know, current shows. They have lots in the archives, I believe. But there's still some uh, Woodsboro Bros. You know what's funny? Oh. I've actually never listened to Horror Mafia, and I Skype with Joey all the time. Um, <laughs> I tell him too. I'm like, dude, I've never I, heard your show I before, man. <laughs> I can never remember which is which, but um, the one I, I look. I, <laughs> not to be a huge dick, but I I can't I don't like shows that get super sidetracked 
and like like pause. this one. So you don't like our show then? <laughs> Basically, if I was listening to our show, I wouldn't like it. Uh, but it's so honest. Yeah. Like we're in the news and we've been talking about no, but shit. I, I don't know if this it's is honestly what people like about this. Like what it is. People like it, this about the show. They're always like, man, your tangents are awesome. Because, I mean, there's Dude, we did this a couple yeah. episodes ago. I was like, we stopped talking. I was like, what were we talking about? And then you were like, yeah, this and this. I'm like, holy fuck. I completely forgot I what remember, the topic was. I remember watching, like, trying to get into Horror Mafia. Or, it might have been Slice and Dice. I don't remember. But they're like, I just clicked it on and it was like, they're like, oh, let's go for a smoke break or something. I'm like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> I just got here. <laughs> or like, I don't know. It's probably because they do it live. You know, I don't know. Um, but I just haven't given it another shot. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Jeremy was on it. Yep. They did, I listened uh, to that. episode. that episode was good. The shark one, right? Yep. Yeah. Jersey Shore. Yeah. What did oh, Donna Nelly give that? 10 out of 10. No, he gave it a 9 out of 10. All right. Donna Nelly tried <laughs> to retard. ruin Duncan's top 10. Did you listen? Did you do you listen to podcasts under the stairs, Dave? Me? No. What is that on Horphilia? No, it's not. It was the thing I was talking about, the ni- top 10 of the ni- 90s thing. Oh, I, I, I wanted to check that out, but I didn't. I forgot. Please about do. It. He, he, Duncan is one good. of the best podcasters out there. But seriously, don't check out the 94 list because that's apps. I even gave Duncan shit on this. I'm like, how the fuck is there no Cemetery Man? It's probably one of the best movies of the 90s in general. That would have probably been my number one. I can't think of any better ones from 94. That, well, no. not only was it like I, to defend Duncan, that was his number one of the decade. Yeah, it wasn't his fault. It was it was it somebody else's. No, I wasn't blaming him specifically. I was blaming him for letting that happen. It was happen. probably Don Nelly's fault. <laughs> the, the thing about he doesn't like Cemetery Man. I remember hearing he does not like that one. He said he hates the surrealistic bullshit in the zombie movies. Wait, Don Nelly? Yeah, dude, Don Nelly loves Italian horror, but he doesn't like Cemetery Man. I know that's so. What ridiculous. you're saying is he well, doesn't like. Italian horror, then. <laughs> but he no, gave that but... one fucking shitty Bianchi movie a nine out of ten. Half the time, it's <laughs> that was funny one cause... of the funniest things ever. What was that it? Was Massacre. Re- that was, Massacre. that movie was fucking horrible. Have you ever seen that, Dave? No, I, I have the DVD here, but I haven't watched it. <laughs> it's bad. It's like beyond one of his worst films, hands down. And, and his movies, uh, let's be honest, like he did Burial Ground and Strip Dude for Your Killer. Like they're cheesy and they're really fun, but they're not like masterpieces or anything like that. No, like, no. I love Burial Ground. But Burial Ground is like one of my personal favorites, man. That I love Burial Ground. It's the only movie that's equal parts stupid and scary. I don't know Dude. how they manage it, but it works. Well, it's because I, that has one of the coolest. You guys, it has one of the coolest zombie designs. Yeah, the zombies. Yeah, are yeah. Really you see the film. same zombies die like sixty-eight times. Yeah. <laughs> remember we did that, and I like. I think Jeremy was like surprised how much I liked that. I because I went on, I was like, "Dude, I loved that movie. It was so fun." Oh, so much I fun. actually got to see it at the drive-in um, last year. I think that's perfect. Uh, no, oh, dude, it was the last one way at like 4 a.m. <laughs> it was like perfect timing. I don't want to leave uh, the Don and Ellie thing on a bad note because like half the time I agree with him. Like when he gets to the Italian stuff and he's like the only one that loves it on the podcast. I'm like, thank God. Like I, He liked I, that movie Dark Waters, the one, the uh, Italian one. I was like, I love that fucking movie. Everyone else hated it. But then the other half the time when it comes to like the brood he hated, I was like, how? Like I'm so confused by his taste. Dude, I love Don and Ellie's weirdness because like I, I give him a lot of shit in our chat. Like I mess with him nonstop. But in actuality – I read his letterbox reviews all the time just because he's fascinating to me. I think that I think that he does know his Italian horror and and does 
talk about the stuff that's good. He, he writes well, too. Well. Are you talking um, about the Mariano Bano f- film? Dark Waters? Yeah, yeah, I love that movie. I love that I, movie. I think it's Russian. No, it's, it's Italian. He's Italian, and they made it in, like, Russia. Yes, but it was, like, a Russian, like, full-out production and it's stuff, It's, like, right? Italian, like, Russian co-production or Czechoslovakian co-production. I yeah, because I, I always – because I remember – I remember yeah, – I love that movie too, man. And it's I was always confused because I knew the guy – the director is Italian, but I'm like, I swear this movie was, like, straight Russian, like, fucking Czechoslovakian, like, production completely. You know, They filmed it in some shithole, and it was really dangerous, I think. Yeah, well, it, yeah, yeah, it looks like it could have been, for sure. But – to kind of wrap that up, um, I really like J- Joey's super fucking cool too. Yeah, he's, uh, nice. he's hilarious too, man. That dude is funny as shit. Just his like axe head and like just like he'll be show he'll be he like wakes up in the middle of the night and like posts food or like <laughs> but he's like so busy that he has to take dude, these little naps and dude, stuff. Joey's Joey's so bizarre. So we'll be skyping and it'll be like twelve o'clock here. So it's three o'clock in Brooklyn where he is and he's one of those weird guys that goes to sleep super early and then wakes up in the middle of the night and then jumps on Skype with us. So he's he's in his car. He gets up at three in the morning and he goes out in his car and he's smoking a joint and he's like, well, fuck, I'm hungry. (laughs) Now now he's blazed and he's like, I'm hungry. So he live, so he fucking drives to, you know, the nearest corner store and he's in there and he's like Skyping and picking out combos and shit. I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck is this He don't even give a fuck. He doesn't, man. Dude, that dude's cool as fuck. The crazy thing about Joey though, man, is like, you know, he smokes bud. He's he's like very stereotypical, you know, Brooklyn guy. He's got that real deep Italian Brooklyn accent and shit. He's just, it's awesome. It's amazing. He's, He's a character. He's a fucking college professor. He's a G, dude. He's smart. He I literally like, I have some interactions with him, and he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah, dude. I just yeah. I could not win. I could. He's smarter it. than you would th- like, just based on like his style. You just think that he. Well, I think be he stoops down genius. to our level though too. When when he's got, yeah. he doesn't try to get all intellectual and talk about his shit because he's like a he's like an English professor too. And I'm like, this is fucking crazy. I'm like, y'all from Brooklyn eating combos at three thirty in the morning. <laughs> this guy's like all smart. <laughs> I love Joey, man. He's he's a blast, and he's very. Yeah. Interesting with the sleep schedule, though. Yeah, and then <laughs> interesting um, with the sleep schedule, though. Bill's cool too. I like all those horror mafia guys. Honestly, yeah, I like um, their podcast. I've had small interactions with them. I all. guess I need to give it another shot. Um, Maybe so. But anyway, so uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Robert Eggers. Um, so oh, this was kind of cool. Man, this the website's being really crappy tonight. Um, oh, there it is. Um, Shutter, not not a huge news, but they are going to have streaming uh, Three from Hell in early 2020. Um, so February. On rated uh, or rated? Doesn't matter. The movie sucks either way. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I liked it. I think it's. Um, I, I did enjoy it, but I expected didn't expect much. I didn't expect much either. Um, I saw it. Doesn't seen say. It. it doesn't say. It doesn't say if it's rated or unrated. But um, yep. So they will have that. Um, Jamie Kennedy will not be returning in Tremor Seven. Good. <laughs> Like you know, I told Jamie Jeremy Kennedy. when he said it, I was like, not I really. don't know about that. I'm not really a huge Jamie Kennedy fan, but I didn't mind him in the the couple of Tremors films that he did. He was, he was cool. 
I saw him in five, right? He was in five. So I didn't see six and yet. Six. But yeah, five, he was in that. And like, they do this all the time. And it's like an age old thing where it's like, hey, a sh- uh, schlubby middle aged guy hooking up with hot young girl. And I'm like, Jamie Kennedy, I just can't buy that. Where's the appeal for the? Where's the appeal for this woman? I'm sorry. Yeah. Not to be a dick, and it's not even Jamie Kennedy. It was his character, really. You know. Yeah. So it's like, where's the appeal here for the, her to be into this character? <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing about the Tremors films is characters dip out and come back. So I don't have a problem with it. Usually to get killed. Yep. Yeah, but sometimes they come back out. Like hell, you know. What if Kevin the, Bacon the first comes movie? Back? The, they tried. I know, they but I'm saying for a TV show. I know. If they just threw a skeleton in there and said it was Kevin Bacon, I'm pretty sure we'd all not even know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Um, once upon a time in Hollywood, hitting 4K in November. Yep. If you haven't seen it yet. Uh, what about Tammy and the T Rex, bro? Um, Tammy and the T Rex hitting 4k that was last week but um that is hitting 4k from vinegar syndrome so vinegar syndrome getting in the 4k game it seemed um they weren't sure about it and then they were like yo i'm pretty sure this is probably a test run for them agreed well it was 4k you better buy it well they said it did like it was the support was overwhelming so but I think, Can you imagine like Bloodhook or something stupid like that in 4K? It's like hilarious. I don't think you're going to see Vinegar Syndrome go back and and do 4K releases. I know. I'm just films. saying. No. I'm just saying. Like in the future, maybe on like some. movies like that. It's just maybe on, like on top like with of Sky or something like that. Yeah, like with Sky or something really semi classy or Good Luck, Miss Wyckoff. Maybe maybe something more visual like Liquid Sky. I've not seen that, but my understanding is it's a visually very nice looking movie. It is, and it's a weird fucking movie too, man. What, what do you think their fun, bestseller though. is? Vinegar Syndrome? Shit, man. I don't know. I'd probably say Madman, dude. Madman or... Probably a slasher. He's probably right. Or Christmas Evil or some shit. Crit, that's the other one. I think those are the two biggest sellers. And what didn't they get like a... They did another really popular... Uh, Graduate. Ice Cream yeah. Man did really well, I think. Did Jack Frost do well? I yes. think so. Yeah, Jack... Well, it's this, they're duping people in with those amazing, you know, slip covers. That Jack Frost slip covers awesome. i think well, they, they do the best <laughs> they do not only do they do the best slip covers in general but they do the best lenticular ones those things work yeah. like mofos man like yeah. they're they're amazing yeah, no, best company the in the biz man oh dude vinegar syndrome is like on a vinegar different syndrome level is my favorite company i mean they're the taking they're taking some of the worst films and and they're, and they're polishing these things up to like i mean look at some of the transfers they've done for the trauma films they've released I don't know if you've seen some of the old trauma DVDs, the full yeah, screen yeah, and shit yeah. like that. Night Beast and shit. Yeah, and then you watch these transfers, you're like, holy, like, how does that Dude, even happen? I sit there, I, I watched Hobgoblins. Yeah. That movie is terrible. I'm watching it like, wow. Dude, it looks so good. I know these guys I'm make everything these so two much guys better. fight with a shovel, like fake shovel noises in the yard for <laughs> 10 minutes straight, and I'm like, I can't believe how good this looks. Why would someone do this? <laughs> but that's what's so epic about Vinegar Syndrome is they make me what they do release like genuinely good movies as well. But mm-hmm. um, they they put so much class on ass ass movies. You know Dude. what I mean? But I mean that's like the, that's their thing. That's their angle. They're trying to restore these films that no one else is going to touch, kind of thing, right? I like that. You know, Robert Frost and Christine. Said you can't polish a turd. 
but vinegar syndrome proved Can. that theory wrong. It's that one of a kind <laughs> machine that they have, man. You know, just look Lord... at the new Amityville box set. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure those probably look yeah. great too, man. I I want those because I I, I actually I like all those movies. Honestly, yeah. I've been I saw two of them in the theater and had a fucking blast. I have like, no, name another person who got to see Amityville four and six in the theater. Well, God, dude, we wait. can't because no one else went, dude. You were literally the only one in the theater. I know. Hey. <laughs> they canceled you Jeremy's guys, screening. Yeah, they canceled did, my screening. Did you guys see that technically the one they said that part six is actually part five and the part five that we've known, the curse, is actually not part five. It's like what a Canadian the production. They no, said technically it's not. That's what Vinegar Syndrome said. They said technically Amityville five, the curse is not a real Amityville movie. So they really have part four, five, six, and seven in that box set, and the curse shouldn't even be considered in the series. I have the curse wow. on VHS. Guess I'll just keep it that really? way. I have it on DVD, but from the UK. But they never had that on Blu-ray, so I don't know what's going on. But they had like a huh. film print, a canister that had Amityville. It's about time number listed as number five. So wow, yeah, yeah. yeah I've got I've got that UK DVD also for that. I think I actually might have that. I was thinking of another one. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I like the, I, so honestly, the Amityville films are a lot more fun than I, I thought they would be like, um, I, one is awesome. Two is amazing. It's the best in the series. Uh, three sucks. And then I like four, I like five, I like six. I like dollhouse. Dollhouse is fun too. You like part four that that was made for TV film, right? Yeah, yeah. dude. I'm telling you, that one is underrated. Like, that's the one where the kids like in the basement with like the chainsaw and it mm-hmm. like turns on. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like hands and thing. That movie is like ridiculous. It's really, it's really funny. And then, uh, Dollhouse has like the, the like incestuous stuff going on. Oh, and I like that from part like, two. So the incestuous <laughs> stuff. Oh my god! Did you try to slip in there? I should have picked up those taboo films. <laughs> <laughs> going back five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but yeah that that so yeah they vinegar vinegar syndrome announced a bunch of stuff today too didn't they double things what were they oh yeah i got the email uh, man a european whore box like what's that Melbimba, the malicious whore uh deadline zombie island massacre Saints blood yeah yeah, that's then cool that Air- Satan's Blood Man is coming out. And Mal Bimba, the, like, the full... I mean, that movie's pretty much a porno, even in the cut version. Christ. Um, and then uh, Arrow announced some sh- some shit. Edge of um, the Axe. Edge of the Axe. Yeah, that was the best Is it just me, or is Arrow really <laughs> tanking this year? I think so. Like, I've been saying that I mean, overall? While. I mean, it seems but, like no, every I'm month... Saying, it, just like one or two... they have great releases from this year. They do, but, but it's like every month it's like one or two out of like six. I'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll pick those ones up. And it's like every month Screen Factory, Screen Factory recently with all their Hammer titles and all their shit. I'm like, damn, dude. Fucking killing and it. And Kino, too. Kino's killing it, too. Oh, dude. I have so many Kinos in my next update, man. Kino's been murdering it. You, so you know who's saying- actually brought a little bit of fire this past year, too, who normally doesn't, is Warner Archive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll finally bring in some of those titles to the Blu-rays. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but, what? yeah, they announced Edge of Axe Harpoon for UK only. Harpoon's then- pretty fun. But those yeah, Warner archives, though, man, are so expensive. Man. Uh, you got to wait for the 4 for 44 sale. Yep. Yep. That's the bucks. only way to buy. Yeah. Warner and then archives. I buy 4 for 44 and it costs me $104. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, is it really worth it at that point? <laughs> That's why you send them somewhere else and then, like, have them send you a big bulk package at the end of the year. Yeah, like me. Yeah, yeah and the last couple ones I was like, ah, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm very choosy about the ones I pick up, too. But they have been releasing some really good stuff. Maybe I'll I jump on that. I pick up any of the horror ones. Uh, I, I still need a couple. Um, they just announced, they just put out the Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. I need to get that. Yeah, I saw, uh, I saw that. I was like, man, I'd really like to upgrade that, actually. There's still there is a long list that I still need to grab and upload or upload. I have a lot of the older DVDs, that's why I haven't been jumping on them. I don't own a single DVD. Oh, actually, I own Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, like but I have yeah, a lot that's of them. the only thing. I I might was Wolfen one yeah. of those. It, they they put that on. It was it was it was. That's one of the ones I have written down that I want to do like Night School and Leatherface and Black Scorpion. Uh, Night School was fun. Demon Seed. Like yeah. I have all these DVDs, right? Like Bad Ronald, Innocent Blood, The Green Slime, Village of the Damned, Hidden. Like I have fucking all these DVDs. Thing for another world. But I mean, it's time. I gotta. Some of those older ones are nice to upgrade because the transfers are just. Silly. I didn't own a single Warner Archive, uh, Blu-ray. And this year, I probably grabbed. Yeah, you grabbed like quite a few. Yeah, sixteen, seventeen, or something. Nice. Yeah, you probably nice. have more now. I probably got yeah, about, I have, about that many. I have many. almost all of the horror ones. Yeah. I just need a couple of new ones and one or two that I missed. I have a lot of them. I don't know how many. I buy, try to buy all the horror and all the westerns. I, I still need some of the older horror ones, but I have a huge chunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's up with Arrow? Uh, Serial Killers Guide to Life Digital Streaming Arrow? only. I don't even know what the, where they're going to stream that at. <laughs> that just I seems, guess for rent. That seems scary to me, man. That they're just doing that digitally. I'm like, wow. Like, I don't know, man. That kind of worries times. me. That worries maybe me a next, little bit. Maybe next month they'll put it on hard format and they just had to get it out for the director or some shit. I don't know. Is that a new movie? I never heard of it. I've never heard of it either. Dave, I was going to ask you, man. Did you grab the uh, the Scorpion release of Conquest yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I grabbed mine last night and I was like, I was, I, I completely forgot about it. And I was, it I, I go to Ronin every once in a while to check out stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh shit, man, I, I got to order this, man, before it's gone. Yeah. I clicked on it, 100, 150 left. I was like, oh, holy shit, man, that sold well. <laughs> I thought you were going to say $150 to ship. Yeah. I was like, Whoa. No, I picked up and I, it's been, I only make an order every once in a while because it's super expensive for me with the conversion and shit. So I ordered a couple more Italian titles and, I'll buy anything Italian on Blu-ray, but... Uh, That's me Con- too. Anything Italian. Everything what about the Italian. Garage House sale, bro? I did, man. I got... See, the funny thing about it is I needed seven titles to com- complete the whole run. And he said to me, he's like, you can only order in in twos. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess I'll take six of the seven that I need then. So yeah. I did grab he wouldn't six. Let, but... He wouldn't throw the other one in for ten. No, I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, this isn't really that complicated. <laughs> so the one I don't have is the Ninja Busters. It's actually the first release. I already had all the trailer traumas because I'm obsessed with trailer compilations. So, But I, I needed like the odds and ends ones in there. I so. need a couple, but I didn't want to do the sale because I was too lazy. And but, I, I needed like three or something. I don't buy the trailer ones. I'm just not into it. Oh, really? See, I use them so often, man, if I'm having poker games in my house. And I actually just, you know, if I have people over and shit, I'll throw them on the TVs. And it always, it's great conversation starters because you'll be talking also, I'm like, oh, tits, oh, muff. Like, that's a, that's this? a good idea. It is, man. Every time I put them on, though, I like fall asleep by like the hour in. I'm like, I, I had enough of this. I generally don't watch. <laughs> I will watch them by myself every once in a while, but um, Halloween last week, and I had a murder mystery party at my house. I had a bunch of people here, threw it on the TV, and every once in a while, people were just like, "Man, what the fuck? This is so cool!" You know, straight. Can trailers anybody and shit. make those? No, you have to get the rights to the trailers and shit. 
Sounds there's like a pain a, in the ass. I they feel like are, that's not um, a real thing. There's rights no, to a trailer. Isn't the apps, trailer fair use? No, it's not. It's not. Not to make money off of though. No, you can't. You can't use something oh, yeah. and distribute it. So, um, I actually know a couple guys that do uh, the film society in Calgary. And they do that. They only show 35 millimeter prints. And sometimes they'll do trailers. Sometimes they don't get all the rights to the trailers and stuff because they can't find who owns these things and shit. So they kind of, they put them together and then they'll have a big trailer comp that they've made up themselves and shit like that. And then they'll show their main feature on 35 millimeter. But he said, fuck it. If it's not harder than shit to find some of the rights owners, even for the films and shit. So, but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, actually Dave, my buddy, Greg, who runs the film society in Calgary, they actually used his 35 millimeter print um, for the transfer the 88 films did for their Blu-ray. For which one? For, oh, did I not say, Burial Ground. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, nice. so he's, yeah, it's cool. He's actually credited in the in, in there and everything. I'm like, that's fucking awesome, dude. Does 88 films look better than the Severn or about the same? I don't have the Severn one. I'm not too sure. I know they are different transfers, so who knows? I go with the 88 film stuff, man, because Severns are like impossible to get for me now. Uh, a Sever- I'm always a Severn guy, so. Well, I would love to support them too, but like I said, they don't have their shit on Amazon anymore, and there's like three places to buy them. You can go through Severn, which your shipping is like $17 for one Blu-ray. Right? They don't even that's put their crazy. shit on Amazon anymore? No, and that's what I'm saying. So I have to import everything, but it's the shipping and the conversion, and one Blu-ray will cost me $65. Fuck. So I don't Not do it. worth it. I don't do it, and. I wouldn't either. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I just seen um, there was just a thing that I seen somewhere from, oh yeah, um, Scream Factory. A bunch of their titles are going out of print. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Blood and Lace. All uh, the Mirage M titles. Yeah, Curse and Curse Two, mm-hmm. The Dark Half, Demented, Dolls, uh, House Where Evil Dwells, and Ghost Warrior double feature, Jeepers Creepers one and two, uh, The Lady in White. Lord of Illusions, which that one... Yeah, MGM title's up the ass here. Yeah, all yeah. of them are. No. All of them are, no. yeah. Um, Millennium and Rotor, Monkey Shines. That's one that people should grab if you don't own it. I got that one. Me too. I, think you I have all these me. except... I've single all those except the Species 3 and 4, which I don't really give a fuck about. Yeah, I grab... Um, I, I, I love their double features, though, but... Yeah, Murder in the Room Morgue and the Dunwich, the Nest. That everybody should own that. By well, now. that double, that cool. last double feature, everyone should have that. That's a great double feature, man. Murder in the Room Morgue um, and Dunwich. Pumpkinhead Two. I say pick it up. No, um, dude, Pumpkinhead Two kicks ass. I think I got uh, it for like seven bucks. It was worth it. It's yeah, it was cheap. Sunny Boy, Species Two, and then Species uh, Three and Four double feature and Squirm. Give it up for uh, Sunny Boy, man. That was a cool release by Screen Factory. Not the a lot of people. Only ones I didn't own was Jeepers Creepers one and two. Oh, I don't have those. I don't give a fuck either. Uh, Demented. <laughs> Best acting performance Demented. of all time by the lead in that movie. You ever seen it, Dave? Demented. No, I had bought the Blu-ray. I had the VHS of that movie. I never watched it. Yeah, it's one of the video nasty. Oh my god, that thing is fuck. It's bad. And and did then, that make the um, video nasties list? Uh, the third list, I think. Oh, maybe the third for sure. Yeah. I don't think it's on the first or second. No, I'm sorry. I should have specified the third list. Yeah, I'm. I'm, a, I'm only missing a couple from that list. So, I think I'm missing a couple. I'm missing Jimmy, the chant of Jimmy Blacksmith. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I'm missing a couple of those yeah. for sure. Yeah, I'm missing that. Which that just got put out by Kino. Kino just put that out. Yeah. Yep. Gotta pick that one up. But yeah, so that was. Um, those are all going out of print. I didn't have the spe- any of the species ones. 
Um, I did just buy the Jeepers Creepers ones because I actually do like those films. Um, and they were $15. I had at Amazon. Um, yeah, points if you, if you love Jeepers Creepers too and you like to watch guy or boys pee, check it out, man. Uh, and if you want to see a guy's dick get chopped off, you know where to look. Tiny <laughs> yeah. Dave's films. No, I actually have those Jeepers Creepers on uh, like that MGM double feature Blu-ray. And I was like, that's yeah. good yeah. enough for me. I, I don't need that remastered, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, they didn't come with slipcovers, which annoyed me. Um, Got to throw it out. The whole thing's no good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's how some of these you, motherfuckers are. You know what? You know what annoys me about it though is every single Scream Factory that I own that's a collector's edition has a slipcover. So it's now the, these fucking Jeepers Creepers movies are just sitting there annoying me. Well, Victor Salva says he has a couple over his house. They're down in his basement. If you want to go get them, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm too old for him. To take yeah. what he can get. Have you seen that motherfucker? <laughs> That's like my Vestron collection, man. I have all the Vestron Blu-rays, and fucking Gothic doesn't have a slipcover. Fuck. Ugh. Speaking of Vestron, um, apparently Michael Fisher, who like does the special features, says that, and he said this before, but he's saying that like he is like finishing up features for two new releases, and they sh- should be announced soon. I so. bet it's the Wraith and Ghoulies three. Um. Oh, let's say, pray it's the Wraith. I love that movie, dude. Wraith is fun. Oh, I and love a lot it, of people man. say the Wraith. Um, I want. I want, I really want a Blair Witch Book of Shadows. <laughs> the fuck? Seriously? I think you're dude. the only one that wants that. No, uh, many people want that Book of Shadows director's cut, dude. That's like that. Everybody wants that. It's, I'd be interested in a director's cut. I've never seen the original. I saw part of it. When I was in like high school, I came back and tried to watch it when I was drunk and just fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently, like he, uh, they, the studio made him change a lot of stuff. Um, that's no, the guy who made that, um, right? Paradise yeah, Lost. Paradise Lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he also made that Bondi movie, right? Yeah. Yes, he did and both of them, the documentary and the movie. Yeah. Which Bundy movie? The one, the one with, on Netflix. The new one. Uh, oh, yeah, the yeah. The one with that Disney dude. That's right. Yep. Zac Efron. Yeah, Zac yeah. Efron. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I doubt that'll be what it is, but um, hmm. I, I like the Vestron line, so I, I would want them to Me too. Yeah, it's been – what was when was their last release? It was about a year ago. Over a year ago. Over a year yeah, ago. So, yeah, they, they went yeah, well. But I mean, to be honest, I don't mind the Vestron line. I think that line is very, very overrated, though. They don't really have a lot of special features on them. And, the, and honestly, the transfers aren't the greatest on a lot of those. Uh, it depends what... It, the, the, no, you're right. The transfers aren't that great. No. But the special features, actually, there is some great special features Well, it on varies from release to release. Else. I think some of the, the releases are a little better than others. I mean, that's like, like every line, every company. The gate though, right? is stacked. Um, but these, they're selling them. They're selling these things like every release has like you know arrow type of special features and shit like that. I mean, you got to admit though, Vestron prices are pretty fucking high. Yeah, but not for me because I've got all of them for under twenty bucks. I've gotten some decent deals, but some of them I did pay like twenty seven, and I wasn't happy about it. Yes, <laughs> um, they come out every ten years though. So I, I love when a yeah. Vestron comes out a pre order here and it's forty four dollars every time. Pre order forty four dollars. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Who's pre-ordering that? Like, it's going to be hard to buy the Wraith for $44. I'll tell you that. Oh, <laughs> man. Was it Two Evil Eyes, man? 
um, the Blue Underground triple disc that's coming out here. The pre-order. How? <laughs> the other day. Or is it? Which, which is the one that's just coming out? Two Evil Lies. Yeah, but it's out already. I think people have it already, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, but anyways, so the pre-order was $64 on Amazon CA. Damn. I was like, if that's even higher. Bill Lustig needs his money. Blue Underground usually is like 35 pre-order. If you if you can get that for 35, like just jump on it because they always go up to 45. But I was like, 64, that must be a typo. It never went down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we better buy it. No fucking way. <laughs> well, I already, you know, honestly, dude, that's one I'm not even going to, I'm not even looking twice at because I have the, I have the 88 fucking Blu-ray, man. So... All right, last up, Scream Factory announced uh, April Fool's Day, Brandon's number two film of 1986. That's cool, man. That movie has, I said this before, but I think it has the lowest body count of any slasher film. Off-screen kill city. I really like that movie. But are they kills? It was like, (laughs) it was almost in my top ten. I haven't seen that movie since I was like 16. Yeah. Apparently, there's an alternate ending, and people are hoping that that is included. Oh, maybe it's not a joke. (laughs) Right? Who knows? Um, That is the news. Fucking thing sucks! Um, I do have a list if you guys want to hear it. Of course. This is a little knowledge segment. Can you take a guess what the list is about? I don't know, JP. What is that going to be a top 10 of? It's actually a top 20. Oh, my God. Dude, you so mad. Like a four-hour segment. You haven't listened to the shows. We've been doing this. You haven't been here. (laughs) Um, I was here for Clown Moon. Yeah, we didn't. Oh, yeah, we did do a Killer Clown list on there. That only took like 10 minutes. That was like 20 so. as well. Yeah, and that, cause uh, that was a bizarre fucking list. Okay. Crazy. So uh, there was two lists here. I'll actually give you a choice. A place called Slash Film, uh, top 17. Um, I, don't, I don't know if they're counting two evil eyes. I think that might be the one they're not counting. Um, and then the other one is tasteofcinema.com, and this is top 20. What do you want to do? do 17. The, do the top 20. <laughs> I feel like I heard a taste of cinema. I don't think I've heard the other place. But I just don't. Okay. Top 17 just seems ridiculous. Yeah. Well, Jeremy likes to be quick with it's this a, stuff. But I'm number. doing the top it's not, 20. It's not a round number. Uh-huh. You can't do that. Uh, so, okay. Let me ask you guys. What do you think? The they're, And by the way. Just for reference, that top 17 list is fucking weird. The very worst film on there, number 17, Stendhal Syndrome. Bullshit. Wow. See, that already doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so that list. Fuck that list. I I was calling bullshit on that list. Yeah, because if that's a best of list, no way. I don't even even agree with (laughs) Um, that. Number 20 here, what do you think it is? Phantom of the Opera. Does it include everything? Yeah, I believe so. Except for his Masters of Horrors. Dracula. Um, Dracula. It's gotta be Dracula. 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 It is actually Giallo. Oh, I watched. I haven't seen Giallo yet. It's fucking horrible. Looked horrible. It's bad. It's. Is it not a Giallo? Is it a Giallo? Not really. 
<laughs> I guess we'll find out it's next year. Adrian Brody, ironic, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's bad, man. Oh. Watch it next year. Number nineteen is Dracula 3D, which is I think most people consider that his worst film. Watched half of it. Uh, same with me. I never finished it. Either. And like, <laughs> I didn't finish it. Either. I was laughing a lot though, and then I was like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Number eighteen is um, Phantom of the Opera. Yep. Oh, like okay. well, There's an argument there. I agree. Um, they said the, their biggest complaint is the pacing. Wait, wait. Dave just said he agrees, and JP told me that Dave likes that movie. You fucking asshole set me what? up again. I didn't, I didn't say, say that. Oh, you did say that. I didn't say I agree about Phantom. Uh, <laughs> Mood said he. That's uh, debatable, and I agreed with Moods. Okay. <laughs> um, number 17 is The Card Player, 2004. Mm-hmm. Um,. I'll blame it. Their biggest complaint is that there's no trademark set pieces and a bunch of agitated people staring at monitors. For <laughs> <an hour>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wasn't the shitty ass fucking poker graphics. <laughs> it was from 2004. You got it. Um, then we have number 16. Uh, this is the film that I wasn't sure about. It's called Le Cinque Dora Nate, 1973. Nailed it. It's, uh, it's a comedy. Oh, that's his comedy that he did. Yeah. Five Days in Milan. Yeah. Okay. Well, why didn't they just write that instead of being dickheads and writing the fucking? What? None of these other films are in Italian because they're pretentious. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I've never seen it either. I've never even like. I don't know anyone's seen it. <laughs> did they realize that every one of these films has an Italian title as well? Mm-hmm. Just start calling American <laughs> movies in their Italian names from now on to piss people off. Yeah, like Day of the Dead well, they, in Italian. It sounds like yeah, they just wanted to throw exactly. you off with this Italian. Everything's in English, and then throw in that title that's not even a horror title. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they want people to look it up. Like, oh, they're so obscure, man. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go back to this site. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you like Hitchcock at number fifteen? Mm-hmm. So those are the the five worst. I didn't watch that one either, but from the ones I've seen in that list, I wouldn't argue with that. It. One was a TV too much, movie, too much. Right? Yeah, you know what? I remember I've only seen Do You Like Hitchcock once. Oh, it's obviously like a homage to Hitchcock. I don't remember it being that bad though. But I mean Guess we'll find out next year. But in the scheme of Argento rankings and stuff, I can see it being at the bottom though. Mm-hmm. Uh so number fourteen, Mother of Tears, which I'm actually pretty fond of. Yeah, but I can see where it, it's it has its placement down there. It's got mm-hmm. st- it's got really steep competition now. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, number 13 is Trauma, which you guys didn't love, but I, I liked. No, I thought it was boring as fuck. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I remember not really caring for that, no, to be honest. I remember liking it more than when we revisited it last year. I was like, nah, this movie is pretty bad. Yeah, it's uh, boring. It, it is boring, actually. It's, we hate to use that adjective on the show, but it, it is kind of boring. Yeah. These motherfuckers did it again. I was like, what the hell is this one? And I'm like, this girl looks familiar. Number 12 non hosano or sleepless, sleepless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sleepless like, always comes up as that choosing, why did they choose that one sleepless <laughs> always comes up like that though oh really yeah it's weird weird yeah um yeah sleepless which is kind know. of ironic because that movie it's always in italian but that movie was shot in english yeah oh it's a little bit weird why don't you just use the english title then <laughs> yeah. Um, number eleven. So the Stendhal syndrome. 
which is one of my favorites of his, actually, <laughs> which is surprising to many. Yeah, I, I know that that one seems to kind of separate people, man. Like, I think, Dave, you're a fan of that mo- movie, too, right? Love that movie. Yeah, love see, it. I'm like, I like it. I don't love it. It didn't even make my top 96, I don't think, man. But yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I've always had this issues with it, man. There's just something odd about that film. I I kind of blew it when we did it last year. I, I even loved it more after, because it made my top 10 of 96. And then I watched it again for that show, and I, I loved it even more. <laughs> I'm just so. not sure. I love it, but I'm just not sure if it's uh, actually better than any of the other movies objectively that he made above it on this list. For sure. Better than the ones we listed already? No, the ones It's better than come. all the ones that's listed for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was about to say. Two come. Um, actually, they do include it. Number 10, Two Evil Eyes. I've never seen it. I think I think Stenhall's better than Two Evil Eyes. Me too, man. I think it's better than that. Hmm. But I don't hate Two Evil Eyes at all. I just think Stenhall's... I really like Stenhall. All right, top nine. This is where the real meat and potatoes are of Argento. So, uh, number nine, Cat of Nine Tells. Ooh. That was wow. so long ago, I don't really remember it. I actually think that I agree with that. Um, I think I like Four Flies better. I don't. I think Cat and I might be. I don't know. They're close. They're very close. Yeah, I think I like Cat and I better. I like them in order of the Animal Trilogy. So Plumage and then Cat and then uh, Flies. I think I would. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, number eight here is close. It's Four Flies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's number eight. Then number seven. This is probably the film that's. M- most in need for a rewatch for me because I was kind of down on it when we reviewed it years ago, oh. and I've never seen it since. You know what I'm talking about? Deep, Deep red. red. No. Inferno. <laughs> it's Inferno. Oh yeah, I love Inferno. I love Inferno. Oh. Inferno is in my top three probably. It has. One I know. The- I pro- I probably need to re-see it because like everybody like. I have memories of it, and uh, the things I remember, I liked. But I think people I don't, don't like it because they get confused by the narrative because it's taking I place in like three different places. But that movie has great, like obviously the music and cinematography. But it has one of the greatest claustrophobic shot scenes of all time. The water scene. Oh my god! I, yeah, I, I, that's the scene. That I Mario Bava. Mario oh. Bava did that. It's absolutely amazing. That's right. Mario Bava is the best at doing tricks with the camera. Oh, it's so good, man. Fuck. Here's that's the probably- thing about that film is I typically, or that, you know, Argento, I typically like his more supernatural films versus his like giallos typically, not all the time. So it would make sense that I would like Inferno, but I don't know. Yeah. I have to check it out. You should rewatch it. I think that one takes you two, three times before you really like it. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, Number six. I'm actually surprised at this. This is one of my favorites, but I didn't think that it would rank this high. And that is Phenomena. Mm -hmm. Phenomena. I like it. I like it. Me too. I love it, man. It was one of those movies that grew on me over time. I wasn't like overly fond of it. Yeah. I've only seen it once and I wasn't like in love with it. Yeah. I grew on me, man. Oh, the music. Music's so beautiful. It's It's, probably the best. mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's so good, but that it grew on me, man. I I love that movie, man. Oh. Best use of wind ever, probably right. The best wind ever, <laughs> really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, number five, breaking into the top five, uh, the bird with the crystal plumage at number five. Okay, I'm mad. 
My, my only issue with it I is just so. that it, there's a huge cheat in the movie. That's my biggest problem with it is because the ending does not go with what you actually see earlier in the part that they're twisting on. They're, they're playing on someone's memory, though, because like if you have a police lineup of like 10 people and like you mm-hmm. never remember the, the criminal the same, your brain doesn't think that way. So they're trying to play on that. But it is kind of bullshit at the same time. But I understand what yeah. they're going for. Your yeah, memory I, no, I, I get they that blatantly as well. That's sh- my explanation for yeah. um, high tension is that it's the person telling the story. But in this case, it's it. We're not really following one person, so it's kind of yeah, like you're right. But it is his point of view. It's a shot at his point of view. Uh, the whole movie is his point of view, though. Yeah, but I mean, is it like visually actually his point of view, like a point of view shot in that scene? I can't remember. No, it's not. I don't but he's remembering it, it though, doesn't? Yeah, it, because I mean, no, how he remembers it at the end is like it's different than we see in the beginning of the film, right? So yeah. I, no, I totally that's my problem is the beginning yeah, of the yeah. film, like where the audience seeing it happen, it's not a point of view thing. So it's like you're a third part, your third, you know, person, but, it, but it's showing state. us that it's showing the psyche of the brain and the way it works. though. too, I agree with that completely, because if you try to remember something the exact same, chances are you're not going to. And I think it's one of those cases where yeah, it's but shot, it's not but a get, memory; it's what you actually see. I know it's yeah, yeah. only a memory at the end where they cheat. That's where it's but a memory. You, and you wouldn't have been able to watch this on home video back in the 70, 1970, well, So they're relying on that. But there's no, know, but right? there's no difference, though, right? I mean, it's it still comes down to like how he's you know seen it through his memory and stuff. It's going to change. I mean, you probably have stories that have changed over the years, but you you don't realize that. Yeah, but I'm just saying if Argento wouldn't would have thought it through more, he could have made it work, and it would have been oh. a mass a master moment. It was the dude's um, first movie. I, I, know, I honestly I know. think I'm, that I'm not saying it's I'm pretty not, damn dude, good I for a first movie. movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think if Hitchcock did that movie and somebody asked him about that, he'd say it's cinema, and everybody'd be like, "It is cinema," and wouldn't question it. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, probably. But um, it's my one gripe with it. So, it, it makes sense. Um, he cheats a lot, though. He does that shit a lot like that. I know, but I, I, it's like the, I really like that scene, and that's why it bothers me. That's one of my favorite scenes in all of his movies, and it, I'm just like, but that's not what actually happened. <laughs> that's almost like a trope um, with Giallo's, though, man. There's always like a little bit of a cheat in every film. Oh, yeah. oh, oh when we get to the one, I'll tell you the cheat in that in this one. It's <laughs> um, number four, uh, probably my third favorite um maybe second favorite and that is opera i haven't rewatched opera that's actually my third favorite yeah yeah it's interesting it's that high up that's cool oh yeah opera is awesome yeah i love opera it's it i just i like everything about it i love the opera setting (laughs) which he did before phantom of the opera um this was really his phantom of the opera film i don't know what (laughs) why he revisited that um number three my second favorite and that is tenebrae that's the best that's my favorite yeah 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 it's great i'm cutting off scene it's i think it's the best giallo i think so too and i think it's it's past the giallo so he can make statements on the giallo he can make statements on his career he can make so many statements in that movie and it was fucking perfect yeah yeah, definitely. That, def- that's that's in our hall, right? It yeah. was a product of his time or a time in his career, right? For sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. With all the blood spraying and all. That movie's gorgeous too, man. Yeah, I love the shot going up the house with the, Dude, the lesbians what I think are killed. Of every time I think of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay, number two. You guys want to take a guess? Deep Red. Suspiria. Deep Red. Actually, no. It's Suspiria. Really? Yep. Deep Red is number one, which I just don't get, I guess. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen Deep Red either. Oh, Deep Red is so good, man. Yeah, Deep Red is awesome. I need to rewatch Deep Red. Damn it. I don't know, man. That damn long cut, I think, did it to me. Objectively, that's not that bad of a list, really. Opera would probably be moved down for most people, but really, when we usually, I hear these lists, they're usually garbage. That list is pretty solid. Yeah, it is. It's few things are definitely interchanged for myself. Yeah, like yeah, Inferno's yeah. way up there for me. Like I, I like, agree. I like Inferno more than Suspiria, and that's me my too. taste change. That's, that's my years. number two. Yeah, it's been changing over years, man. Like you know, Deep Red and Inferno and Opera, Phenomena, those are all up there for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was a list. What's yeah, your favorite, man. Jeremy? Bird? Oh, plumage for sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. I've talked about it many times. It's good. It's, it's good. Game. Okay, well, that's uh, Dario Argento. What website was that? Taste Paging Dr. Retard. Doesn't matter. I just can't remember. Taste of Cinema? Oh, maybe. Yeah, Taste of Cinema it was. Okay. So that was Dario Argento's top 20 from Taste of Cinema. Kick the shit about the mailman. You've got mail. Trust the mailman. Now his ass is trash like a garbage can. Caught up in some shit with the mailman. All right, guys. Moving along with the show here. Uh, Jeremy's got a dead mail for us this week, and I'm assuming it's probably going to be Argento-related. I mean, there's one thing about Argento, but not really, but this is issue 146 from September 1995, and we have Screamers, new shocker from Alien and Total Recall creators, Uh, the making of When a Stranger Calls, and the X-Files. All right. Here we go. Weekend of Horrors, Fangoria's 10th anniversary. You can meet Angus Scrim, George Wilbur, and Ken Forte. Did you say Forte? Forte. Foray. Who's Foray. George anyway, Wilbur? He was hot Michael Myers in Halloween 6. Gives a fuck. <laughs> Not about you, I mean that guy. Yep. Yeah, that's All weird. Right. That's weird. Here we go. This message comes from Joseph Grego from Ridgewood, New York, and he writes... Going to see Tales from the Hood, I had one big concern. Would its serious social commentary negate its fear level? Luckily, the answer is no. In fact, its topical approach works in the favor of the film. Without it, Hood would merely be a rehash of the supernatural revenge stories we've seen a thousand times in Tales from the Crypt, Fault of Horrors, etc. Like Candyman, Hood uses its urban setting to evoke new terror far removed from the traditional foggy forests and castles. The film has a great cast and of has a great cast. Okay. Screaming, mad George FX and the Grier sequences are great. You don't know whether to laugh or to grimace at Greer's just desserts. And the Cheeto Brothers slave doll that meet out justice to Bernstein are the most frightening cinematic puppets since Trilogy of Terror. 
The final homage to Clockwork Orange is the most disturbing, mainly because its monster is all too common on the streets. Perhaps this episode, which proclaims its message louder than the others, will get through to some of America's misguided youth. I defy the British centers to watch this film, in particular the last segment, until its horror films cause violence. All in all, Tales from the Hood is easily the best horror film so far in a decidedly horror light year. And that's it. Oh, yeah. And I hope we can see more in Tales from the Hood 2. That's amazing. What what year did this come out? 95. It was from 95? Okay. Yeah, Yeah, that was great. 95 was a little bit of a lighter year. Uh, What was was the big... um, Was there a big film? Tales from the Hood is probably my favorite. I can't think of one off the top of my head. All right. Well, here's the well, other Demon side. Knight. Didn't Demon Knight come out in 95? 94. 94 yeah. for Demon Knight. No, right. 95 for Demon Knight. Are you sure? Yep. Oh, think, Halloween 6 came out. In, <laughs> I think Lord of Illusions came out in 95, too. Fuck, man. Do you it think did. we'll get to meet George Welber? Yeah. <laughs> Leprechaun 3. Oh, you know what? Actually, you know what? I You know what's a great movie from 90, uh, 95 is The Addiction, man. That's oh, yeah. all right. I love that movie. The Mangler. Oh, dude, <laughs> Tales from the Hood's the best. <laughs> and Demon Knight. Yeah. Those two are both great. Yeah, Tales from the Hood and Demon Knight. All right, well, here is Evil the, here's the right. other side of the spectrum. Day of the Beast. Um, great. From John Ambrose from Wayne, New Jersey. And Mind he River. writes, I am writing to express my disappointment after seeing Tales from the Hood. I went what to see hell? a horror movie, but what I got was a 90-minute lecture on racism. I would have tolerated four horror stories that had a racial message, but that's not what Hood was. Rather, it was a straightforward diatribe with good scares low on the list of its priorities. If this sounds exaggerated, consider the fourth segment, the rehabilitation of the criminal. Half the story consisted of the criminal strapped to a chair while the government official, official preachers... Oh, no. Let me read it. Half the story consists of the criminals strapped to a chair while the government official preaches a sermon to him. In addition, at times, Hood crosses the line and becomes downright offensive. For example, two of the racist cops are named Strom and Newton. These are obvious references to Senator Strom Thurmond and Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich. God, I'm fucking tired. Uh, This... Induendo is a tasteless and immature, and as a Republican, I am fairly insulted. <laughs> oh, lordy. Hey, I got the short review of that. Another, in- yep. <laughs> another instance of this comes... Another another instance of this comes at the beginning of the Corbin Bernstein segment. A political campaign ad which opposes affirmative action is shown, with a racial politician as its promoter. The implication it's is that those who oppose the current system of affirmative action are really KKK members in disguise. This tactic is called smearing, trying to discrete a valid rational opinion by associating it with an extremist organization. In conclusions, Hood had potential, but it would have been a much better movie if it had concentrated more on scares and less on delivering predictable, insulting political lectures. So he doesn't like movies with social commentary. Well, also, I mean, it, he... He would definitely hate the second one, right? <laughs> I mean, really, that, that senator one, man, was just, it was more of like a futuristic thing, man. He was just, it's the Trump. Uh, here, 
I would say that the first one I think is clever, but I think the second one could be considered very ham-fisted and annoying. But I wouldn't say it about the first one. No, no. Oh, absolutely. Um, the funny thing is that that he lost me right away was he said that the movie, the whole movie, was about racism. When really, there's only one segment that's about racism. Yeah, the one's one. about child abuse. No, that's the, the first one's child. The no, the first, the first one is the. Zombies. There's two about racism. The there's first the one one's the, the, the cop one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah the, the cops beat zombies. the guy. Yeah, but that, that's not. So I, I don't know if that's necessarily about. Yeah, I guess that one is about racism a little bit. Well, so that's, that's the obvious thing, you know. Police Rodney brutality. King. Rodney King. Yeah, it was very yeah. close that time. It was only three years or four years removed from that. So three or yeah, three or four. So. But the the two of two of the four are definitely not about racism. Well, the last one's about kind of like it's definitely a statement on violence, killing your man versus man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the, definitely the child abuse one's not at all. No, <laughs> definitely not. Well, he yeah, it's, it's more that of a, one. that one's. It's definitely a yeah. That last one is definitely. He's right though. Did 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 he say it was a take on the Clockwork Orange thing? It's essentially what it was. Yeah, yeah. that was the first guy. Yeah, that was yeah. the first. But guy. that but that's correct though. Guy. But that that's very clever. Or it's not clever. Well, but that's correct. I don't understand how these people hate movies. It's like if a movie has political ideology in it and like it's a good movie and you know it's a good movie and you don't agree with it, can you get over that? I can get over it. I don't see how that guy can. I made a comment about that a while ago because somebody was complaining about the Black Christmas, the new Black Christmas. Yeah. Um, And I I basically said that I don't – like I don't care what the message is. Like if the – I could disagree with the message. I could agree with the message. I think it's cool that there is a message. Um, it doesn't matter to me if I agree with it or not. That does not affect my enjoyment of the film. Yeah, I can I can see that too. Now, if it comes across really ham fisted, I can see that too. But that's but, bad. That's bad. That's like that's bad, bad writing. Yeah, that's bad. Don't be right. All right. Uh, this last one is from Ned Wells, and he writes, Recently, I went to my local video store and picked up a copy of Dario Argento's Suspiria. That night, I got the inside scared right out of me. Preceding this, I have searched video stores in vain for a stylish and frightening horror film and was beginning to wonder if I was ever going to find an intact Argento film on tape. However, yeah. discovering Suspiria was well worth my anguished journey through the muddled world of video. Lately, I've enjoyed your retrospectives and humbly ask if you do a piece on this macabre masterpiece as well as an all Argento issue in the future. Ned Wells. Well, that never happened. Yeah, I no looked, shit. And I have 339 out of 344 issues, and that never happened. It's crazy <laughs> that they got a bag to do Argento, but they're talking about fucking Screamers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Screamers is fine, but come on. It's just not even comparable. Yeah. All right. And uh, let's see. These are some of the movies that were coming out in September 1995. <laughs> uh, City of the Vampires, shot on video. That's a that's a um, Matthew Jason Walsh movie by Salt Lake City Video or some shit. Yeah, that's correct. Salt City. <laughs> wow. That's pretty I have the tape. Never watched right. it, but I have All it. All right. Class of <laughs> Newcomb High Three. Oh, classic material. Uh, Hard boiled. In the Mouth of Madness. Nice. Last Graps. Whatever that is. Mark of the Devil. Yep. Mark of the Devil 666, The Moralist. (laughs) The Nut House. Savage Harvest. Another Salt Lake movie. Eric Stanzi. Eric Stanzi, Uh, yep. 
shallow grave tells from the crypt demon knight and that little monster what? Um, we have some more in the middle of this issue little monster that's what it says isn't that cover all right and then we have heavenly creatures from merrimax uh embrace of the vampire leprechaun 3 darkman leprechaun darkman 2 and ghost brigade <clears throat> And on the back cover, we have a promo for the CD-ROM action-packed interactive adventure of Pumpkinhead Revenge Blood Wings. <laughs> it says, this fast-paced, splattered-packed CD-ROM movie-based interactive adventure features real movie clips from the movie Pumpkinhead 2, real movie music, and real movie stars such as Pumpkinhead himself, Smiling Above, and Roger Clinton the president's more successful brother. You'll get everything but real blood on your computer. This game is sure to get your blood pumping. Premieres this summer for your PC CD-ROM. There you go. Wow. Got a number on that? Uh, uh, <laughs> I think no. it actually come out? I don't know. Crazy. But that's it for Deadmail. Alrighty. Cool. Uh, let's get So let's do this quickly, um, and let's get into our box office brawl numbers. Oh yeah, I don't have those up right now. Um, anyway, I know that I won against J- Jeremy in both films, and then I think me and Moods split, and then Moods and Jeremy split, I believe. Um, but yeah, for Terminator Dark Fate, uh, by the time you hear this, it'll, the numbers will already be out, but we're recording beforehand. JP went, said $40 million, I said $33 million, and Mood said $29 million. Thank you. Yep. All right. Okay, cool. That was quick as fuck. I know. I pretty, Me and you both pretty much have to win out because we're both the same points behind Jeremy, I think. Um, so... I think there's just enough, maybe two extra films, uh, depending on what we count, um, available for the rest of the year. So, um, but me and you are tied. So, okay, yeah, I we could end up all three box office brawl champions. Be a push. <laughs> That's weird. Okay, so yeah, that's gonna do it for the quickest edition of Box Office Brawl ever. And now, our feature presentation. Alrighty, so moving into the featured reviews here on episode 166, uh, first week of Italian month, Dario Argento 6. Five. Five. That's right. 166. I had too many sixes going on there. Doesn't matter. It'll be six. The number of the beast. Be number. Yeah, it's number of the beast. We'll have six next year. Uh, and if you've been following along through this whole journey of Italian month, which we created as November, uh, you will know that we've been doing these pretty much in order. So we've come to the later 90s in Argento's filmography. 
Mm-hmm. From 1998, we have The Phantom of the Opera. Of course, directed by Argento. Starring Warlock himself, Julian Sands. And his beautiful, beautiful daughter, Aja Argento. I have to say, man, this is like the hottest she's ever looked. In my opinion. It also stars her tits. It does star her tits and her ass, which I'm sure we'll get into here. And Julian Sands' ass. And a bunch of old guys' asses. Yeah, I know, And a man. bunch of old women's asses. And, and penises. Yep. And fat yep. women's titties, too. Yep. yep. Don't forget about the fat ladies. Yeah. Okay, so quick little synopsis here. <laughs> I Go- think one of them was Jerry's mom. <laughs> you know he's coming on jokes. next week, so... Uh, That's all right. Well, you got to get, get the jabs in right now, then, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. While he can't defend himself. It's <laughs> the okay. best way. Okay. Uh, synopsis gory remake of the Gaston Leroux gory Cla- remake <laughs> yeah, I know classic story only this time the phantom is not disfigured but a man who was raised by rats deep <laughs> under the Paris opera house um, this movie is so ugly what Jared? do you mean you mentioned that what do you mean by that okay, it's Jared, just you, like give your thoughts on it first it, it literally has like the same color scheme the entire fucking movie the lighting never changes it's just an ugly movie to look at and on top of that it's fucking boring as all hell by the end of it i was practically falling fucking asleep i don't know it just it doesn't really add anything besides that awesome fucking rat killing machine that's about <laughs> it well, you know, I will give Argento credit a tiny, tiny bit for this. I mean, at least he didn't like. I mean, Fan of the Opera has been remade how many times? I don't know. There's a lot a of million. different. Yeah, yeah. This, this movie's been redone over and over again, and for the most part, it's a straight up remake, or it's just a straight up, you know, version of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, at least they I, actually. Yep. Go ahead. I was going to say they just take one line from the book and base the whole damn plot on that one line about the rats. He's like the Rat King from Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I know. I even have that written in my notes. I'm like, this movie's basically the fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Italian stuff. Batman Returns is the opening, and then it's just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Rat King. Yeah, it and really well, is. And it has some Junette and Carl mixed through it. That rat machine is like straight up influenced by films like City of Lost Children and Delicatessen. It's like probably. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's such a, it's such an odd film because it's so misleading too, man. You, you, if you look at the artwork for Phantom of the Opera, you know, it displays a mask. Uh, we know Julian. Yeah, Julian Sands plays the Phantom in this, and he's not maskless or he's maskless. Uh, in fact, you know, he he kind of looks like fucking Fabio. I mean, this movie could have been yeah, called he's like Fabio attractive. of the Opera, Fabio yeah. of the Opera. And obviously, the thing that's kind of separate this one, it's like. <laughs> Julian Sands was basically, uh, you know, he was an infant and he was just kind of tossed away kind of thing and raised by rats. Dude, was that scene where he reaches up and touches the giant puppet rat. I laughed out loud. I know. But this whole the whole narrative here is absolutely ludicrous. I mean, you can believe a lot of different stories and just kind of separate yourself and stuff. But really, like, this, is, is, a, this is a newborn baby that's taken in by rats and just raised to be, like, Fabio looking. Yeah, they would eat that shit. Like, yeah, it, what is he, fucking Tarzan? It doesn't I make... thought they were going to eat off his face and he was going to be deformed. But that's not yeah. what happened. You know, that would yeah. make a lot <laughs> more sense. Exactly my point. But that's why I said this movie should be called Fabio of the Opera because he yeah. looks like fucking Fabio, dude. He grows up. He's like this beautiful dude with long blowing or blonde hair, no mask. And he's got a lot of shit, and he's really smart. Like, he's not, like, stupid and shit. It's just weird. The whole setup to this it, film is strange. Here's the thing. I think that, um, 
like I think there's no question that if like okay the baby was thrown down there it like got eaten by rats and like a hermit raised it for a little bit or something mm-hmm. and Which it was all disfigured story, right yeah I I think that I think that it would no doubtably make it a better movie but I kind of understand his thought process of like everybody does that like let's do something different <laughs> so oh, here we go JP's gonna say this is a good movie well and he also does I mean not only having him you know like a beautiful phantom and stuff I mean he gets the girl too kind of yeah you which know, actually he, makes more sense in a way well this does because he's you know he's attractive so it kind of yeah. Bobbio. he was trying to make a fucking t- technically like an offbeat kind of love story here maybe a love triangle type thing with just doing it in beauty. But going back to what Jeremy said is kind of ironic that he's like, this movie's super ugly, but Argento was trying to do the polar opposite of that by having this non disfigured, you know, antagonist and stuff and, and having this kind of love story and these beautiful sex scenes and things like that. And it's just, I see what he's doing here. I just find it not that great at all. I, I, yeah, I, I agree that it's not that great. It really, like, nothing about this movie is great. Like, I agree with Jeremy. It's the aesthetic of it is not great. I, I, I want to say he I shot actually, this. I do like the aesthetic. Well, the what? scenes in I the don't op- mind it either. The scenes in the opera house are okay because I swear that's the same opera house they use for opera. I swear that's the same shit. Um, so like, I mean, that I all... love the underground caverns, dude. That that stuff's cool to me. Man. They're confusing to me. Why does he have so much shit, like nice stuff down there, and like, why is it so nicely built and shit? I don't understand it. It's like I'm confused. He just brings the shit down shit. there, man. But like, he's got a, he's got nicer <laughs> he shit than most people that live in a house. It, mm-hmm. it, it just seems odd to me a little bit, but maybe the rats are bringing it. For I mean, him. really, he's got rats. I mean, his shit shouldn't be that fucking nice it, looking, this... but. This movie looked like the most expensive high school play of all time. <laughs> Pretty much, right? And it's like like what? they had like this beautiful set, but everything like looked cheap at the same time. I don't know if it was the camera work or the camera or the DVD, but it was like somebody took a lot of time doing this production design, but for some reason it just looked like a high school play. It uh, looked like DVD a soap opera. Ass, by I the wanna way. say I wanna say, Dave, I, I have I noted this too, man. I'm not hundred percent sure because you know the the design, the set designs I don't think are actually that bad, but I think a lot of it has to do with maybe the way it's, you know, filtered to us on that, on that yeah. DVD transfer and stuff. Cause it does look really yeah. muffled and, and kind of washed out and stuff. But I mean, re- realistically, like the color correction was a little off. Well, in, in yeah. a lot of this well realistically, too. realistically, man, this movie's taking place in ni- or 1877. So it's a period piece, mm-hmm. right? The costumes and stuff aren't that bad, but they just don't look great to us yeah so it's really kind of giving you this impression that it's really cheaply done and and then you're questioning the cinematography and stuff but yeah the color correction there's something definitely way off there it it, it seems really motorized vehicles in the 1800s yeah this is definitely fantasy this is 100 fantasy fantasy. yeah yeah yeah. they didn't do anything with the traps like phantom's known for doing traps in the book but they didn't do any of that shit yeah he has the the one he has and he does okay so he the the rat hunter which, by the way, yeah. chopping off the tails of the rats and putting them in formaldehyde is pretty fun. Um, <laughs> but he gets his hand caught in a rat. The first of all, this rat trap is, <laughs> but he has not a normal rat trap. But he, they mentioned that the fan, that his hand was like controlled into it like he had like tele he had like telekinesis or some shit okay thank yeah but you. it's dropped they don't ever do thank it. you yeah, thank you okay I have a point written down in here and I was going to bring this up. What the fuck is with the telepathic powers and stuff that you're right, JP, was never revisited after that moment? Like, I don't know. Why dude, did they, they, they incorpororated this and they never did anything else with it? But 
like even that scene is strange. Is it Sans that's doing that? Is it the Phantom? Yes, I think that's the. What or was hinting. it the power of that area and the rats? Like it's one. It's like rats, one entity. Damn. Like I thought at I, first, I was like, is it him or is it just this huge entity? Because I felt like he was kind of part of this rat colony, and it was like this power. And if you're down, like they could control it. But if that was the case, then he would never be down there because if they have this type of telekinetic powers. He, they would yeah, fucking kill him. All Willard, on, <laughs> like if he was like Willard and shit. Yeah, he could straight up like you know. And the rat should have straight up ate all those people at the end and helped him. They didn't do shit. No, yeah, they were kind of. Just those like, were some pussy ass rats, dead. man. That's what I'm saying, man. Everything was just so too much for being raising, raising, nurturing. Yeah, the Thanos. <laughs> yeah, Ignance. Uh, His name is Ignance. <laughs> if this was George of the Jungle, those fucking apes would have fucked them up. See. Here's my thing with this movie, though, is I, d- I don't think it's good, but I actually find it entertaining. I agree. Yeah, I'm not on board with that, man. I actually yeah. get, I, I'm a little bit bored with this, like, to be honest. I think it's boring as all hell. I think there's some funny, there's a couple really funny scenes in this movie, but for the most part, I'm not finding the relationship between Aja's character, who is an understudy at this at this opera, uh, relationship with the with the Phantom any good and the relationship with what's the other dude that looks like fucking Prince? He looks let like an Italian that, Prince. Let me tell you something I about this. I hate that guy. The Baron, I've but... never found any of the Phantom of the Operas that I've seen their relationship that well, interesting. It, yeah, I just nothing. You know, he's trying to make this kind of you know tragic or whatever love story and shit, but like nothing is really working with these relationships. So it just comes off well, really bland. The characters and boring. are very um, all over the place. Like. One Super moment boring. she's like, "I love you," and then the next moment she's like, "I love this guy." Fuck the Phantom, mm. and then she's the saying. Phantom again. I mean, that's a little bit to do with the script, though, too, right? Yeah. You know, what hurts this movie the most, really, and it, it's all post, like after the Michaela Suave movies. Uh, shortly after that, like the mid '90s, there was a change in how they dubbed the movies yeah. in Italy, and they and the sound effects and everything, and it's just so fucking cheap sounding. And I don't know if these people are trying to do English or not, but they're just it it makes worse. the acting so fucking bad. And that scene where Aja is singing, the opera is terrible. You know what, man? Sorry, Jeremy. I know it's it gets worse. It does get worse. It's hard to say if it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I, I feel like the acting in this is is like even even before the dub. If you're watching movements and just facial expressions and and just the way people are acting, like it's all overacting. But then you throw in the dub with these actors, and it just sounds fucking terrible. It sounds super cheap and shit. So the combination is like. Jesus Christ, like the whole time you're kind of scratching your head going, is it their acting or is it the dub or is it both? And it's off-putting. It's just what you said, for lack of a better adjective, it's fucking cheap. It comes cheap. off super cheap. And man, I don't know, man. But I'll even be the performance. I've never see- found any of the Italian dubs sounding good. Like even like stuff like Demons, like it always sounds cheap to me. But yeah, those, but always, those really ones bad, sound though. better than this though. But I understand where Dave is coming from. They still sound cheap to me. I like those old ones. I mean, maybe it's nostalgia, and I'm used to it. But I feel like there's more effort put into them, and the sound effects as well. These ones just sound so forced. Like, and sometimes I feel it's almost like Italians trying to do English in their first language and like in their second language. And anytime there's a foreign person like doing a second language, not their native language, the acting is always terrible. I'm sorry, but that comes down to the mix too, because even Julian Sands, who quite obviously speaks English, because he's English. Yeah, you know he even sounds funny in it too. He sounds super overacting at the end. Do- I, I well, wrote he- down that the end is super boring. He I just fucking hams it. this up so bad through the whole movie, though, man. Yeah, like, he hams up laughed. his performance. It's ridiculous. I watched the bonus feature where he was like really excited to be in an Argento film. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I just um, laughed that, that they pull that kind of shit. Like in the card player, they dub the Irish guy, and the dub is worse than if they would have just left the guy speaking English. It's like, why do you dub the guy that's already speaking English? Yeah, exactly. It makes right. no sense. I think he dubbed his own voice, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Which is even a poor job with that. <laughs> I think they all dubbed their own voices in that if they could. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they generally try. Dude, to, what's mean, up with the... What's up with the... Um, there's a weird scene where the phantom's like on the roof. That's the CGI rat thing, the rat trap human thing. Yeah, yeah, he's up Wait, there. No. And he's kind of tripping. He's kind of tripping out, and he's having yeah. like these visions and stuff. Yeah, dude, that scene. It's even shot funny, like it's shot on a screen, and then they added in yeah. these like really, really bad late '90s visual effects that are like early kind of CG and. It's really disturbing, man. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on there. There's, like, weird rats in a trap, and they're, like, half human, half rat. Yeah. 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 And then um, the pedophile scene. <laughs> like, you're like, okay, is the Phantom supposed to be, like, a heroic thing? Like, he saves the little girl from the pedophile and the... I actually love that death scene because he's always got those Swedish chocolates and he's falling around the little girls. Yeah. And when he dies, like he has like six chocolates in his hands, but when he <laughs> dies, like they just throw like a million in the air. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's really fun. That's fun though. I like that. That's actually yeah, one. That's like, better. that's like the rat mobile. Like I'm just like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? This steam powered rat mobile that's down in the, like, first of all, the cavern, I doubt <laughs> it's like that. Uh, like you don't have that much space to like navigate like dude the way that shit is shot it's like it's sped up or something and it's it's just shot so fucking filthy or something man it's just like real fast rat killing shit and it's led by this killing the rats and they invent something that could suck each individual rat carcass up and blow it out of the top so that he could catch it and bag it it's just like cut the tails off later yeah i'm just like it reminded me where did this come from it reminded me watching like a silent film where it's kind of sped up a little bit and then when they yeah. crash and everything kind of goes shitty and the fucking uh-huh. the midget uh-huh. on there gets decapitated. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, that was clearly not safe. <laughs> no, it was like so fucking... It's clearly the best scene in the whole... I was pissing myself because I completely forgot about it, right? Hilarious, yeah. man. I mean, that's where... Actually, another thing all these movies have in common besides Argento and Sergio Stiletti actually is does effects on all three of these movies. I think... Yep. Like he d- he did special effects on here, so I don't know if he had anything to do with those visual ex- effects that we see that really bad. He does a lot of animatronic shit usually. Yeah, yeah, so he probably had a lot to do with that rat machine and stuff like that. But and this yeah. movie feels kind of similar, like to the Wax Mask that was made around the same time yeah. by Stivaletti and the same production company. But Wax Mask is better movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. but I wonder if this oh, was yeah, an Mario movie. If, if this was directed by, like, Bruno Mattei, would people hold it to such a high Dude, standard? I literally was thinking that the whole entire time while watching it. I'm like, I'm like, honestly, this is nowhere near as bad as people make it out. I agree. Like, That's what I said. It's it's bad for Argento, but it, yeah. in terms of just, like, if you just saw it randomly, you'd be like, oh, that movie wasn't good. But It's almost it hard to separate yourself here. Horrible. I mean, I understand what they're trying. Like, they, you know, they had a lot of good shit here. They had Stevletti doing effects. They had Moni Morricone uh, doing the soundtrack yeah. to this. Yeah. Like, yeah. there was production value here, right? The Like I said, you know, the costumes and shit look pretty good. But I don't know, man. It's just, it, it for, it's hard to separate yourself. I mean, if, if you, if, Bruno Matai made this movie. Yeah, it would be like one of his better ones. <laughs> yeah, that's what's so fucked up. But that is and there's fuck- a couple. Yeah, I mean, in Argento's but it's vibrate, still a shitty movie. 
It is. But it's entertainingly because it's so bad. It, the acting's so corny, know. and some of the shit makes me laugh so hard. I, like I I actually was pretty entertained by this. I'm not going to lie. I, 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 I would watch it again. I hate the third act in this movie. Just, I don't know. It just seems so anticlimactic to me, man. It's just everything is happening, and I'm just like... Fuck, I don't know, man. It's just yeah, not but as... I, it, that's just Phantom of the Opera. Like, I it just... that I've never found it, like... I, I think the, original even the book's one... not great. The book's not great either. No, and it's not. And I, I think with, you know, with Argento changing up, you know, having ridiculous shit like the Phantom being raised by rats and stuff, I was expecting it to go pretty fucking haywire with rats at the end and shit. Like, yeah, you're thinking, that, hey, that's what you know, splinters, gonna, splinters, all these splinters are going to fucking rise up and, and protect his Ninja Turtle. You know, kind of thing, but it doesn't really happen, and it's very much a letdown. Like, I don't. I think I just, if they would have had like a it. couple more kills, like I think people would like it even more. Because like you have that one, um, like decapitation with the the little dude, and then well, also but, at the beginning you have those two guys like in the well or whatever. Three, three, yeah. three yeah, guys. Three guys. <laughs> I, I still think it's cut, cut in half. half. Yeah. yeah. Besides the, uh, the obviously the rat and the decapitation of the dwarf is easily the funniest shit but um the oh f- and julian sand scratches that fat woman's titty that's hilarious oh yeah that is funny yeah no <laughs> when the whole opera falls apart and she gets hit in the head with the ceramics that's cheesy that's what i was yeah, that's what i was that getting was to man too. that scene where he's downstairs and he's hammering on the wall with that huge sledgehammer <laughs> all i could think about because he's got no shirt on he's got this like hair flowing if fucking Mark Wahlberg had long hair and the good vibrations video back in the day, that's just what it reminded me of. I was bursting out <laughs> laughing because he's like beating the shit and all of a sudden the chandelier comes down and the effects on that scene are so funny, dude. I don't know if you want, I actually rewound it and one of the heads, like the eye just like flies out of this dude's head and I'm like, oh my God. See, you liked it so much that you rewound Because <laughs> I thought, I was like, dude, did that eye just come flying out of his head? <laughs> it does. I like the practical effects. I'm going to so, say it. I like Stivaletti's yeah. effects. I mean, sometimes they don't always look realistic, but when they're done well, they're great. For These sure. are okay. For, yeah. Okay. I agree, man. But that's, I wish they had shown more to the carnage after, cause it's just more of the squish, right? And then it cuts away and then it has yeah. this really goofy scene where, you know, the lead in the opera, the fat lady who sings yeah. is running away. And it's like, so it's just so fucking comical. Cause she's fat and she can't run away. Right. And she's in this huge dress and chugging away and fucking eating her Taco Bell and shit. And this thing hits her in the head. You know, it's so cheesy, man. You're right. It's, it's so fucking, fucking Taco Bell. Oh, my God. It's just so cheesy. Hey, that I, lady who was like um, Aja's assistant, she yeah. was a lesbian, right? She was totally into Aja. Oh, right? yeah. She was, she was mad every time somebody came around. She was like, eh. I think that's what she's supposed to be. I don't know, man. Oh, yeah. The other funny thing in this movie is when the, <laughs> the fucking rat, the rat catcher, after he sees the Phantom and Aja together, and he comes out and he starts screaming out. He's like, "It's the Phantom's whore." <laughs> I See, this movie Kinsky. is funny. It's so fucking. Funny it's just. It's people. the dub on that part is so fucking funny sounding, man. I was like, "Oh my god." I don't know what you guys see in this motherfucker. I don't know. I don't know. First of all, it's Ninja uh, Turtles. Pieces do not bother me, and I I particularly like this era, and I also like Underground Caverns, and. I like Aja when she's naked. You know what, dude? She looks good in a lot of movies, man, but I think she's the hottest she's ever been in this. And not just because she gets, you know, naked and shit like that, but her face, man, she just looks awesome. And maybe it's the costumes or something, but she's one of the good, one of the reasons to keep watching this film because, man, she's sexy. Yeah. Real, real sexy, man. Pulls it hey. off, but. Oh, sorry. Do I you mean, guys think if this movie. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Boots. No, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, if this movie was made 10 years previous, the rat catcher would have been like Klaus Kinski. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. It was just a bad Klaus Kinski. That would have been dope. Yeah, that would have been dope, man. <laughs> That's good. Um, man, yeah, that this movie is... But I, I could see why it's hated, but at the same time, I don't think it's as bad as everybody says. Yeah, it's it's unintentionally hilarious in a bunch of parts, but it's kind of overshadowed by just the boringness of it, though, really, man. I just don't find I the just, narrative, the change in the narrative to be exciting. But, I, you know, honest to God, man, I'm not a big fan of the opera fan anyways. You know, all the editions I've seen. No, it, I'm know, not like, either. I, either. Universal, fact, Hammer, is, I, silent film. I like film. this one more than most of them. Um, you know, it's, I, it, yeah, I just don't like Phantom of the Opera that much, and I don't know. I I don't think that this movie has as much downtime as some people might think that it does. Like, there's something happening every every once in a while. There is. There's, I just don't find it overly that interesting. Like, just like I said, the whole relationships and just the way the the characters interact with each other. It's just a lot. A lot of it seems so forced. Like I, you know, with it's so, but it's also done fast. Like I don't even feel like they w- waste time on it that much. You know what I mean? It's there. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think the ending's lackluster. Oh, yeah. The Baron Raoul D. <laughs> yeah, the ending's terrible. Yeah, that guy reminded me of Prince. His face, for some reason, just reminded me of Prince. He, man. Was he reminded, reminded me of, me of somebody Long. like that dude. Absolutely. That's Justin Long. Justin Long. Yeah. Except uglier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about this one. Remember the part when the fucking Phantom Julian's hand says. I'm not a phantom, I'm a rat. <laughs> no. Don't remember it. What the fuck is with that part, man? He's like he's identifying himself as being a rat. And he looks like fucking Fabio. You can't get any more ridiculous than that, man. It's ridiculous. What, what about when dude coughs in dude's face and he's like, Don't worry about it, he just has a fit of malaria and he coughs right <laughs> yeah. in his fucking face. I'd be like, yep, What? Yeah. I know, dude. It's he's like, like he's like seizuring out, and he's just like, "Up, oh, he's fine. He just has some malaria. He'll be fine." Pop right in his fucking face. It's eighteen seventy-seven. He just has a little bit of malaria. I'm pretty sure that was going a long way in eighteen seventy-seven. Come on, oh, shit. <laughs> ridiculous. Oh man. All right. Oh man. I think it's ratings time. I'm good on it. All right, Jeremy, go first. <laughs> <laughs> Three out of ten. You don't have to fucking molest your microphone to do that, man. Yeah, I do. The same position you were in before you said three out of ten would have been very fine to say. All right, Dave. What do you give this one? I want to mention one more thing that I didn't. Um, There's a couple of decent shots, point of view shots that Dario's pretty known for. When they do like the camera, you see like a whole bunch of shit through the cracks. And then you see one time somebody, the little girl puts her hands in front of her face and we see the camera through that. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So there's some inventive camera work, even though it is cheap as fuck. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's to me. It just it didn't feel like, you know, the camera work you see in Argento films. It just didn't have that feel to it. It felt foreign. You know what I'm saying? Felt cheap. It didn't have like the big crane shots we're used to. It was a cheaper movie for sure. Yeah. 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 But uh, uh, honestly, um, for fun factor, it's it's higher than it should be, but it's objectively a bad movie at the same time. So I'm gonna have to give it 5.5 out of 10. I know All it's right. bad, but I enjoy it. 
Um, actually, I forgot to bring up another part that made me laugh was the scene where the fucking the fat singer she's in the room and she's talking to I think the Baron or whatever she's talking to somebody and <laughs> the Phantom's like down below talking through the vent or some shit and he's like talking shit about how fat she is and, <laughs> <laughs> and she's blaming it on the dude that she's in the room with oh, he's like yeah, I didn't yeah. say any of that what are you talking yeah. about and it's like the dumbest <laughs> I'm like that's like low hanging fruit shit too dude totally man he's just fucking with this fat chick I'm like oh my god it's so funny <laughs> okay um is it my go Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know what, man? It's like unintentional, fa- but <sighs> there's certain parts in this movie that I find entertaining. For the most part, I'm just I'm dying inside, man. I I don't really find it overly that entertaining. I find it decent in, in parts. Like I can laugh it off, but at the end of the day, I'm forgetting about it, man. I'm coming in at a four. Hmm. Um, I don't know what to rate it, honestly. You should give it uh, a two, so it makes the hall of pain. No, it's not making the hall of pain. I don't. You, you're okay. You're telling me I should give it a lower rating than what you did, and I like it more. What kind of sense does that make? I'm trying That's to like, be Derek. This, listen, as you guys can tell, I'm sure Moods will put it in the edit. I uh, sound different because I had to go ten minutes down the road. I get a text when I get here. I was gone for ten minutes. It's like I'm going to lay down. Let me know when you guys are ready. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is this kid wrong with this kid? <laughs> Go lay down for ten minutes. He's acting like it's like six nap? in the morning, and he's been up for twenty four hours. <laughs> I've been up for twenty four. Yeah, and you're not complaining. That's awesome. Yeah, this is, I, I don't have to do this all the time, though. Yeah. yeah well, we just true. switched to this Friday night recording because <laughs> let's face it, we don't have much other t- blocks of time to do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, um, uh, I don't know. So. Uh, I think that it's not good, <laughs> but I don't think that it's overly bad either. Um, I think that it's entertaining, which is a key factor, but I don't rate based on entertaining that much. So I'm going to say 5.5 as well. Uh, I was almost at a 6, but I can't do it because it, it just it, – maybe if uh, he would have been a disfigured rat monster man, I could have went to a 6, but – um i just can't so yeah it's it's basic as fuck but very very bizarre actually probably argento's weirdest movie well i mean if you look at the timeline in argento's filmography too this movie sticks out for a couple different reasons obviously the you know production value is a lot more down than his other films and stuff but this one doesn't have any mystery to it it's like the first film that really doesn't have any type of like mystery mystery i guess stental syndrome doesn't really no stental does yeah i guess i guess it does have more yeah but like this movie doesn't mystery yeah i guess so right but this one doesn't have like any mystery to it right it doesn't have that argento kind of you know staple thing that he does in most of his films at all i mean even the rat killing machine is the weirdest thing that he's ever done but it's It's fucking weird but that's another reason why i find this movie kind of kind of blah because Argento usually would kind of put his natural flair onto it and stuff and, and create something, you know, something a little bit more mysterious with the Phantom, you know, taking this idea that he was raised by rats and stuff and maybe creating him as like half rat kind of thing and stuff. And who knows, making it a little more tragic like that and stuff, but he doesn't. And he doesn't try to conceal who the Phantom is at all, obviously, by not having a mask, but they show him right away. You just, yeah. it's like crazy, man. It's like, it's like the weirdest thing. It's like Argento's like, well, I'm going to do this. I don't really give a fuck too much on this. 
So mm-hmm. we're, we're going to make some funny-ass parts in it, and I'm sure that's not what his mentality was. Of course, Argento has no sense of humor. But, Interesting uh, note. Oh, sorry, Boots. No, go ahead. Um, I always keep doing that. I time it wrong. Sorry about that. But interesting note is uh, on the commentary for the card player, um, Alan Jones said that the Fan of the Opera was, I think, the first movie that uh, Dario had ever seen. So the original. So that's why he probably wanted to make this one. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, I, I just feel like he already made his Phantom of the Opera kind yeah. of yeah. in opera. but Which is like a million leaps and bounds above <laughs> it this is. movie. It is. Just in all technical aspects and even narrative so much yeah. better did anybody else listen to the commentary for the card player oh well, I, considering we're only to the second movie what's that considering we aren't there yet what do you mean Consider- like talking about the card player we're not even because he card just because dave just brought it up but he it brought was... the commentary up i asked if anybody else listened to it no no i didn't get a chance to today i was i was gone all day until i got home like four I listened to it. Did you? Cool. Mm-hmm. Murders like these are not accidental. They're premeditated. He likes to hurt. He likes to hurt human beings. His is not an illness you can cure. fingerprints and nothing to do with DNA on. How are you going to catch him? Moving along here into 2001, so three years after Phantom of the Opera, he returns to something that he's a little bit more familiar with, with a film called Sleepless. Yes, starring Max von Sydow. Oh yeah, he's a legend. Classic. Yep, I love that. I just he's just got a good look to him too. Motherfucker's still alive too. Yeah. He's like 95 or something. Yeah. Jesus. He's definitely yep. getting up there, man. Holy shit, man. Competing with uh, Kirk Douglas, man. Oh, Kirk yeah, Douglas Kirk is, Douglas. What, 103 right now or something? Fuck. I Kirk think he's Douglas 100. is a mummy, though. He's a mummy. It's insane. Like I, He's like a mortal yeah. or something. It's the weirdest thing. Um, okay, so synopsis on Sleepless. An elderly and retired police detective and a young amateur sleuth. Really? They use the word sleuth? Team up to find a serial killer whom has resumed a killing spree in Turin, Italy, after 17 years of hiatus. So, yeah. I love this movie. You know, it kind of, it, it, it feels very argento compared to all these other ones that we've watched this year and last year a little bit. It just you know what's feel, crazy about this one? This one just, just returns to, this is argento. Yeah. It feels, it doesn't feel 2001. Even. I agree. Yeah. It feels like just like like a giallo from his past. Not, not some as of the dubbing. Good. It's the way it's the it's the cinematography and the way it looks. It's the film stock used on these things too. But you got to remember, this movie also takes place in like what eighty three, yeah, I think or something like that. So, 
Oh, even the blood, even the blood colors, even the blood colors, the same. No, the first first no, part no, takes no, place no. in eighty three, and the, the first second part is yeah. The modern. backstory takes place in eighty three, yeah. but like it's it just kind of it's funny because the whole thing just kind of has that feel to it. It's weird. It does seem like it's older. Yeah, it takes place seventeen years after eighty three. Yeah, it, it just seems like you could like it's the same. It's the everything is the same from that era of Giallos. Like you couldn't tell that this is like story wise and like just um, the way that the film is uh the story progresses and stuff yeah certain things like he lost a little bit of touches but i'm just saying in terms of like if you took his skill away from it and just was like this is a giallo film it's it's one of the most giallo giallo films in modern time Mm -hmm. you know i mean like it's the most classic throwback giallo i've ever seen in two that in the post 2000s but yeah. I haven't seen a lot of newer giallos anyway. But uh, not even that. I think it's like it's super technical, technically impressive, especially at the beginning. That that shot shooting in the train, like that's some impressive awesome. shit. Like that's some yeah technically impressive shit that they were able to shoot that tight of quarters like that and shoot that. I would assume it's a steady cam. Shoot that kind of shit. That's super impressive. Mm-hmm. That looks great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the floor effects are really good too and the murders are very brutal like cringe were like old school like the fingers and mm-hmm. i felt bad for the victims even though you can tell civil stuff sometimes are like you know dolls but they still look really good and they're like wow. brutal and the, the, yeah the fingers really got really got me and yeah, the gross. damn flute death yeah they show a couple times that one's brutal man holy shit i I think the one that's mean-spirited is the one where he the killer fucking smashes the chick's face on the wall oh (laughs) yeah fall out yeah like broken in it's brutal man yeah Yeah. i mean most of the effects are are really good like the kills are brutal it kind of returns to old you know just hardcore gento the whole the whole movie just feels like that you know, cinematography wise, just even the pacing of it. Actually, this movie is very reminiscent of Cat and Nine Tales for some yeah. odd reason. It just totally reminds me of that movie, even in narrative, too, because this one actually deals with like this animal killer, like Animal Farm and shit mm-hmm. like that. It's yeah. it has like all these kind of similarities to that, but it definitely goes back to the classic Argento techniques, the way he films things. Even like the story. T- Honestly, I think that is the biggest fault in this movie is the actual storytelling and the mystery of you know who the killer is and stuff like that i think it's a little bit flawed um yeah it's definitely wonky as fuck it doesn't honestly it doesn't even make a lot of sense when you really kind of put it into perspective but you know what's funny i was thinking about it earlier today yeah when i was driving and i was like i was like the way that it's shot once the reveal happens and like the like you're like how would he have not known it was you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. Because you're seeing an image of him when he's a kid mm. and yeah. like like seeing this murder. And I'm like, how would he have not saw the murder? Because he was like stuck under the stairs yeah. with all that rubble. Which is the same thing that happens in the wax mask. Exactly. But, but at I'm the same just, time, he it sees just, the... it's shot. It's not like sh- it. Like, it's. <laughs> but he's but it's he just... still sees the murder, right? I mean, yeah, he's seeing the murder, though. Right. Yeah. He might be stuck, but they shoot it in a way where they're like not showing you like his exact point of view. It's weird. Well, it, the way but, they're shooting it is that it's happening 
this, you know, the flute murder is happening kind of behind something, right? He's he's over here, and then there's something in his way, but we're seeing the perspective of kind of the side view. You know what I'm saying? So we're seeing it a little bit different than he is. I think that's the way it's supposed to be presented. But Yeah, but I'm saying, like, what? how did he get there? I don't know. He was I don't just know. trapped. <laughs> he might have been hiding when he heard something, right? Yeah, it's just like they, they just leave that aspect of the story completely out. But that's where they have to throw in the whole angle of, you know, the dwarf killer, right? Yeah. Because he sees somebody doing this and he knows that person's short. So yeah. that can only mean one thing. And then they that's where the narrative is kind of fucked up in this movie a little bit. Um, I don't know. I think there's a little bit miscues with, with all that type of stuff, but I don't know, man. I don't want to really get into spoilers. It's kind of hard to talk about GLs. We all always understand that, that saying too much is a little bit too much. I do love the opening to this movie though, even though it doesn't make the most sense. Yeah. How do you get on the train? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, and that and that's kind of the other thing too. So you know, my understanding is you know there is a hiatus, which you know that's even contradicted a little bit in the end uh, reveal and stuff like that too. Which it doesn't really matter. I mean, he could have been doing shit for 17 years. We don't even need to know about that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But so it is 17 years later. He's basically got a, a hooker in this room. She comes across some shit, freaks out, realizes that this person may have been killing people before. With a very but, bad but pair of fake Here's the funny. But she takes the shit and, and takes off. But this guy just decides, well, obviously he's got to go after her and do something about her because he obviously doesn't want to get exposed because she's got the evidence that, you know, who the killer is and stuff like that. But what is, see, this this is where the narrative is kind of interesting because he disposes of her and a witness and maybe another witness and stuff like that. But yeah. why does he keep going? Because nobody else really, he could just stop. And everybody would have killer. Yeah, I know, but he, every he but wanted every, to finish the poem. Mm-hmm. He had to finish it. I know, but that's yeah. I, I I get that, but at the same time, it's like you know. Uh, well, I mean, there are serial killers who stop for years and come back. Um, the Grim Sleep was one who stopped for like yeah, twenty well, years, and then but just, this guy didn't even stop ever. No, he was somewhere else. But it's yeah. weird. Did he go and complete the? Uh, we said he. Sorry, but oh well. He did he go complete the poem and some uh, when he was on there and do it multiple what, times that's, that's over and sa- over again. That's yeah, what I'm saying because like, I figured dude, he just he got to complete the cycle over and over again. That's what I thought that he had completed it, and then he just oh, so he was forced into murdering again, and then he just decided he's going to do it again. No, I think he does. That's just what he does. He does it. Whatever he's at. I think the cycle was halfway completed and then he left and didn't want to complete the cycle until his friend was back. I think he has to have all these different elements into it because he's crazy. So that's what I think because he was halfway through and then he comes back and finishes it. That's how they figure it out. So then it's just coincidental that this girl steals his shit and then he's forced to kill her. Yeah, that I think that's coincidental. Right, that's what I'm saying. Because he might have planned on killing her or something. If you think about the whole narrative. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing too. He may have been planning. I mean they even talk about that, how that particular murder there was i don't think he left a thing or but something we can't really judge the movie based on what ifs like if he was going to kill her here and stuff the fact of the matter is she took his stuff and he was forced to kill her you know so he doesn't get exposed kind of thing so i mean yeah. if all these pieces have to fall into place if you look at the whole narrative as like crunched down it's like it's a little bit jumbled well right? well that that part they mention that they say that like okay this murder is weird because he it wasn't planned out well yeah so this was yeah. like a so yeah, he probably wasn't gonna kill her. He probably just wanted to have sex. The other, uh, 
I want to see that girl's titties who played the harp so bad. You only see her ass. You get to see the top of her. Man, that's the other thing about Argento sometimes. He's like, <laughs> that scene where she's in her underwear. And he's yeah. got the camera right on her ass. She turns around and it's like right yeah. on her pussy. And you can yeah. see her huge muff coming out the top of her underwear. I'm like, really? Like, that's what we're looking at right now? <laughs> it's like it's so fucking sleazy, but, man. But to go back to the beginning, though, it's funny because, like, She's just like, here's this dude like murmuring like I've killed a lot of people in his sleep, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, oh shit, he must be a killer or something. Then she knocks over a thing and there's all these knives in it, and it's like confirmation yeah. right there. <laughs> like it's super convenient too, right? It's like, oh shit, here's his weapons of choice. <laughs> yeah, I better she get the fuck out. Doesn't even of seem to use ever. Yeah, it nope. just happens to have, and that's the other thing too. So I mean, that's the argument is like maybe he was planning to kill her there because he has the weapons. Right? Yeah, but uh, he. why would he go to sleep? I think he probably was just like, that was literally, he just wanted to see a prostitute. Yeah. For the bad um, boob job. Yeah. It was just one it, thing I, led to another and he, I mean, he was I forced into it. I bad boob job. He, I just think that was the style of boob jobs back then. Yeah. Ooh, I gotcha. yeah. I know that does look a little bit horrendous. Oof. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of nice out. shout outs to uh, a lot of the older stuff in here. Like... <laughs> The killer's childlike. That's been kind of a thing that Argento would do. And then I love that the dwarf killer or the dwarf writes giallos. His, he writes the yellow, like giallo books. That's yeah. what he has. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, a big yeah. stack of them. That was so fucking cool. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I just like the characters. I think I like the, the relationship between the kid and the old man. I just, I, I just, I just like them. I like spending time with them and their relationship together and, my Kinda biggest su- sucks what happens, but <laughs> my, my biggest complaint with the whole film is it, it actually is way too long. And I know I'm, I know that's like a common complaint when it's like a film that's like two hours. But I literally checked the time at one point, thinking that it was like okay, probably like forty minutes left, and it was like still had an hour and five minutes, and I was just like, holy shit. I didn't think so. I thought it really at a good pace, dude. I thought I feel like there's a huge section of this film that's just super well. Actually, actually, you know what? I agree, JP. Because once the uh, once Moretti and the kid that's grown up now, who I don't think we've even mentioned, but this team that gets together is the ex detective that was on the original um, midget killer or dwarf killer. <laughs> it's called midget. Yeah, um, like when they go visit. Yeah, look the at house you now. Look at you. That's like me when I drop the N bomb. You're dropping the M bomb now, bro. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. It's no, not, it's not as offensive. Midgets as the and dwarfs are different. Yeah. So the dwarf killer. So yeah, Samaretti was the he was the detective. He's retired now and stuff. Anyways, he gets called back to the case because he knows things about it that they can use him. And and the kid that witnessed his mother getting killed. Yeah, he, he, pro- he said he promised him that he was going to find the killer one day. Yeah. So you know, there's obviously he's killing. So they team up to to do this stuff and. That's when this movie does slow down a little bit. The mm-hmm. killings get a little bit no, far in between. The beginning and stuff. of this movie is so awesome, yeah. all the way up into like the first couple kills and stuff, and then it just comes to a screeching halt. And it it's does. just like there's this huge section of investigation. I mean, that's how those movies all are, though. They really yeah, are. It's, it's, it's got the same pacing. Yeah, but of- so, like I like the ones that are like that, but ninety minutes. <laughs> well, not, not very many of them are but it does it's very reminiscent to cat on tail it's just the way it's kind of structured too it's just like almost identical so but i didn't really find it was like overly i mean maybe a tad bit long but it does slow down at that point i don't think it's snail paced or anything i mean you kind of have to build this relationship between them and start introducing you know the secondary characters in the movie too right there becomes that point where you got to start building the the actual mystery of what the hell's going on here so yeah, maybe it takes a little bit long, but I think it's 
necessity, right? You got to do that. Yeah. So, how'd you guys feel about that whole old versus young thing going on with the detectives? Because we have like Max von Sydow, he hates technology, and then the other guy's doing with the cell phones. And there's definitely an old versus young way kind of going on here. And he like comes in with his memory and everything like that, trying to remember and use the old ways to solve is the that, crime. Is that uh, wow. is that Argento commenting on how films are? How jealous are done? Uh, well, that's that's Argento's mentality right there. He doesn't like technology either. So you know, well, he, when he uses it, he usually fails. Like all <laughs> yeah. this and Stenhol syndrome, like new technology, like the yeah, CGI dude, the scene CGI in Stenhol is terrible. Yeah. Yes. It's so bad. Yeah, Moretti is is Argento in this film for sure. It's like fuck yeah. the cell phones and shit. He's like, I've had this thing for five years. First call I've got, it, and it's actually not even for him. <laughs> it's, it's like he's remembering how to make a giallo while Max von Sydow is remembering how to solve a case and remembering the details of the case. Yeah, there there is one kind of weird thing in this though, because when Moretti he remembers from back in the day, um, someone telling him that uh, no, he was he he was actually told by the killer himself that or the dwarf killer that um, you know his manuscript for his latest novel was stolen, <clears throat> right? It was stolen, yeah. and then it was basically mimicked, and it was you know so it's kind of alluding to the fact it's like a huge setup it's like well you wrote this thing so you must be doing the killings and stuff it's just easy to say it was stolen by somebody and blame it on someone yeah. else kind of thing right but it's it, it the way it's presented in the film is a little bit awkward because it, it seems like you know that would have been a huge factor in the investigation in the, in the original investigation right because if the if the you know to be killer is claiming that someone stole his shit and, you know, you're still kind of trying to put it on him and stuff. When you investigate that a little bit harder, you know, and it's something that he actually forgot and had to remember and stuff. I just didn't I just didn't believe that at all. I mean, if you're a detective and someone's claiming this, you need to investigate that hardcore because it does seem very viable that that would actually happen. Right. I mean, if you're a well, killer, I have an attendant, right? Exactly. Well, that's my point. Right. It's like you steal yeah. someone's shit who wrote it. You go and do all these murders. I mean, this guy looks guilty as fuck, man. He wrote this shit, right? It makes complete sense to yeah. to investigate Brandon. that. So it's a little bit of a miscue right there, I think, though, because I'm just like, I don't really believe that. It would have been investigated hardcore, but hey. You know what else is a uh, like sort of weird plot point? Mm-hmm. Is um, it's during the reveal, and you hear the main character say, like, I remember hearing this noise. Yeah, I almost brought that up, too. And it's like, I'm like, yeah, when yeah. did he hear this noise? I don't remember hearing this noise Who at says all. this? Who says this? The kid. The, the dude. The, it's lead. the inhaler thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, see, exactly, I was right? trying not to spoil it. but That's right. That thing, yeah. And, and when they actually bring that up earlier in the bar, it's really shoehorned in. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> some fucking exposition for you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the same thing with the beers. Yeah, that yeah. was... That's kind of <laughs> stupid. Because you knew a... right away what was going on. Yeah, for sure, right? But there's some nice twists that add characters that you don't think are involved that end up being involved that I didn't see coming at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I do enjoy that the bum is named Leone, which is a shout-out to Sergio Leone, where Dario got his like writing start with Once Upon a Time in the West. Dude, so that's kind of nice. I have to say, man, the whole thing with the bum and like the fucking... <laughs> I don't even want to tell the same puppet, but like just just the explanation behind this, because once it kind of gets revealed, you're like, really? Like this did what? Like what the fuck's going on here? And then when we get a reveal, there's an explanation for it. I was like, that's, that's it. But I guess he was just cause he's a bum and he's drunk and he's just willing to 
whatever. He didn't know. <laughs> he just didn't know. I'm like, dude, you have to realize yeah. what you're doing here, <laughs> right? And what's Gives going him a on? Box to wine, and he's like, <laughs> I'm like, it's that fucking easy to convince people. I'm like, fucking okay. Burt Young stunt double over there. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> fucking hilarious, man. Uh, but I will say though, man, I fucking love the score in this movie. I love the music. It's so good. It's Goblin, right? Yeah. Yep. Simonetti. Yeah, Simonetti. I think they was. I think it's actually credited as Goblin. But yeah, just the main theme in this. This one got me flagged a shitload of times in my videos because I use this mm. score a lot. Um, but yeah, I love the music. It's really great. But it. Th- but that's the other part of it, right? That just everything about this movie just feels like older Argento, and it's crazy to think that Fan of the Opera came out three years before and feels like this totally different director apparently phantom of the opera had like way more of a budget too according to mm. the internet but it's like everything the look and style and everything just seems like it's back to argento it seems like his doppelganger did fucking you know phantom of the opera so it, it was like he was starting to slip with phantom and then somehow he was like fought out of it and came back with sleepless just to kind of start slipping again well do you think that, <laughs> do you think that he had like a seizure during that movie and then came out of it <laughs> Three years later, did Sleepless and then had another seizure when he did the card player. It's like somebody hits him in the head and he makes Phantom of the Opera. Somebody hits him again and he makes Sleepless. Somebody hits him and he's like, oh, fuck. You're fucking video poker. That's popular right now. Let's do that shit. <laughs> well, well, you know what? Um, I was looking around and reading reviews that came out at the time uh, for this film. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of them were like a lot of the negative ones were talking about how like this is a tired genre and like Argento is just doing this pulling this like people were down on the fact that it was similar to his old films when in hindsight it's cool but at the time people were like annoyed that he was like going he wasn't evolving so i think that maybe that's where the video fucking poker comes from <laughs> is like all the all the you know argeno stuck in his ways type thing and he used to be a critic so i bet he does read critics right wasn't argento a critic yeah, I know yeah. a lot of that's that's yeah. how we got well, started i mean he uh he uh i mean he's definitely a point to talk about critics uh, when he was talking about opera or Tenebrae. Uh, yeah. an opera. Yeah. Tenebrae. Good one. Um, but the whole, the, the whole needles under the eye thing was, was uh, a reference to critics. Like, you know, like Ebert's open your eyes, open stuff. your eyes. Like, well, yeah. Like the, it was a metaphor. The, he, he wished he could just hold their eyes open or whatever. I forget what the story was, but it was something like that. Well, but it was about it's that whole thing about watching movies with your eyes closed, kind of thing, right? Like, here, I'll make you fucking watch my shit. Yeah, so, but um, so I wonder if you know this was if we might have got a different path of Argento films after this film had the reviews not been that sort of tone. You know, like the same, oh, same old Argento, like this is uh, irrelevant now, well, stuff like that. it's an interesting theory because I I think so, maybe, I, yeah, maybe the critics got to him here and, and he just felt like, because he never seemed to really do shit of the norm, you know, but then I feel like with the card player, which comes three years later in 2004, it was, 
he was dealing with something that was just becoming hugely popular. And maybe he just felt like he needed to speak to more people. Maybe this would be a better sell, an easier sell than, you know, doing these tired ass giallos that he was like the only one in the world doing in 2001 kind of thing, right? Because <laughs> really, I yeah. mean, how many giallos were coming out then? None. And maybe he just, yeah, I bet you maybe the critics got to him a little bit and he's like, I got to popularize my shit a little bit. I, I, that's the only way I can see it too. I think, I think you're right, man. So, but it's like he tried to strike magic with this one because after he made Inferno, which was not, it was not well received. He no. went and said, "I'm going back to my fucking roots, Tenebrae," and I can't imagine that Phantom was very well received over <laughs> in the United States. So he's probably like, "Fuck you, I'll go back to my roots and make Sleepless," and it didn't have the same maybe impact as Tenebrae. I'm not sure. Yeah. But. Yeah. So, got anything else on this one? That's the oh. thing, man. You just you can't please everybody. You know, I I feel like, you know, as an artist, you need to just do your shit for yourself. Just do your shit. And people like it. They like it. If they don't, they don't, you know, just do the best of what you can. I feel like the card players will get to that. I feel like it is a product of trying to do something that's a little bit out of his realm, you know, using old narratives and stuff, but, but just using modern technology. But then again, you never know. I mean, it could be just. No, Argento hates technology. Like, it's, it's very shocking. To see him doing something that was technically popular. I mean, that was right at the time where video poker was becoming a thing. But then, like, live poker and shit became fucking huge. Like, a year after, it was crazy. He does try to keep his finger on the pulse on that kind of stuff. Like, with Cat O'Ninetales, with the scientific, like, genetic code shit. That Mm -hmm. was, like, in the news. Even though it turned out to be complete and utter bullshit science, Mm -hmm. he still was putting that in his movie. Because it was a popular theory at the time. So, with the card player, he tried to put that in there. It's just, it's... You know, doesn't work for sure. Yep, hands down. Right, I believe Dave's up first. Okay, on Sleepless, I think it's a really well-made movie. I do like the fact that he managed to kill two animals out of the three original animal trilogies um, with doing a cat and many birds, but a swan I would say is kind of the bird with crystal plumage. Max von Sydow is probably the best part of the movie, and I'm going to come in at a seven out of ten. Hmm boots oh yeah um pretty much 100 agree man uh sad i was he was sad side out Sado. he was amazing in this film he's just such a good presence man I, I always liked his presence in film soundtrack's awesome i like to see you know these type of argento films i think the narrative is a little bit goofy at times and things are just kind of questionable but you know i mean that's the same argument that you can use for a lot of giallos you know most some, of the giallos and some of the older no ones and, yeah and some of them get a pass because of the time that they were made and stuff. I think people are a little bit harder on this one because of the time it came out. But then I applaud Argento for doing another Giallo in 2001 because, like I said, nobody was doing this shit again. So, you know, kudos to him for trying this and actually making a very pretty film and actually executing something pretty well. You know, having great gore effects and stuff. You know, not using the CG that was definitely available, more available than it was at the time he did the Stendhal Syndrome in, in 1996. Five years later, <laughs> we're getting a lot of CG type films. He said, fuck that shit. I'm going to do my own thing. And I think it's a decent film, you know. So, seven out of 10 for me, also. Um, me personally, uh, I really like this movie. It's. Um... It 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 does like dude the ending is like even how it like how it all plays out and how it's revealed it it's like very fucking weird <laughs> I'm just like oh okay I guess <laughs> um, but uh, yeah I love that kills in this one and there's also I, a convenient really love, factor there too in the end 
Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, like I said, I, I've I but rarely see giallos that doesn't have convenience. In but them. that one is kind of like he just. Yeah, I won't give it away, but it's- um, I like the. I really love the first like forty minutes of this movie. Um, it does like bog down a little bit for me, but I'm actually surprised because I, I wrote down a rating higher than both of you guys. I gave it a seven point five. Wow. I'm at an eight. Whoa! Really? Wow. Yep. Do you want? Do you, do you care to explain? <laughs> I'm just joking, man. I just liked it. I had a good time with it. I liked the characters. I think the kills are good. The gore is good. It feels like an old school Argento movie. That's what I like. So yeah, I give it an eight. Definitely been seeing some interesting, you know, scenes on trains these days. I mean, just recently with Joker and stuff. Yeah, on train and shit, but. Yeah, okay. So that is uh, Sleepless. Hey, Sarah has a bet. If we do poker game, Wait, if we huh? don't play, he'll kill her. If we lose, he'll kill her. Here it is. You can win to us. The boy is a phenomenal. Oh, I'm hot. I lost. Him down at least. No, he's using a multi proxy and he's changing routing continuously. He's got her! He wants to play! It's encrypted. A code, sir. That girl could still be alive right now and you didn't even give her a chance. If you play, it'll give us more time to track him. Moving along to 2004. Uh, with the film that we've mentioned how many times now called The Card Player. Wait, wait, wait. I think you meant to say CSI Rome. I think that's the right title. For <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I seen that. Somebody else. No, somebody said that in a review. Did you steal that? No. No, he says it under his, but no, I didn't. Come on. I saw that in a, like, I think on Letterboxd. CSI Rome. That's pretty funny either way, but. Um, I feel like you stole that. You should give credit. Nope. Oh, he definitely stole it. You can tell by how he's acting. <laughs> yeah, it's going, it's going back like there for yeah, yeah, for sure. Jeremy says one thing funny. It turned out to be stolen. Yep. <laughs> I said some things funny the last time I was on. Did you? I mean, for shizzle my nizzle, for dizzle my bizzle. You know, that was funny. I don't even know what that the was... hell you're saying there, man. For uh, shizzle my nizzle. Oh yeah, I had to correct you on that, but okay. Card player, two thousand four. Synopsis. A Rome policewoman teens up with a British Interpol agent to find a crafty serial killer who plays a taunting game of cat and mouse when the police by, with the police by abducting and killing young woman and showing it over an internet webcam. All right. That's pretty much what it Let is, man. Fucking um, techno thrillers always look dated. They never age well. No. It's a stupid fucking genre. Especially when you have webcam, what is it, 2.5? Or I hate those things when they put the 2.5. Here's, the Here's the thing about uh, technology, especially like computer-based stuff, right? Um, the things that I hate most is when they don't understand the technology that they're using. <laughs> they, they, they do stuff that just wouldn't be possible or like, doesn't work like that but i don't think they really did it that much in this one um it was 
basic video poker. You know, it didn't seem like something that couldn't exist at the time. What were they um, do? It was 2004. Well, it did. It, it existed for sure. It did. Yeah, I'm saying like I, I to me, I don't mind dated technology if it's used appropriately to how it existed at the time. It was the just thing the thing is that it was just I the game. Hate. It was just the game that was I, dated itself because nobody's playing fucking five card stud ever. If you're playing fucking online poker, you're playing fucking hold'em. So I don't. I, that was weird. Good. Oh, I, I don't mind the technology dated in movies like the thing. That doesn't even – it's just not – the, the computers don't even work like that. Not yeah. even that. I mean when uh, Wolford Brimley's like, this thing was going to – he couldn't figure that out with the fucking computer. But I don't care because it's only one small scene. This whole movie is based on fucking technology of the time and it's so dated and it's like – it's one of those movies that's like, hey, aren't we hip and cool? And it's just so – it's never – it's not good. It's no, like I, making I, I culture jokes. It's, it's not, not going to last. It's not, man. When they're trying to figure out, they're trying to get a fucking tap on this guy and they're like, well, you must have this firewall and he can do this. I'm like, why is this program working like this? Well, because it's interactive and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, they're just using all the standard terms that you would hear from fucking exactly. the, geek squad, the geek squad tell you this shit, man. It's like – Really? Yeah, but they're not they're not wrong with what they're talking about. That's the thing that doesn't bother well, me about it. You, you know what's I, I think that, or, I, think ahead, that sorry. I don't know. Like I, I I didn't hate the technology use in this film. I, I thought it was you know, I, I it, it's always gonna come off dated no matter what. It's it's one of the worst choices for a narrative usually because ten years later it's gonna look like ass. But um I, I didn't, it didn't bother me as much as I thought it would, and I actually thought it was kind of intriguing. Uh, my biggest issues are actually just the, not the story of like, oh, I'm gonna play cards and you have to, like that's that's actually kind of thrilling. Like I, I like that. It's like the the person's life on the line for this card game. Wow. I just think that the, the reveal is like like, and the the final <laughs> the final like scene in this movie is so fucking laughably dumb looking it just doesn't have any <laughs> well i got a major problem with that any, last scene it doesn't not, have any sense i mean it makes sense but it doesn't really like build like oh this is the reveal it's not that like oh wow i'm surprised or anything like that it's just like this is stupid i was surprised because i was like what 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 <laughs> Was where was this person at? Yeah. It would have been a lot cooler when the reveal happened if it, if there was kind of a story leading up to why he was actually doing this. Just you know, other than he was just a crazy motherfucker, worst Man, killer, wanted, worst he liked, motivation. Yeah. Any of yeah. Argento's movies? I'm pretty sure that he just like like likes women or something. <laughs> But doesn't like them because he, he just has a fucking thing out for like, I mean, I understand like using this narrative and stuff, but it, the way it's executed is pretty fucking bad. I mean, there's this like right at the beginning of the film, we're like, oh, you know, they make the they make the conscious decision of not playing the game. And then she fuck they she dies like right away. So then obviously they got to change their their approach here and play the fucking game. And they all suck. And everyone's huddled around like they're like they're playing Kino or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like there's only one crime in a whole fucking city. And now these yeah. cops yeah. have to do anything they, else. Just <laughs> the approach in this is ridiculous. And then, of course, they, you know, they realize that they all fucking suck. They lose again and someone dies and shit. So so they but, go. But, OK, here's the thing. No, this they is where it gets suck. stupid. It's just this is one of the more luck based poker yeah. like 
it's not that like the you don't have an opportunity to read players or count but they don't cards see it. or anything. Yeah, but they it's do. Just, they get this Rayman guy. But this is where it leads to. And but that's not their mentality. Their mentality is that oh we're not good. We need to go find somebody. So they end up finding this this young kid that's winning that video poker at this you know at this club or whatever. And then they bring him in and all of a sudden just like working for the police and they're just trusting this guy with all these lives and shit. I'm like, this and, is fucking crazy. This would never it's I know you have to separate yourself, but that's ridiculous. It's that's just never what, going what to it, happen. I mean, I don't know. No. And how the game works doesn't make any sense. Like you can see because you know when you play like poker and you can exchange three cards, mm-hmm. you don't get to see the other fucking person's hand. That yeah. doesn't make any fucking sense. Why am I seeing their hand? Because if I know eight. I got Exactly. You know, exactly. Exactly. Until I, well, no, you we do. don't know no. if he could see the second yeah, person hurry. going. The person that goes last is already. He knows what. How he do needs you to know beat. what he's seeing on his screen though? Because you can see their hand. Because you can see their hand though. It's but shown. You can't until after you've went. I don't think because their, so, their, their, their hand. Their hand is face down until after you well, decide well, what your draw. Well, from what then we're seeing on the police side, up. it's not working like that. But yeah, uh, but I don't for know. the reveal at the end, it doesn't even fucking make sense. So it doesn't work anyways. No, because well, because because there... I noticed there was there was five of the same suits in one point. Like, <laughs> no, there wasn't. Yeah, like the lady no. had three and the guy had two of the same numbers. I'm telling you, go back and watch. No, I believe See, you. The, I believe that, you. Okay, well, are we talking? Are we talking about like, the very last scene? No, I'm talking about when they're playing cards. Oh, well, the last scene, actually, they fucked up in that, too. The winning hand actually wasn't the winning hand. But didn't the computer crash or something? Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, when the guy's claiming he's got a royal flush? Yeah, she has a she has a flush, too. She has a flush, too, but she had a fucking, she had a low straight flush. Yeah. Which is fine. A royal flush beats a straight flush. Yeah. I know, but they claimed in the movie that she won it. She won, yeah. Right, he you he can't ha- beat a royal flush. That's what I'm saying, well, dude. In the he movie, ha- they did. He has, unless you have, he has, unless you have another royal. He flush. has a fucking heart royal flush, which is the best possible hand you can have. She had an ace to no. five, which a uh, straight flush, which is the second best hand you can have, and she's the one that won. I can't yeah. believe they even had the nerve to do that. And who has a card game about cards and death and doesn't do aces and eight dead man's hand? Dude, you what? stole my fucking... I even have that written down. I was like, how the hell did they not have the dead man's hand? I agree, dude. <laughs> Fuck that. That was, that was originally the title of this movie. Yeah. What, but, dead but, man's hand or aces and eights? Dead man's hand. But going back to what you were saying, JP, about the screen, at the end, they're playing on the same computer screen. So they can see each other's fucking hands. I know, it's hands. dumb. So it's stupid, but they fucked up and she shouldn't have won But it doesn't, hands. look, here's like, the thing about seeing value. each other's hands, though. It's it doesn't really anyway. matter. Yeah. Oh, of course. It doesn't course. matter if okay. you can see each other's hands okay. because you're still going to have to get, you're still going to go for the best hand that you can well, get the, unless you're like, oh, I already won. I mean, honestly, dude, if you've ever played, I mean, if you're playing it like that and you see what they have, you might, you're going to probably play your hand a little bit differently and take different chances too, right? Yeah. But you can't raise and, and no, 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 and it's not about that. I'm talking house, about, I'm talking about, see, if you don't know what they have, you don't know what you need to beat. If you see what I know, you need to beat, you, you're going to play you your have, hand different. I agree. Right? Yes, obviously. But I'm saying like it, in that situation, it doesn't matter that much because they're both going for like whatever the highest that they can get is in that situation. Well, the thing is, though, she was forced to go for that because she went second. He got the royal flush and she's like, oh, he's got a royal flush. Now I have to fucking, you know, either tie that. Or yes, whatever. she got an advantage. But if well, not always. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, let's look at my hand. I have two of a pair. I have two pair and I see this dude's hand. 
and he has I have a natural two of a pair right off the bat. This dude has a fucking a full house. I'm gonna be like, fuck that, exchange three cards for me because I'm gonna try to beat this full house with exactly. higher cards. Yeah, but, but otherwise I just stay. If I knew I had two of a kind, I would exchange one it's, card. It's exactly right. It's exactly right, man. I, I mean we I we used to play cards all the time as a kid. That's man, you know what I mean? I played poker for Ever. I used to host fucking hold them tournaments here in my house. Yeah, the and shit. second the second person clearly has an advantage, but it never comes into play in the movie. No, but I'm, but we're just stating the facts. Like because the movie sucks. It well, does. Where's the fucking it, kills? It, it, it's that's also the the program though. There too, ain't right? any. That's, they're that's actually the card they, game. This is what I'm talking about, man. See, like this is what I was talking about with the with the seizure thing. You know, we found the opera to sleepless to this. He like went right back to like low production. The kills are fucking terrible. And they're I really, mean, the bodies are like Dude, nasty I love the autopsies. Well, the yeah, autopsies. They're nasty. The autopsies those are great. But those aren't and kills, they, though. Those are just after. You know, that's the yeah, corner is ridiculous. I'm okay, I'm okay with gross. The corner is the best part of the movie. You know me, oh, man. Tap dancing thing. That, that guy yeah. loves his job way too much, man. Danny He's DeVito. Like, super happy He calls about him it. dolls. He's like, don't <laughs> touch my dolls. It's like, I, what? You're fucking fired, bro. You know me, man. I can't fucking stand anything to do with eyes. And that scene where like they're digging in that corpse's eye with the fucking tweezers, I'm like, I can't handle it, man. There's there's some there's a really good shot in her apartment, um, where the camera like goes up above, like where the rafters would be, and like pans over like behind the couch and shit like that. Super underrated shot that is. I don't know if you guys remember that. I don't think so. I I do remember. Yeah. Once she sees in the reflection, and that's a pretty good scare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I didn't think it was like horrible, horrible. Ouch. I mean, it's I totally like watchable. It, it's not bad. I just think it's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, I don't, I don't have a beef with like the, I actually really like the video poker stuff. I just have a the, problem with the, the, the reasons the video like the poker stuff for myself was the most interesting part because i play poker for so many years i'm like this is cool like whatever i could see his hands and like see how things are developing and shit it's the story it's the narrative i don't like that's the, horrible in this the, movie the i don't like the draw the draw poker like i like the one where you have the you know the two cards and then the river and the yeah. hold them. that yeah, texas that, hold them hold them yeah yeah yeah. That's That's five stuff I started actually playing. playing Hold'em in 2004, the year that this came out, and uh, yeah, played in fucking hundreds of tournaments, man. But anyways, yeah, this, but this, I find uh, that to be the most interesting thing about this is just watching the cards and the way they're going to play. And Dave, that's so funny you bring up the, the dead man's hand. I was like, fucking, how could they not utilize that? Like, it makes, I told Dustin an apple cart to use aces and eights. Yeah, nice, nice. It just makes so much sense to do that, right? But it's then, almost like they don't know cards at all. Well, considering oh, the hand that won in the a, end, didn't he wasn't even thing. the winning hand. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> here's another <laughs> thing about the commentary that they mentioned multiple times. First, this was a sequel to Stenhall Syndrome originally, which yep. is really odd. Um, but then also that there was many rewrites and the killer was changed multiple times. Three different killers. And it feels like it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like the the bomb, the, like the bomb was originally going to be the killer at one point. Yep. Well, the reveal is like so ridiculous in this. Terrible. It's absolutely horrible. How does it work? Like if they're playing and pre-recorded, it's like oh they yeah. lost, which makes no sense. Yeah, but how would it be? It's not interactive. I guess it's all rigged automatically. Yeah, well, but that, but that's it. where that's where it's all faulty. 
exactly because they're saying that that first those murders were um pre-recorded but if it's interactive which they claimed and they they stuck with that because the the, the techie saying is the the uh the card games rigged too then well, it has yeah, to but be. then he always says he plays say fair, he but it's horseshit. Yeah, he was saying that, but even the text said, because they, they're the ones analyzing the game, they're like, no, this is interactive. You know, it has to be being played. So if that's the case, then they fucked up again. Because... And how the... F- it just how doesn't- the fuck do they... Sorry. No, go ahead, man. I was going to say, how the fuck do they not know that they're in Rome? They're like, we can't find where he is. No shit, he's in Rome, dude. That's where all the people are getting kidnapped from, you dumb fucks. <laughs> Dude, 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 I fucking thought the exact same thing because the first time where they were like, no, I think it was the second or after, you know, it was the uh, sergeant's daughter gets kidnapped and they're like still trying to figure this shit out. I'm like, this makes no fucking sense to me. Yeah. Like, does he have someone he's across the world? He's got someone working over here in Rome kidnapping people because she was in Florida, wasn't she? And then she ended up back in Rome and all the other people were from Rome. That's not that's slop shit. That's sloppy. Yeah, it is. Sloppy. There's, there's no, it, definitely some shit going on there. This movie is more sloppy than I realized. Well, what about actually. the what about the scene where I mean, I felt like this was kind of tossed in there too, like all awkward and shit too, with the that hot chick that Romo Romy Romo meets, whatever, and she kind of tries to set him up and shit. She ends up getting yeah. shot and killed, but she was actually fucking sexy, man. The chick was pretty. Yeah, sexy. like titties. Yeah, she was like fucking hot, man. Like man. Kind of, kind of a shame that she movie. died off, but man, but what's with all that shit? Like all of a sudden he's getting set up and stuff, and I'm like, okay, where's this lead? And she dies, and yeah, like, well, the end because of it. he knew, but th- that tells you that okay, well, clearly they know that the the killer has to be somebody on the inside, because how would he know this kid's working yeah. for the cops? <laughs> all the characters were cops, so it has to be a cop, and for, like they're all sure. huddled. But nobody the else computer. is like nobody yeah. else is like, wait a minute. How would they know to kill the kid? <laughs> See, it just makes the characters so stupid in this movie. Ridiculous, man. <sighs> I hated I hated her fucking exposition with her father. Like, my dad was a gambler. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about any of this. Cut this out. Dave, we're on the same page. I have that written down, too. I was like, what the fuck? Of course she has a father that was a degenerate gambler, and she gets involved <laughs> in this case. I'm like, now we're supposed to feel, like, what are we feeling here? It's funny, because they, right? like, in the commentary, yeah, the guy who was doing it, like, talks about how um when she picks up her father's book that's like her accepting that you know that her father was a gambler and that she's like okay to deal with it now when she opens the book and i'm just like ah. just like a fart sound but right nobody there. but nobody gives a shit at, the, at that that doesn't even matter to the movie whatsoever like, uh, i mean that's the, it is one of those things where it's like oh that would totally May, that would totally be something done in a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's it, the dubbing and acting is so bad in this no, one. It's the worst. Bad. It the is, man. Bad. Especially around the computer, they're like, shit, oh, fuck, he's a monster with those cops. I was like, get out of here, dude. That's so bad, those cops complaining about the girl, like, the monster, the bastard. I wonder who came up with the idea for the, the fucking chicken poker on the train tracks. Like dude, the Wiley oh, Coyote? you know what it was? Know. You know what it was? Fuck. The ending was supposed to be, and this is even more fucking dumb if you ask me, <laughs> that the killer and the girl were in the car, and the final game was there's a bunch of cars coming at them, yeah. and she had to guess which one they were going to hit into. And I'm like, how the fuck would that have worked? <laughs> I, and she also had, like, car. She got car sickness and shit. Yeah, they said there's stuff in this movie that was, like, st- st- that was left in this movie. 
this movie might have the most bizarre last scene ever in a film. Oh, yeah. I hate that scene. So our fucking lead here, the female detective, you know, is every- it not? Does it not feel like a fucking um, like early two thousands TV that- show? Like fucking final moments. Yeah, but I'm looking at where it says right there. I found the review for that. It's on the Wikipedia page. It says CSI Roma. So you did steal it. So where the fuck does that shit come from? She gets a call and then finds out something. (laughs) It's the same ending as... I don't even want to say it, but you have a picture of it on this right here. It's the same ending. Oh my god. So fucking stupid. It's terrible. I don't even understand why it was in there. No, I, that's what I'm asking. I'm like, what the fuck was with that scene, man? Like, it's just... Can, can we just spoil that? Wait, what who, are we talking about? Who gives a fuck, right? Yeah, yeah just say yeah, it. Just can, say it. It's, it's, so it's the same ending as Necromantic 2. Yeah. She finds out she's pregnant for no reason. Oh, yeah. But, and like, oh. after she she defeats this dude, she's, like, gets a call, and they're like, yeah. And, and, and the way they tell her, like, hey, you're pregnant. I'm like, what the so, fuck? Congratulations. Like, who talks, yeah. who um, talks like I that? I think it was just to say, like, that, oh, now you can move on. And it, it really has no this is why This is why it's quintessential to have rewatches because I watched the card player. I watched the card player when Anchor Bay put out the DVD, I think, in 2004 because it was, like, a new release for them. And I, I remember not minding it, but I was, wasn't watching with a critical mind either. With a critical, critical eye. I'm gonna be honest. I still like it. This movie is bad. <laughs> it's it might, fucking it might, bad. It might dude. have some some plot issues, but I I dug the the uh, concept. Dude, I, I I swear, if this was not an Argento film, are you seeing it differently? Like, there's no. If this is Bruno Mattei's Ar- film, you're giving this movie two out of ten. Really? If this if this Bruno Mattei, I mean, it's shot decently it i, I look, is it though when you really I'm break it down here. and you actually really dissect the 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 logistics of the plot yeah it falls apart but on the surface you can i can you know it's 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 a technology horror film narrative wise hey. this thing's worse than fucking phantom i agree do you guys know who the dp was uh from irreversible yeah that's right. How did what? Why? It's like doesn't um, even. That is crazy. Really? Argento asked Gaspar No. Yeah. <laughs> you should have asked him who writes a good script. Who wrote this damn thing? Dario. He always writes probably he, with somebody else. You know what? The other crazy thing about this is Frank, Claudio uh, Simonetti, of course, from Goblin, does the music in this. Is like it's horrible. That is not a good moment for Simonetti at all. Like the ending soundtrack, but like in the car, it's fucking awful. I don't get it, dude. Like, man, most of his soundtrack or scores and shit are like really good. He was trying to do the te- technology shit. He said so, and that just doesn't work. It it totally didn't work. And I I've, I had to double check, and I'm like, does Simonetti do the music for this? Because you can kind of tell, you know, with certain with certain people, they have a style and stuff like that. And I was like shocked. It's crazy. Um, Did you? I like the lighting in the. There's there's some decent like soft lighting that looks different from what you normally. Dude, you are gonna pull a muscle right now, reaching man. I, honestly, dude, I don't have a huge. I mean, yeah, the, the lighting story is in what scene in like but, the computer scenes or what? Or... Yeah, like it, when in the offices and stuff, it's very different from what you normally see with Argento. 
Yeah, because it's it's not Argento. <laughs> I don't I don't like how this looks. No, either do I. It's just it, a product of its time. I hate how movies look from that time period, and it just I don't like it. I just don't like how it looks. I do. I'm right I, it's there, man. Kind of nostalgic. A bit. I just it find might this be so some. so crazy again. You know, like I, I keep going back to this, but you got Phantom, Sleepless, then this. Like, what the fuck happened in this period, man? These shits are all over the place, man. Crazy. Wanted to hire Dario Argento. Really, really ugly. Really, really ugly. In Jeremy's words, man, it's an ugly film. I mean, it's not as ugly as Phantom. Oh no, Phantom looks way better than this. I like the way Phantom looks. I do too. I like the way Phantom is better looking than this one. This one's fucking bad. The DVD of Phantom is dog shit, so we don't even know how it looks. But (laughs) Jeremy, you saw an HD print of uh, Phantom. No, uh, was, no, I think that was standard. Though. Okay, I can't so, wait until Scorpion releases all three. I want to see even what this movie looks like on like a high def, mm-hmm. like the color yeah, correction and stuff. Maybe it will change it up. I think yeah. Sleepless is going to look phenomenal. I agree. So I think Phantom will look decent. I do. I really do. I hope so, man, because bring out that, uh, you know, those set pieces and those wardrobes. Phantom's going to look really, really bad or really good. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. going to be one or the other. I don't know which. Exactly. I, I, I'm afraid that we're going to focus way too much on the Julian Sands hamming it up performance at that point. It's fun, though. If you put that movie into like with a group of people, you'll laugh. I don't know, dude. Julian Sands pr- seemed like he was taking that role pretty seriously. In the there, there is scenes features. in there where it's just it's so re- Really, he was making fun of the fat chick. <laughs> He's hamming it up. Fucking Fabio Ninja Turtle, man. It's awesome. Um, oh, I changed anyway. my rating on Phantom to five stars out of fucking five. <laughs> <clears throat> the more we talk about, the more it goes down. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> amazing. Um, All right. I don't really um, have any any more on this. I don't have it just besides, either. if you want to comment, like there, there's a, somebody gets run over by a train, and the the effect is so funny. Awful. It's so funny, man. If you take the train scenes from Cat Nine Tales and Sleepless and compare it to the train uh, like scene in the Card Player, you'd be like, this isn't even the same guy. No, it's so true. <laughs> it makes the oh man, it makes the whole scene in Fan of the Opera like that. That shit was that was top shelf right there with the Rat Machine, man. Compared to this, oh my god, it's funny. Oh, the guy from Dog Soldiers is in it. There, that's a thing. Really? Yeah, the Irish dude is from Dog Soldiers. Oh yeah, that's Liam Cunningham. Cunningham. Yeah, I just pulled. He's okay in this. He's the best actor in the movie. Dude, you can totally tell that like the script was like changed multiple times. And he totally gets done in. Yeah. In this shit, and what the fuck is with that? I lost interest after he bit it. This this movie has more traps than fucking Phantom did. <laughs> but like, didn't that, it seemed a little bit out of character too. I don't for some odd reason. I don't know. This guy's focusing on one thing, but he's setting up these elaborate fucking booby traps. I agree. These and booby what kind tra- of cop doesn't call for backup. <laughs> I know, right? It's, <laughs> this it's movie's so, bad. It's so stupid because you told in that in that given that situation, you totally would. Yeah, and did you notice how he revealed how he found out with the audio tape? Like he heard the explosion. That's just that's ripped from um, "Watch Me When I Kill." How the dude like takes the audio layers and hears the sound. Ah, oh, dude, I haven't watched it in a while, but that's that's amazing that you thought of that though. It's awesome. I just watch "Watch Me When I Kill," but I bet I bet there's probably movies that do that previously. Oh yeah, because Severin just dropped the the Blu-ray, right? Or no, uh, Synapse. Uh, Synapse. 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 That's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got the eighty-eight telling one. So, but yeah, yeah, Liam Cunningham, yeah. Awesome. All right, moods. Uh, I'm up first. Mm-hmm. Am I up first? Oh yeah. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> man, I, I don't really know what to say besides what I've already said. The Car Players is a fucking mess. It's <laughs> it's just a messy movie. It looks shitty. I mean, really, these are... It would work, if I think, that if the narrative actually made sense and shit. I mean, it probably would make it a little bit of a better film, film but it's that's just not the fucking case. But I, I, have, I can't respect the simple fact of mistakes like, you know, a royal flush and a straight flush, and the straight flush is winning. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm like, that's clear as day, man. You can see this on the computer screen. This is completely wrong. It's just, it's just a bad, horrible script, man. I don't think there's yeah, anything. Yeah, but wasn't it like, didn't they say that it was like, like fake? Or like, didn't isn't I... that what they were talking about? Or the game made up its own rule or some shit. I don't remember, but it was stupid. Either way, either way, she was claiming that she won. Blah blah blah. It doesn't really matter. I mean, that whole that whole scene is ridiculous. Um, I don't know, man. I I thought I liked this back when I saw it. <laughs> this is just wow. It's just such a bad, messy film. Um, I think I like Phantom more than this movie. I'm coming in at three and a half. Um, okay, I honestly I liked it, dude. I, I don't know. I I see where you're coming from. It definitely is super messy and i honestly truly didn't notice as much until we started talking about it i knew that there was some mess in it like i was like oh this ending is like really the motivation is whack and it like even the way that like okay wait she has a key but like his key doesn't work almost every did scene they, is did ridiculous they that did they explain did, what did i miss something there with the handcuffs Oh, about him having the duplicate that doesn't work? Yeah, why? Nope. No, that's no just... Idea. No, because it, I I don't know. They, <laughs> Great writing. Great there's, writing. There's nothing alluding to the fact that she switched the keys or or gave him a, you know, there's well, nothing like, there. Why, if, why would he even give her an opportunity to do that? Well, exactly. If he had made a duplicate, why wouldn't he still have the duplicate to the fucking oh. handcuffs? Yeah, okay. I, and yes, there's, like, the, the, right? it's stupid, but Doesn't make sense. for whatever reason, I just thought that it was fucking pretty cool whenever, you know, the, the like, the end and, and everything else is dumb, but I like the when they're playing the card game and you know the girls could die and it just i don't know i was really into it um so i'm gonna lower my rating because i do recognize that there's a lot more flaws than i did whenever i first watched it you know after we talked about it um i actually was at a six and a half originally i'll come down to a five and a half and give it the same as phantom Cool. Who's up next, Jeremy? Me. Uh, five out of ten for me. Holy Didn't you give it a six earlier? Yeah, but I changed it after we talked about it. Why do you never say that? I just give my rating like I always do. I can't. Believe I know, but that's a good reason to explain your rating is if you change it. Five out of ten. <laughs> I, I'm shocked that you like. That's crazy. I thought we were having a hall of pain here. I thought maybe. How, okay, this is gonna blow right. people's minds that none, that neither one of these made it. Okay. You want me to do my rating? Yep. Uh, originally, before we started talking about it, I was like, I didn't really know where I was gonna rate this. I was thinking about it. I watched it, and I was like, eh, I don't think I'd ever watch that again. But I didn't hate it. Started talking about it more, and I got to come in at a four as well. I mean, I'm four. I didn't care for it. I would never watch it again. 
Um, and uh, just it's just ugly. It's boring. It's poorly acted. The characters suck. And the best character dies halfway through the movie, and I lose complete interest on anything. I don't feel anything for any of the characters. <laughs> it's just not good. It's not well written. It's the motivations. It has none of the interesting stuff that makes Argento movies fun to watch and carry over through his career with all the reoccurring things. Um, I mean, just is like it's just not anything for me. So, but in some aspects, it's not the worst made movie I've ever seen. So I'm going to go with a four out of ten. Yeah, it seems foreign, doesn't it? You know, it's just yeah, it's it's Argento. It's like Bizarro World Argento, man. But yeah, that's the thing, man. I mean, this narrative—that's the biggest key to these type of mystery thrillers, giallos, whatever you want to classify it as—is having a good narrative. And you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be 100% perfect, but this one is just messy all over. Like you said, the coolest character dies halfway through. And the prettiest bitch dies within three minutes. Like, yeah. Like, what the hell's going on here? But these are my problems. I mean, I can forgive the the technology on the poker and stuff, but I can't forgive the hands being fucked up. That's just ridiculous. Oh, the plot holes. The There's plot. Also, like, stupid. People do stupid shit. Well, all the characters, they've got to be the stupidest characters ever. Or just, like, rushed exposition and, like, oh, yeah, my dad was a card player gambler. It's like, dude, now she's got to face her fucking fears well, and it's course. never been established. It's, it's so just, shit. It's just convenient, you know? It's like, of course this is going to fucking happen. It's lame. I'm shocked that GP and Jeremy were actually on board with this. crazy to me, man. This has been happening quite frequently just, lately. I don't know, man. It was just entertaining. You know what I mean? I was into the movie. I am aware that there was more. I, I wasn't when I was watching it. I, I noticed some flaws. I feel like we've talked out more flaws. They didn't bother me as much as they do you guys. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You know, this this movie seems like it takes place in a serious world while Phantom takes place in a dumb, ridiculous fantasy world. And I can forgive some of that. I can't forgive a serious world as much. I feel that. Yeah. I like Phantom, too. I've said that <laughs> a lot of times, too. It, you know, depending on where a movie's set in, man, it's just kind of make your fucking... I don't know. From maybe there. maybe it also had something to do with the first time watch. I mean, you said you liked this your first time. Well, the first time I watched it also is when it came out in oh four or five, whenever Anchor Bay dropped the DVD. I remember picking it up. But I truly believe that was the last time I seen it. I've never seen it. I don't think Me either. I, I don't think I can ever put another point on ever watching that DVD since. It's crazy. <laughs> the first I'd time watch. I'd watch it again. Yeah, I'm actually shocked by that, Dave, that you've never seen this one before. Yeah, that surprises me, too. It happens sometimes with a lot of the later movies, like on directors. I won't watch them. Yeah, I, I feel... <laughs> I, I feel, can see why. <laughs> yeah, I know better. <laughs> yeah, it's, if you, have you ever watched... I mean, I remember you talking about this in one of your older videos, too. You're like, you're like man, I, I must have like 50 or 60 Je- uh, Jess Franco films. And you're like, I don't think I've even watched one of them before. <laughs> have you I've actually watched. watched some of them now? I've watched at least uh, probably like 20 Jess Franco movies, but I don't rem- a lot of them bleed together. Well, that's the thing, man. Have, have you seen any of his like post 2000 films? Absolutely not. Oh my God, dude. You, it, you wouldn't even recognize like, it's crazy. The depreciation is like the early Franco from the early sixties is actually quite good. It's like gothic kind of fucking, those films are actually pretty decent. And then it, late 60s early 70s got super sleazy, but fuck me, man. The, the 2000s are like shot on video VHS, like, what the fuck am I watching? Shit, soft or garbage? Pretty much, yeah, it's crazy. I Pumping figured. out nineteen movies a year, it's nuts. And shooting three movies Ugh. on one fucking set, yeah. And, and well, that's yeah. that—that's really what he was doing. That's his mo: splitting budgets and making two or three. Man, you know, quantity over quality at its finest, Always. right? 
<laughs> um, okay, well, that's going to do it here, man. If we don't have anything else to say, I think we're, we're pretty much done here for episode 166. Dave, I can't thank you enough for coming on. You were an amazing guest. Dude, you were awesome, man. Yeah, I, awesome. I bet we kick Jeremy off and bring you on permanently. <laughs> He's like, no way. I can never stay up this late on Friday nights anymore. It's four in the morning. It's four in the morning. I'd come back. I'd come back at times. Yeah. Be, are, you, uh, are you East Coast, Dave? Uh, yeah, I'm in uh, Ohio. So is it four I'm now a, or three? Uh, it's four o'clock right now. Yeah, it's three okay. hours. Cause some, isn't some parts of Ohio an hour? No, no it's all it's in the Indiana. state. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, and I'm Indiana with sucks. on the East Coast. Yeah, Jeremy's only three right now. Only oh, three. is he? God damn. Yep. Me and fucking. I'm and then you got to drive home, too. It's only one o'clock here, man. I'm going to go watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up for over 24. I've been up for like 25 hours. Uh, sometimes I like that, you're, though. You're like, true, man. like, you get kind of delirious, but then you get these wins and you're like super energetic and bubbly. Shit. Yeah, I'm, everything's funny at this point. <laughs> yeah, really, man. Hopefully, hopefully the sound's all right. I don't know. If, I feel like there's an echo in this room right now, but that just might be your. Uh, Earbuds. I know my sound is different from earlier. <laughs> oh, it, sound, it sounds fine. I mean, it's there's a little bit of you know reverb there, but it's not bad. It's really not yeah, bad well, at all. Yeah, well, this room is way more spacious than the one that I recorded. Yep, that'll do it, man. Get that natural reverb in there, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, yeah, again, Dave, thanks for coming on, man. We, I had a blast with this episode. Um, really, really good stuff. And, of course, you're welcome back anytime. Maybe we'll figure out a show in the future or something if you want to come on. Sounds great, man. As long as it's Friday, um, my work slowed down big time. I could come in on Fridays for sure or a Saturday. But weekdays would be hard for me. It's going to be Friday nights. It's pretty much the only time that we can do it ourselves. Yeah. And that's been a, kind of an issue even with Jeremy. So he's been missing some time because of it too. So, But, yeah, it's just our schedules. They've changed over the years. And some people understand. Some people don't. It is what it is, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Jeremy, you want to take us out? All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. So if you want to follow the man, Moods himself, you can do so at youtube.com slash moods616. If you want to follow JP over on his channel, please go over there and tell him that he sucks because he failed 31 days of horror once again. YouTube.com slash DoubleShotJ. Follow me on my channel, YouTube.com slash NESRoar22. Of course, follow Mr. Parka at his channel youtube.com slash mr parka check and out his podcast for sure yeah buddy support him on the patreon support us on the patreon to get the sand sucked out of my vagina patreon.com slash 22 shots podcast please leave us a voicemail at 724-426-6665 and probably won't answer you leave us a question at the 22 shots of moods and horror at gmail.com that's 22 shots of moods and the horror at gmail.com please follow us on the facebook page facebook.com Search bar 22 shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. And please buy a t shirt because no one has, and we want to sell some t shirts. So buy. Oh, wait. A bunch I of s- people have bought t shirts. What are you talking we don't, about? How many shirts do we have left? Like 55. What? Really? Yeah. Oh, damn. So we sold over half. Yep. And uh, next week we'll be back with that no good son of a bitch, Jerry. Oh, boy. It's going down. Get out the gloves. Fight night is here next week. Another first yourself. Another first time guest, so I'm gonna have to come up with some more questions. We'll just be questions about gingerism. Oh, <laughs> That's not go even a word, to, is it? Here you go hand to hand. Deuces. 
All right, bye. See ya. Bye.